This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Got wind of this program on Netflix that is the number one in the country right now on Netflix. Yeah. I uh, found that out yesterday. <laughs> uh, you guys told me about it last week, so watched it uh, this week and immediately fell in love with it. And I can see why. Uh, it's taken off because we've all played this game. No, <laughs> we've take, been wanting to play this game. Let me, let me take that back. We all invented this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every one of us did. Every yeah. one of us believes that we invented the lava game as oh, a yeah. kid. And I hypothesize that it is... Um, it's just in the, the, the genetics of being a human being. It's a that, standard thing. I just think that, that... I think they did it in ancient Rome. And, and they had real lava and back they had then. Real lava with, back then at Pompeii <laughs> uh, to play with. They probably did that in Pompeii. Yeah. So, all right, get across the kitchen if you can. I think it, exactly. Yeah, I think it goes back to all of that. <laughs> there was no prize before. reward at the end of that, though. I think the prehistoric man probably played a version of this game. So uh, it's it's perfect, and that's why it strikes a chord. And one of the creators is from Philadelphia, from yes. what I understand. How did you come across her, Steve? So yesterday, uh, I we, we were talking about it on the air and had mentioned it, and and uh, then some, I forget the gentleman's name, very nice, said, did you know that uh, Megan, who we're going to talk to, is from Philadelphia? And I said, well, I do now. And then okay. I tweeted out to her, and we started communicating on Twitter, and then Casey picked up the ball and ran with it. She's the VP of Development at Haymaker Media, which... Uh, put this whole thing together, yes. so uh, let's welcome from Megan McGrath, or let's welcome Megan McGrath yeah. from Floor is Lava. Hey, Megan. Hi, how are you? Good. So where do you live now, by the way? I'm in L.A., so it is very early. Please forgive me. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's quite all right. Um, when did you move away? Well, where, where in this region are you from? We'll start there, and then we'll start getting into the show. Sure. I'm from Boyertown, um, oh. so... We're right on, like, the Burks montgomery County line. Oh, yeah. We just talked um, to a kid then... from there who has the largest mouth in the world. <laughs> yeah, look it up. He, he does. Oh, he, yes. wow. Yeah, we talked to him last yeah, week. Really put us on the map. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> you're, you're running with the baton now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're from Boyertown, and, uh, I am. and how did you get in, in development of television shows? Well, I went to Temple, um... And I was going to school for communications. I sort of thought I was going to end up in TV news. Um, and then really, you're like right before graduation, I sort of panicked and was like, I don't know if I want to do news. I'm more interested in the entertainment side of things. So it was really either New York or L.A. And I picked L.A. Uh, when were you so going to Temple, I Megan? To, I graduated in 2012. Okay. How did you not end up so, as one of our interns? At yeah. <laughs> Half of Temple ends up being our intern. <laughs> I don't know. I interned at um, CHL 17 and NBC and Philly, NBC 10. All right, okay. so you made the rounds, and then you decided you wanted to do stuff on, on the entertainment, and you impressed me um, as someone who just has always had sort of a pop culture love. And uh, is that what fueled your desire? Did you want to be entertainment in front of the camera, or did you want to be entertainment on the side you're currently on? I Yeah, no, I never wanted to be in front of the camera. I always wanted to be a producer, and I sort of stumbled into development, and it turns out I'm okay at it. So uh, that's sort of how I, yeah, I just fell into it, but it was a blessing. All right, did you pitch this so, idea of Floor's Lava, or did this come from someone else? I did. 
No kidding. No, I pitched it. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's my job to think of TV shows. And personally, I love game shows and dating shows and challenge series. And, you know, I'm just constantly looking at what's happening in the world, what's happening in my life, and saying, how can I turn this into a TV show, a game show? Um, and I was back in Boyertown at my parents' house, and I was reminded of playing Flores Lava with my brother. And I just was like, how has nobody done this before? It's right in front of our noses. Uh, you know, like you guys said, everybody thinks that they invented it. Um you know, as kids, everybody plays it. Everybody thinks they're the ones who came up with it. So it was just, like, shocking to me that nobody else had thought of it for a TV show. And those are usually the best ideas, the and, ones where you're like, how has nobody done this before? And you were, so we're communicating back and forth on Twitter, and, and you are clearly blown away by the response. But, like, The Guardian... Oh. The Guardian has called it the show to save the summer. So, and I mean, yeah. the, the, the funny thing, Megan, is that, and I was bringing this up earlier, even the most snooty TV critics seem to be <laughs> won over by it. That has got to be an amazing thing for you. Yeah, I'm shocked. I mean, I obviously thought it was a great idea. I wouldn't have pitched it if I didn't, but uh, the reception is insane it's been a wild week over here um i think we just don't take it seriously as producers we don't take it seriously the show doesn't take itself seriously so it's like sort of hard for critics to take it seriously if you're even the people who hate it end up loving it because it's so silly and fun and weird and last night lynn manuel miranda tweeted about it how, how, oh my god how wild is that <laughs> uh yeah our text chain of executive producers sort of blew up uh, immediately. Um, he His tweet was like, floor is lava, question mark? Uh -huh. <laughs> so it wasn't, it wasn't anything, um, you know, mind-blowing, but for us, we were, like, jumping up and down. Yeah, of course. So yes. I choose to believe... I choose to believe that he loves it, and, and, and it will should. be it will and be his should. next Broadway so, musical. So let's uh, let's yeah. cover let's cover a little bit for for those who may not know, those who who may have had a horrible childhood and, and <laughs> yeah. were not aware of Floor is Lava. So essentially, it's a game that any kid, most kids, have played where uh, they're bored and and they they already made their their living room fort, and now they want to do something else, and they've decided that all of a sudden. Everything, the floor is off limits. It is lava. If you touch it, you burn to death. You die. So you've got to get from one spot to another, not touching the floor. You got to jump on the ottoman. Then you got to crawl across the couch. And then you got to make it over to, you know, that, that little part of by the fireplace that's not right. actually floor, but yeah. it's, you know, you can get on there and then blah, blah, blah. So you guys have taken it to the nth level. You've taken it a la. Wipeout or Legends of the Hidden Temple. You've had themes are not just living rooms. The first episode that I watched, I guess is the first one of the season, has kind of an Egyptian theme to it. Right. And yeah. the room, the, the lava, it's not just a floor. You guys have filled it. They, you have these objects. They have to get from one place to another. But you filled it with what looks like lava. And I'm going to ask you what that stuff is, by the way. And if people... Fall into the water or touch the water, then they are they're dead. They're out, and three people have to make it from one end to the other. Right. And the more you get over to the end, the better your chances, and your time also comes into play as well. And the winner only gets, I think, a thousand dollars. Right. It's it's ten thousand. Right. Between three people. 
Is that correct, Megan? 10,000. 10,000, yeah. well, okay. 10,000 and the volcano of victory. The volcano of victory, of course. Volcano How can we forget? So, number yeah. one, the the uh, production side of this, the set design has got to be through the roof. And I'll tell you what, Megan, maybe people have had the idea before, but they were just like, nah, it'll never work. It's too much of a yeah. pain in the ass. So you found the, the group that will do this. Who does this? What is that lava stuff made of? How many different rooms have you made? Let's hear a little yeah. bit about that type of thing. Yeah, so we tasked a custom build shop in L.A. called Aret, and they were fantastic. They made all of our props from scratch. Um, I mean, everything needed to be calculated for safety. You had to be able to face plan on it from 10 feet high and not lose a tooth or <laughs> break an arm. Uh, so we didn't have any injuries the whole season, which I'm very happy wow. to say. Um, and they, they killed it. They did a really, really, really good job. So we had, I mean, hundreds of people worked on this show from the painters to the prop makers, to the slime guys, to the so is it, and editors. And is it, it is, it is so it looks very liquidy. It is lit up. It'll, it'll pulse. It'll bubble of the liquid. I've heard that the, the, the sets are filled with anywhere between 80 to a hundred thousand, uh, gallons. Is that, is that even remotely correct? Yeah. Oh my God. What is yeah, that stuff? So, really tell you it's uh it's a secret slimy in property um but we spent months and months and months uh researching it and testing it in like a facility in north hollywood uh in a dark garage with lights and glowing things (laughs) we tried really hard to um you know we 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 watched real videos of lava flows in hawaii and tried to see what we could create out of that um it's a proprietary substance. Okay. Enough. You don't I want to reveal. Tell you that. What was that? You know, you don't want to reveal it, but what, what you were saying, you can tell us what. Um, I can tell you that everybody who played the game is alive and well. Yes. <laughs> begging, me, begging me to come back and play again. I've gotten hundreds of emails this week just from, you know, the contestants alone. Uh, asking when season two is and when they can come back and and play a, a new game. No, and, and I love how when people do fall into the lava, they they just kind of disappear and and, <laughs> and the their, their, their teammates <laughs> play gone. their teammates play along as if they have died, which I I, I do love that. I don't know if you guys are now, you know, maybe trying to develop other games that we've played as children, like an adult, you know, version of a hide and seek or or flashlight tag or, you know, ghost in the graveyard or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, Erod Ayal is the owner of Haymaker and my boss, and we have developed this together throughout the whole thing. Um, we, for probably six months now, have been thinking along those lines it's lava floor lava is just like magical in that way that (laughs) it's imaginative so like every kid has played it and they're imagining the lava on the ground and now we're making it real so it's yeah it it just has that spark i think we're we're figuring we have some other stuff in the pipeline but this one by far i think is the most fun right now. Well, and you mentioned every kid playing that. You've got to create a version where the kids can do it. Yeah, yeah. We would we would love to. So we haven't officially gotten a season two yet. I would encourage everybody to keep watching, watch the whole season. That's how Netflix is going to know that people want more of it. 
Um, and we are crossing our fingers that we can do a season two, an all-stars, a redemption run for the people who died, uh, <laughs> a kid's version. So, yeah, so to that to that fun. point, I, I, they're they're going to be nuts if they don't renew it. They, they, you, this is a lightning in the <laughs> bottle situation because, like, they they have a, like a, a a tag game that that another network has now yeah. that they're doing. And but this again, you're right. It it is lightning in a bottle because it has those things that everyone is sort of. We've wanted to do this for years. I, I think I, I when I was corresponding with you, I said something we wanted to do at the big at the camp out for hunger, which is one of our the biggest charity event that we run all year. But yeah. the logistics of it are just just too difficult. Mm-hmm. Between the presentation and everything, again, they're going to be nuts if they don't do it. But I'm wondering if in a post-COVID environment, if Netflix or you would have any desire in sort of pop-up versions of this going around the country in support and promotion of the show. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of that, too. Um, People are asking about, like, an escape room version where they can play in real life. Um, You know, there's a lot of magic in the TV and film industry world so it would be expensive it is expensive now to produce so uh we would love to figure it out i think that would be so much fun for people to be able to play in real life i i would be i would be in line to do it i don't think i could i think i would hurt myself if i tried to do it to be honest (laughs) she insists it's safe i i know but like my shoulder and stuff i mean just swinging from one thing to another would mess up but listen megan a number of texts coming in and a few people are asking and here's my i'll give you my thought before you give your answer is how what what the temperature of the liquid is people are like is it actually hot is it at least lukewarm i'll bet you it's actually cold because it's hard to keep liquid like that warm and i'll bet it looks hot but it's actually cold what do you know i know that i can't tell you that (laughs) you you can't ruin it's pressing it's lava is it more slippery than water can you tell us that it's definitely slippery okay all right um it's not water it's definitely slippery Okay. Um, and you can see that all the people that are sliding on the object, the obstacles <laughs> and face planting. Um, yes, it's definitely slippery. But the contestants throughout have maintained that it was hot. And Megan, um, they they sell know. it as as, as Casey said. With yeah. everyone, everyone sells it. They the show is edited in such a way that when someone falls into the lava, you don't see them again. And, and that's, yeah. that is a really wonderful conceit. Was that a I, I assume it was a critical part of the decision making to sell oh, yeah. the drama, correct? Yeah, it has to be. It, it worked yeah, so I well. Mean, we surprisingly we didn't have to give them the contestants much direction as far as you know what they needed to do. I think when you walk in that room for the first time and you see the set and the lava, it sort of like unleashes your inner eight year old. Yeah, yeah. And, Everybody just really, really went for it. They had fun. They played. They were dramatic and over the top and campy, and it was so much fun. Um, and we were, you know, adamant from the beginning that once people fell in, that would be the end. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I sort of, I sort of love the fact that they don't come back up. I feel like it elevates. Oh, the tension that's it. That's everything. It's excellent. And actually, real quick, I, I saw a text come in that says, "I watched this with my four and two year old." Didn't know they would edit the way they did and pretended to react like they didn't know you would ever see them again. And my kids cried (laughs) because they thought someone died. And I'm sure you're getting reaction like that. And I immediately thought of, like, The Running Man. Uh Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, the movie where people would actually die in the contest. 
What's the feedback been from parents? I'm sure you get a handful of people who are actually a little bit miffed about it, but I would imagine yeah. most people get it. People are having a lot of fun with it. We, I've been getting tons of uh, videos and pictures on Twitter and Instagram of kids watching it with their eyes covered, you know, or running in and out of the room just to, like, see what happened. I, I, think, I think everybody likes that aspect of it. It yeah. feels a little dangerous, but it's not, you know... After their run, you see all of them talking again. They yeah. were interviewed after uh, after they fell in. So you know that everybody's alive and well. But, um, yeah, I think it elevates the tension in a really beautiful way. And, yeah. Uh, I definitely something that needed to happen on this on this show. You're right. Yeah, I definitely felt uh, tense while watching the the, the show. Um, yeah. I, I want to ask when you guys were developing this. I'm 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 fairly certain that early on you guys knew that you were going to have a hit on your hands. How secretive did you guys need to be to make sure that uh, you know somebody else didn't uh, you know maybe try and beat you to the punch? And then when you were trying to sell it, you know, and it ended up on Netflix. Um, you know, yeah. did you bring it to uh, other outlets, or was Netflix the one? Did yeah, we we took it a bunch of places. Um, the feedback that we got early on was that it's impossible. Yeah, uh, you know, it's a it's an expensive show. It's uh, it's big and scary to have a hundred thousand gallons of lava like we we weren't even allowed to use a traditional sound stage out here in la we actually shot in an old ikea building um in burbank uh because the lava was very heavy and none of the sound stages wanted that you know liability on their hands so ikea ended up being the perfect spot um so we had to get creative and figure out how we could make it happen um but Netflix loved it from the beginning. Our execs over there are fantastic, and they really believed in it. And, I mean, it's, it's, we've been working on it for a long time, so it's nice that it came out. The world really seems to love it. I think right now we're number two in the world on Netflix and number one <laughs> in a wow. bunch of different It's insane. Countries. It's so cool. By the way, <laughs> if you're just tuning in, it's uh, Megan McGrath, who's from Boyertown, by the way, and she created the show that's taking off on Netflix. It's called uh, Floors Lava. And and to uh, follow up on, on Casey's question, Megan, about uh, you know intellectual property and so forth, when you have an idea like this and you start shopping it around, how do you protect yourself? A, a, how do you make sure nobody else has done it before? Even pitch the idea because you can get yourself into trouble as if you may have stolen yeah. the idea. And then how do you protect yourself from somebody else doing that type of thing, taking your idea away from you? I mean, the truth is that you just have to move quickly. Um, we, I thought of this. I brought it to Erod. We were out pitching it in probably a week. Um and I think, yeah, you just have to beat other people. It's very competitive. There's no, there's, so there's no legal, you know, uh, protocol that you follow to make sure that we had this idea first? I mean, nobody had ever pitched it to us, and nobody had ever pitched it to Netflix. Um, well, who knows? Maybe somebody pitched it to a different network and they passed on it. Um we had no idea about that. Netflix has no idea about that. So okay. we were in the clear. Um, yeah, and I mean, but, also, yeah, it's a, it's a really general concept, Megan. I mean, like, it's it's like hide and go seek. It's like, you know, it's it's yeah. been around forever. It would be, it, it as you said, and in Casey's point about you assumed everyone jumped in it. But again, this, this 
to do it and execute it the way you did it, there are different touches and things that you clearly, as the, the showrunner on this, brought to it that, you know, might have been hard for other people to fathom or understand what your approach was going to be. And that's what's making it the hit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, thank you for saying that. I mean, I I think, you know, it's not enough just to have a good idea. Um, you You know, it's all about the environment that it comes out in. I think right now... The world is heavy and dark and there's yeah. a lot of bad things happening and people are just looking for a laugh, an easy laugh, something not too heady or cerebral. Um, and this sort of fits that. I think people are also missing sports and yes. there's, uh, this sort of fills that void in an interesting way. Um, yeah, it just it feels like it was the perfect storm of things happening. It's a good idea. It was well executed, but it's also like... America and the world needed it. Yeah. So if you can scrape together a Tiger King game, then you got everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of that, do you think right, uh, do you think any any celebs will approach you guys wanting to be on the show? And would you entertain that? We would love it. I mean, we all lost our minds when Lynn Manuel Miranda posted about <laughs> it. Kristen Bell posted about it on her Instagram story. Um, you know. Yeah, we would love it. Hmm. Like I said, we haven't officially been picked up for a season two, um, but... It's a no-brainer. Yeah. It's going to happen. Number one. And by the way, I can see Christian Bell and Dak Shepard easily getting on board. And I would watch. Just watch it in general. That's why it was cool to get you on now, because people over the weekend looking for something to do... Check out the show. Send yeah. those numbers up and ensure a second season. And besides, you're from the area. We have to support you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, you know what? They're probably gonna they're probably gonna put a bear out in your honor in Boyertown, <laughs> Megan, <laughs> on the street somewhere uh, with your picture. Wow, me and that me and that uh, the big mouth guy, yeah, the kid with the big yeah. mouth, Phil, with yeah, the giant mouth. Amazing. <laughs> It's a, it's a story for the ages. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Well, we're we're wow. we're very happy for you, and we're very happy for us because we get to watch this show. So, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Keep watching. Everybody, finish the series so we can uh, we can make more. We nice. Love to make more. Are you going to go back to bed now? It's five forty a.m. Where you are. I absolutely am. All right. <laughs> All right, Megan. Thanks for getting up early. We appreciate it. And congratulations to you. Thank you for having me. You bet, thanks. Megan McGrath. Yeah! Yeah! Uh, that's wild. She's going to make a gazillion dollars. Awesome. The yeah. odds against again because we would talk about the shows. You know, they miniature golf and all that. This, so everyone's kind of flirting with stuff in and around this. Yes, but this went right down the middle between yep. a few other concepts and pay dirt. I did watch. I was telling you, Steve. I watched Holy Moly last night. Great which show. Is the miniature golf show, which is done in Wipeout style. Yeah, in fact, right. they do it on the set of Wipeout. From what I understand, they had this, this these two women facing off against each other. Case. They put them in flame retardant suits, and they had these fire breathing dragons. No, breathing fire on them, and so much so that they they had parts of them were were um, flammable, and so they were they were on fire. While Stop they- it. <laughs> Really? Playing miniature golf. It was great. Yeah, it was great. So uh, I love this type of stuff. But this one, this has that. It, Steve, it's about the people when they go in the lava and they disappear. It's just great. It's excellent. And you know, when you got into the game as a kid, and that's what it taps into, that primal, yes. visceral, nostalgic feel, whether it was like a shag carpet or whatever you had on your floor, 
you, you just, I have to avoid this at all costs. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you could make a game called Fort, where two teams have to take all the items in the room right. and make a and fort make a out fort of it, and then they get oh, judged it. on it as who makes the <laughs> yeah. best. Well, most inventive fort. Uh, yeah, I mean, why, if it's really how the that. presentation, like Lego, the Lego game, yeah. where the people are pulling their, you know, the Lego things. Anything as long as it's this has presentation to it, and that's yeah. what's making it work. I'd love to find out what that lava is about, though. My guess is okay. It's a hybrid. There's a number of texts coming in about that that uh, that people have seen. There was one Nick. Yeah, here he goes. Says there's an article yeah. on Newsweek about uh, this. That the lava is a different blend of slime dyed red. It's water, food starts, and xanthac, xanthan gum, which I guess is something that they use to thicken right. a thickening agent of right. sorts. I so. was wondering why people were the contestants were being so cautious on things. It must it must be like really really slippery. Yeah, you can tell that it is the way they slide off of it. Like it's something that you could normally just grab onto and be fine. They're holding on for dear life and then end up losing and falling in. And one thing I didn't know is if they, uh, and I should have asked her, is if your foot even touches it... I think you're... You're out? You're out. Okay. I don't know, though, because they're holding... Like, they are... Some of them try to get themselves back up. Okay. I I, would imagine if they are trying to get themselves back up, they might be safe if they get up there. I think you're right. In the game, you would have to... I think both feet, you'd have to fall. That would constitute falling into the lava. But if you jumped... I forget how we play. You know, kids never keep to the rules that they design. No. I forget how we played it. Well, it's more about doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You transform so that you win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I'm, a new, how, I'm a new guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the one guy I saw in, I think it was episode two. The reason why I think you, even if you touch it, you're out is is he was on a chest and he was really, really hanging on. They yeah. were like, and the the host Rutledge was saying like, oh, he's he's almost touched. He's almost out, and then he ended up falling. Into the lava himself, but he was indicating just, you know, the way he was commenting that if he even touched it, he was out. But I don't know. You know, there's also sort of the, that rock climbing element where they're going across like the uh, the, the mantle, you yeah. know, on the edge mm-hmm. and, and trying yeah. to hold on. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely some <laughs> skill yeah. involved. So locally here, Tobias Harris from the Sixers, uh, he tweeted at Boban, uh, who those guys were like besties. Uh, he was like, dude, Boban, me and you, floors lava. Let's make it happen. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, Boban is what, seven, five? Yeah. You know, you could, you could basically use him as a bridge. Nice. Yeah. By the way, somebody texted in and says, this is in my best Bill Weston voice. And then they wrote it in caps. I'm Facebook friends with Megan. I knew about this show for months. Congratulations, <laughs> girl. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Oh, man. Um, all right. Uh, we should take a break. We will be back in just a moment. So make sure you stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Acme is continuing their commitment to getting through this new normal together. And that means everyone's health, well-being, safety, and satisfaction, yours and their employees, continues to be their number one goal. They're keeping your essentials in stock. And that includes your New Year, New You foods. Keep an eye out for Acme's large selection of USDA-certified O-Organics and Open Nature products featured exclusively in Acme Isles. Find great food you can naturally feel good about at Acme. Fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So here we are, Valentine's Day. It's You can feel the love in the air. Hopefully you have someone in your life today. If not, that's okay too. 
Yes. Uh, but uh, we love you. Remember that. Yes. Just not in that way. No, but we can we for can. the right amount of money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you know what? We, we, we had a nice discussion last week about uh, first kisses and uh, how well we remember them and how important they are in your life. Yeah. And uh, you, you know, had a you had a great one. Yeah, I had a wonderful. I had a one. great one. Yeah, and it, now, some people don't have great first no. kisses. In fact, some some of them can be disastrous. I would say whoever kissed Harvey Weinstein probably oh, a, disastrous a disastrous first kiss. Yeah. And I said mine. I was really really nervous, and then after I did it, I was like, "What the hell was I so nervous about? That was not a big deal." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it does happen, but uh, and and maybe that's part of the re- the reason why some people wait so long to have their first kiss: the nervousness or the. Or the fear that it's going to go bad, or I don't know. Uh, so we we started talking about it, and we got responses uh, from people, from adults who have never kissed anyone in their yeah. lives. And we said, you know what, we could uh, we could maybe uh, have a couple people come in, and we can get that first kiss out of the way. And then as we started to uh, you know kick around these ideas, we started having some other. Uh, you know, uh, inspirations that would uh, make us create the proper environment for this. And one of them was to bring some live music into the studio while we do this. So before we meet our kissers who are here, our kissing virgins, yeah, uh, we would like to welcome Josh and Haley here. Yeah. Who are going to give us some musical accompaniment, and they, they've planned a couple of special songs. So uh, I thought we should lead with a, a little bit of a romantic song just to get us in that mood. It's all about the mood, Preston. Uh, so, Josh and Haley, let's let's hear a little bit of music. Get it really close to the microphone, please. There we go. You'll be your back, your And yeah! Now we got the proper mood. You, you actually got up and started dancing, Preston. I did. did you <laughs> I saw you flailing your arms. Waving my arms yeah. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I just couldn't help it. Good you guys got to keep watching me, guys. I'll give you the cues. All right. Uh, so there, by the way, they're going to be performing uh, at, uh, you can find them all over the area, but they're going to be playing tomorrow night at uh, Scanlon Saloon in Maniung from 9 p.m. till midnight. Uh, so we thank them for being here, and we're going to get some more music out of them as we go through this. Mood is an essential part of the whole thing, honestly, Same. if you can have when you have your, your kiss. And we're talking, our, not your, your kissing, you know, Aunt Dolly, your, a kiss, uh, that, yeah. that connection to someone, that whole thing. Mood is such a big part of it, and that's why we've tried to set the mood here with this music. Marissa is has dressed the studio a little bit. Yes. And a little flourishes. Things we're gonna try to do this in an incremental way to maximize the kissitude. Yeah. Uh Casey, give me some light uh love music here as we uh as five we, finger death punch. Uh that'd be nice, <laughs> wouldn't it though? Uh no, there you go. That's perfect. Uh we're gonna meet our contestants, find out what they're all about or who and who they are and what they're all about. Uh, let's start with a phone call that we received when we initially talked about this on the air. This is Sophie who yeah. is here Hi. this morning. Hey, Sophie, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks. So, so you gave us a call, and uh, we had, uh, you know, we were just asking who hadn't ever kissed anybody who happens to be an adult. How old are you, by the way? I'm 21. You're 21 years yeah. old. All right, and, uh, and so I, I assume you've never had a boyfriend then, if you've no. never kissed anybody, no. really, and. Why do you think that is? Why? Because, uh, you know, uh, you're cute. And you are. Yeah. You're, you're adorable. Yeah. Um, I probably just kind of thought, like, 
oh, I'll get around to it later. And yeah. And then in high school, I was like, oh, I'm going to get around to it later. In college, get around to it later. And Are you a serious student by any chance? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that's very time-consuming. Yeah, and sometimes it, I'm it gets at, away from you. Yeah, I'm looking at you, and, and, I, and I couldn't help but sort of feel like this is by your choice. <laughs> because I feel like at any point, at any time, like, you... you you're probably, pretty. She's yeah. pretty. That's yeah, what yeah. It's not like we have some hideous people in the studio. Yeah. She's very pretty. Yeah. Yeah, it's mostly just busy with school. I don't really have time to do anything. And then uh, Preston had had put out the suggestion when we were talking initially when we had that whole conversation. A lot of, For a lot of people, it is exactly that. Mm-hmm. Life gets in the way, and you don't have time to do that. So, yeah. But it's, it's uh, you didn't impress us as someone who was like, oh, my God, this is a disaster. It's like, when it happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and and uh, it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been longing for it, though? Have you been curious uh, about it? Yeah, on and off. Yeah. Like, I'll go through times and be like, eh, maybe soon, and then I'll be like, nah, I'm busy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, about, what about nervousness? Does that play into it at all? Uh, a little bit. Like, after partway through high school, you're just kind of like, uh, okay, like... When, when you hang with your friends, are, are your friends in a similar situation, or do they have... Uh, relationships and boyfriends and whatever uh, girlfriends yeah, or yeah, yeah. They okay all right so you know like I, I knew somebody who was with a girl who she had kissed people mm-hmm. but she wasn't very um uh well versed in in other things right mm-hmm. and that oral. ended up well no all of it Steve oh, I mean yeah. uh, you know hand oral all that sort of <laughs> stuff and but she was a little bit older and it really. It, it, it played a part in, in all of that sort of because she was second-guessing everything. She was nervous. Ah. She wasn't doing it right and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So I'm sure at a certain point for you, you're like, yeah. oh, man, I'm, I'm well behind a curve here. It's like it's like going into a test that you mm-hmm. haven't studied for. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but I figured, i eh, get out of the way. Got to do it at some point. Yeah. Yes. Because that. that's yeah. it. Honestly, a lot of it is what you think it is. It's like flying a plane. You could probably fly most major airliners without much coach. <laughs> right, Preston? Right, sure. Yeah. There's, yeah. I mean, yeah, you've yeah. seen movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you pull back on the throttle and there's a couple of dials there. You just got to go for it. Practically flies You can practically flies it. John Travolta told us that, Gabby. <laughs> Where do you go to school, by the way, Sophie? Temple. You go to Temple. Yeah. And what are you studying? Uh, physics. Oh, you are a serious yeah, person. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right, excellent. Well, w- thank you for sharing your story. And then we're going to meet Brandon, yeah. everybody. Brandon, how you doing, man? Good, how are you? Good. Brandon came dressed for love in his Iron Maiden t-shirt this morning. <laughs> hey, listen, I think it's a perfect match. Yeah? yeah. What we're about uh, to yeah, do. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Who who he gets to kiss yeah. in uh, just a little bit. How old are you, Brandon? Uh, 20 years old. You're 20 years old. And um, wh- what do you do? Are you a student as well or so you work? I went to a vocational school okay. and took up electric. And okay. I started working my 11th grade summer, and uh, then worked all the way through 12th grade, and then worked in an electric company for like two, three years. So you've been busy. Yeah. You you, you got into your career, mm-hmm. and that's obviously consumed. Because, again, you're a nice-looking guy. You're, you're you're conversive. We were talking before we came on the air. It's not like you, you, you're seriously awkward. Steve, look how adorable he is. I, and I, and I, I, like, I, I want to tweak your... I mean, cheeks like look at how it wouldn't be the first time. (laughs) Look at how kind his eyes are. I am. Kath, look he's, at, he's really looking into this. I know. I'm looking at him, and you look like you're a gentle soul. Have you ever? <laughs> Uh, lashed out in anger ever in your entire you ever life? Killed a kitten? Have you ever killed a kitten? <laughs> I mean, I used to work in construction, so there has been times where you 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 get like angry. Yeah, exactly. It's normal. <laughs> yeah, but and I mean, so you I, you probably channel out your angst through the music you listen to, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. but yeah. I mean, you're, again, you're. Uh, uh, 
I think in both these cases, both of you, you just have had very active lives. You've been distracted by that. Do you feel that there's, as Casey described, that this you're behind the curve? Or do you take Sophie's angle on it that it'll happen when it happens? Kind of mixture of both, okay. to be honest with you. All right. Are you, uh, I ask this, and seriously, so are, are, seriously, are you a little embarrassed about the fact that you haven't kissed anybody until I'll be now? honest, yes. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Sophie? Uh, not really. No, she doesn't. <laughs> She's a physicist, for Christ's sake. I know, I know. Um, well, listen, I totally understand that. I remember at the time when I, and, and I was younger than you were, but I remember I felt behind the curve because yeah, other too. people had kissed and I yeah. had not done mm-hmm. it. The truth of the matter, Preston, as we discuss this, you're one of many, many people who think they're the only one. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the truth of the matter is you're not. No. You're, right, in, yeah. you're in plenty yes. of company. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So here, here's my question for both of you guys. because And, and I'm a little nervous now because I have... Uh, you're going to have to kiss me. No, Steve. I have uh, two kids in seventh and eighth grade. And it's like almost this rite of passage around that, that time where you have kissing parties. I mean, essentially... Kids design ways and reasons to, like, practice this stuff on each other, whether yeah. it be through spin the bottle or truth or dare or, or whatever it is. How did all of the, that time uh, elude both of you guys? Well, uh, we go, go one at a time. Okay. Sophie, go ahead. I guess, like, I just got really lucky during truth or dare. Like, <laughs> I was... <laughs> you won every goddamn game. Yeah, that's much. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so adorable. You're, <laughs> yes, you are. How about you, Brandon? I've been to a ton of parties, and there's never been any, like, spin the bottle or any games like that. Not on the construction sites? No. No, <laughs> no. no spin the bottle? No, no spin the rivet? You, you act like everybody played that. I never played those games. No? No. Yeah, no? Uh-uh. No, I, I to be honest, there were very few of those yeah. when I was uh, growing up. We, we, Kathy, Kate, I'm sure you and I both did the same thing. We went to physics parties. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't fit in there either. <laughs> All right, well, you know what? Uh, I think we need to get ourselves prepared for this. We've met them. We found out their stories. And now we got to get them in the proper shape. Yeah, uh, training is everything. Yeah, so... As with anything that you want to be good at, you've got to practice. Yeah, so uh, what we're going to do is we're just going to... we're gonna. So they're not going into this completely cold. No. Uh, we brought in some CPR dummies, <laughs> uh, which is, a, you know, basically it's a torso with a really weird-looking face on it. Uh, they're both male. I thought we were going to get a male and female, but I guess we're going to... Well, we, we are gender fluid, Preston. Wait, it's gender. about time you get woke. Oh, Marissa, where are those wigs? <laughs> we have a wig. Oh, uh, we have a wig to put on yeah, one? we have two blonde wigs. Okay, all right, so we now, can just what, put what, one on one. If we can. Yeah. Like, we might not be able to find one. What right? they, what they, it's going to look like the, the, cat, the members of ABBA? Uh, by the way, Casey, uh, where did we get these CPR dummies? Intern Joe. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Yoakum. Yeah. If, you, if you've been with the oh, Preston hey. Steve Show for a long time, then you remember Intern Joe. How you doing, Joe? I'm wonderful. How are you guys? Uh, I'm sorry. We're doing. Yeah, we, we played your clip while you were speaking. You didn't hear that. Uh, and Joe, you work for uh, Norworth Ambulance out of uh, Ardmore, PA. Okay, uh, Joe's all grown up now. Yes. And he's got a real job, and uh, he is with Narberth Ambulance, and he brought in the CPR dummies. So everything is by the books, yeah. all checked. And are these, by the way, Joe, are these uh, sterilized? And good? Oh, yeah, they were cleaned yesterday. They were cleaned yesterday. Yes. Excellent. All right, so uh, Joe has uh, given a season. We, we figured we'd give these guys a chance just to warm up 
and you know it, it's not exactly like kissing, obviously. But it what did just you get you in the ballpark? What did you practice on? If you did practice, the classic is the pillow. I uh, my hand, like, yeah. like the back of the hand, right? You know, yeah, that was it. Yeah, what? No, I don't. I don't remember practicing. You, Do you know what's good? Oh, if yeah. you have a cat, their ass. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, listen, right? my one cat practices on the other cat's ass all the Pucker time. Pucker up. Pucker up. No, uh, it's just one of those things, and there's really, um, I think this is a good way to practice because it approximates, yeah. you know? By the way, you know what we have not spoken about at all is tongue or no tongue. Oh, no. Well, we... Oh, you just I made just me uncomfortable. Tongue. What's that? You just made me uncomfortable. Oh, I did. Yeah, well, it's an important question. Maybe make it twofold. We go with the like. In other words, you can you get the first, and if you feel it went well, and all parties are in agreement, yeah, because they have what's uh, called like a screen kiss. Yes, which is which is a passionate kiss. It's not like kissing grandma, where it's like right, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so my grandma's hot. The the lips are are not fully puckered tight. Yeah. They're softer. They kind of interlay a little bit, yeah. But you don't necessarily penetrate with your tongue. Right. I'd say that's a good place to start. Yeah. I think that's kiss. right. That yeah. exactly, exactly. I like where you're going with this. <laughs> and then if it if it feels nice, and if our kissers are up for it, maybe we try a little deeper, right? You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, like a tongue kiss. A I, passionate see, I, I kiss. I just assumed we were I going think we tongue leave kiss. It up to them. Well, you know what we can do? We can ask them how they feel about this yeah. because that's the best way to proceed. You don't want to do yeah. anything someone is not a willing participant in. Oh, well, yeah, you guys are here. I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're so quiet and agreeable. Sophie, is there is there a type of kiss that you'd like to try for your first one? Uh, I'd do anything. That's, ah. that's kind of dangerous to say. Well, what would, what did you expect when you were before you walked into these doors? Mm-hmm. What were you coming here expecting to do? Uh kiss a random person. Yes! Okay. But, well, but, right. with, yeah. but with tongue or... I was leaving that to chance. I Okay. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Brandon? Just go with the flow. All go right. Flow. All right I like where they're going. So, so I think we lead in and then, because um, I have a feeling our professional kissers are very adroit at kissing. Yeah. And uh, they can take it to, to new realms. So They're I, the ILM of kissing. I'd, I'd say maybe we start with the with the screen-type kiss, but we'll let them, we'll let our kissers Listen, decide. If, and, if, if, it, if it breaks loose from its pen, Preston, and just yeah. goes, we can't stop it. But but the key to kissing is, I think, and I, I have a list of here how to kiss someone well in eight tongue-tying steps. Oh. All right. I don't think we have time to go through all of them. Do the first seven. Uh, but, <laughs> but the most important, and it says here right Right at the top, it says use the right amount of pressure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because part of it is is getting a feel for your partner first and yeah. matching their uh, the, the 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 amount of pressure, the the squeezing of the lips, the pushing of the face against the other face. You're you not know? kissing on them; you're kissing with, with them. them. It's exactly. a shared experience. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you got to kind of you got to have to kind of guide each other, right? And, and it's interesting. And I remember at first when you when you kiss somebody for the first time, your lips can kind of quiver a little bit because yeah. you're not sure exactly what's going on. And a little feels, pee can come out. It feels a little strange. You get a little pee in there. You, you know, you do not. You do not. You're just going to scare these people. No pee comes out. Oh, okay. The other stuff. And uh, hard, kiss, hard kissers or not? It's pre-pee. <laughs> pre-pee. I mean, what? it's. Have you guys ever slow danced with somebody? It's like that. You know, there there is sort of a leader in a slow dance, but I mean. Do you know what I mean, Kath? Like you, both of you guys can't lead. Right, I got One you. person has to lead, but I mean, now have you guys ever slow danced with anybody, Sophie? I've swing danced. That's different. Yeah. All right, how about you, Brandon? Once, once. Okay, right. so at least you've you've done that. But it's like Casey said, you kind of 
you follow each other. It's uh, there's a little give and take. I'll tell both of you this that, that a lot of times throughout my my long life, the the um, women have said to me and my wife, you know, it, this this is as essential a part of any a physical relationship. This this and in many cases, there are women that you've done reported on surveys, Preston, where women will place this above the the, the full menu of of. Uh, sexual acts and say that this is really the expression yeah. of love. Yeah. And one of the things you have to consider as well, and I didn't see it until, I'm glad you get got this list, Steve, is uh, where do you put your hands? Yes. Uh, because you don't just, you know, uh, behind you know your, your hands head. aren't behind your back or behind, behind your, your head. head. First. Or, or do jazz hands. Like <laughs> you that. can do it's jazz hands. Put, That's usually Put out. your hands like you're in a perp walk. But there's, uh, there's a great movie. Uh, <laughs> there's a great movie, which is uh, Some Kind of Wonderful. Yeah. And when they, they're friends, but he, she says to him, hey, can you deliver the proper kiss? Yeah. And he goes, well, she goes, well, what about your hands? Where are you going to put them? And he goes, well, it depends. And she says, no, they go on my hips. That's okay. where they go. So keep that in mind. The guy's hands go on the girl's hips. Hopefully you don't mind that, Sophie, that uh, our kisser's going to have his hands on your hips, probably. And yours can go up around the neck, okay? So you're, she's going to put hands around your neck. You're going to put hands on her uh, hips. By the way, the safe word is osteoporosis. <laughs> Okay. If you feel uncomfortable, osteoporosis. So those are the only tips I really have. Do you guys have any? No, I think we should begin the uh, the, the the practice section. Okay. On the on these uh, uh, hermetically sealed. Oh God. <laughs> these, CPR these dummies. Really scary looking prosthetics that we have here. Um, all right. So let's go with uh, let's go with Sophie first. All right, Sophie. We have Joe. You can leave your headphones on. Yeah. Uh, who's going to hold up the dummy? Wow. This is really setting the the mood <laughs> right, here. Turn, if you, you know what? Can we have some romantic music uh, from uh, Josh and Haley while we're yeah. doing this? So I think maybe that'll make you feel a little bit better. All right. So. All right. You're gonna put. Can your... we get a profile on this? By the way, uh, just yeah, we there go. There you Thank go, you Joe. So much. Okay, so put your hands up around his neck, Sophie. Yeah, and you also have to lean <laughs> your you have to lean your head one way. So yeah. that's perfect. She's leaning it to the right, and go in and just give a nice kiss, nice easy kiss. Aw, aw, she's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yes. She did great. How is Sophie? You're 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 awesome. Yeah, her approach was perfect. Her head tilt was perfect. You're adorable. I know physics. The pressure that she applied to the dummy was perfect. The one thing that I saw duration was too short. Oh, okay. Well, you do it for the kiss. It's not going to be quick. You you need to let it linger just a little bit. It's an eraser. She's kissing. That's true. The next thing that she kisses, we'll be kissing back. Yeah. But I I do want her to be ready. So one more time, but just a smidge longer. Okay. So she's leaning in, hands on. There you go. She's got a hand. That's better. Yeah. Right. Well done. Better. Is she leaning her head the right way? She's leaning yeah. okay. And she put her hand on his cheek, too, oh, which, yeah. is, oh, which very is very tender. sensual. Yeah. This is an unresponsive uh, doll that she's kissing, so obviously it's, it's the head tilt's not there, but I, that you... Bravo. Well done. Well done. Yeah, well done. Well done. Okay, now let's try Brandon. Brandon, first stick your first two fingers in her mouth. To the side. Can we get a profile yes. on it? Guys, 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 can we turn profile, please? All right, there Thank you go. You. All right, hands on her hips, or its hips, and then, okay, he turned his head, he gave a, that was not bad, so, a so little softer. What, what, yeah. do you, what do you want to say to this lifeless piece of plastic? <laughs> I love you. <laughs> All right, so it looks like he is going to, Brandon's going to turn his head to the left, which was the opposite of uh, Sophia. So uh, try that one more time, sir. Let's let's see you do it again. Yeah, yeah, same way. How, however you're comfortable. Uh, 
Okay, he got it done. Do you, do you like? I, I think. I, think I don't know. I, I, here's here's here, what I would say. Here. I think. I think he rushed in towards the head a little too fast. I think your approach yeah. needs to be a little slower, a little more gentle, and it's going to be a human the next time around. So it'll be a slightly different approach. Nick, and she's going to give you a bit of guidance, but but just come in a little more slowly in your approach. Nick, I think I can. So. You're leaning in, and she's going to speak to you. Okay, start to lean in as you're going to kiss, all right? And she's going to speak to you. Okay, that was Nell, Jody Foster. He's very attractive. I love how you guys are so delicate with Sophie, but not with him. (laughs) No, he's. By the way, his first kiss was absolutely fine. Just a little bit more, because I think the. I hate to say this, and this is probably a dumb thing to say. When you're leading in on the kiss, the onus is on you to just be a little bit more, you know, tender. Yeah, I know. Ten, listen, tender. I, you know, because you are you're genuinely, genuinely a nice, gentle guy, and I think you, I think you can rock a kiss. And in this social climate that we live in today, I'm looking. It looked like the mannequin didn't want that kiss. No, you know what I mean, I was reading it completely. You he, reading look at the mannequin's eyes are completely closed, and it, in fact, they're sealed over with the fleshy layer of skin. By the way, uh, and also another suggestion as well is eyes closed. Yes, it, it helps. Uh, it just helps with the moment. Yeah, at that moment, just, well, get, just get lost in the kiss. <laughs> Hang on, you you have to go in with your eyes open, but the second your lips touch the other lips, then you softly close your eyes. Otherwise, you're going to headbutt your partner. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I'm saying? yeah. Yeah, you don't have to get um, up on the turnbuckle and jump on them. Yeah. When, when you're close enough and you know your lips are going to touch, that's when you can close it. Yeah. All right. So right. One more time. Uh, Brandon, one more time, Brandon, yeah. if you wouldn't mind, please. Right. Eyes Hit. closed. Lean in. Nice. nice. Better. Nice. Yeah. I'm glad that we did good. that. Yeah. Yeah. Damn good. Well done. Okay. And we're getting this wonderful romantic music from Josh and Haley here. Um, okay. So I think we're set with the practice. We've got that out of the way. Uh-oh. Now we Both need to... Both our CPR dummies just secured lawyers, Preston. Oh, oh dear Lord. Um, All right. Well, now we need to... Now we need to freshen. Now we need to make sure that we're oh, ready. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we have a variety of oral products here to uh, make sure that the mouth is fresh. Yes. And set and pleasant for everyone. For the person... And this is good advice for anyone this weekend who... Or, or today, and in, in general, when you're with someone, you want to make sure that they know that you cared enough to make sure your breath is fresh. Yeah. So we're going to start with a little antiseptic, uh, generic CVS mouthwash here. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is... Only the good stuff. Mmm, smells lovely. I'm going to give hey, you guys... Hey, it's just as good as Listerine. It's the same ingredients. It absolutely is. You're just not paying the same, you know? Uh, so open that up, and we're going to have you gargle. If you can't uh, make yeah. the noise when you gargle, so we want to hear all that. Uh, by the way, I was always a scope guy. I always thought, like that minty flavor of scope. I wanted basically, and I was for the longest time until for Listerine, you just get the sensation that you're boraxing out your mouth. I agree. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. feel like it's better. All right, gargle. Good job. Very good. So, uh, <laughs> Sophia <laughs> almost <laughs> swallowed it when Casey played the Chewbacca bet. All right. Uh, Brandon? Gargle, please. You spit in that. I started laughing when I heard Chewbacca. Did you swallow it? Yeah. No. I oh. spit it out. All right. <laughs> All right, and uh, do you think they need breath mints, or is that good? Would you guys like a breath mint, or you're fine? I think uh, if you're good, you're good. I think I'm good. Okay. Okay, Okay. all right. Are we ready for the... I think we're ready. Uh, Yes, and uh, you know what? By the way, webcam's on, so if uh, if you're listening in at home, you can watch this, too. Oh, we got this romantic music. It's fantastic. I'm loving it. Okay, so the first... The first one of these two that's going to get their kiss is going to be Sophia. So we're going to bring in our first professional kisser this morning. He's a very good friend of the Preston and Steve show. He's a good-looking guy. He is a very good-looking guy. He's had many kisses in his time. Our good friend, Kyle McCarty, is here this morning. 
Uh, Handsome. So, Brandon, we're going to have you step away from the microphone a little bit, and we're going to have uh, Kyle step up. And uh, right. Kyle... Kyle's a professional singer. Uh, he's an amazing videographer and editor as well, and also does a fantastic podcast. What's the name of that show, by the way? The podcast is called the Tri Jam Podcast, and uh, he's a great host and a really he's one of the nicest guys I've ever Beautiful met. Eyes, he's got teeth. gorgeous eyes. Thank you so much. Well yes. groomed, his head shaved. And, I approve of that. And uh, he's the guy. Just to remind you, I know you probably already know this, but he gave us uh, Kathy's uh, fall activities. He does yeah. the jingles. Yes. He does the Delco jingle. Has sung with the Temptations. I have. Yeah, he's he amazing. So you're getting a no, really thank you. quality guy here, nice. Sophia. Okay. He's, he's uh, building this up a lot. <laughs> I want to. So uh, do you remember your first kiss? I do. And was it was it a pleasant experience, a, a memorable experience? Yes, it's actually, a, it's, I don't know, it's kind of a hefty story. Uh, i got to bridge it if you actually want to hear it. Sure. I, I was uh, I was actually 19 years old, so kind of a, a you know a little late bloomer for myself. Sophie, yeah. and listen to this. So yeah. here's a guy again, like as with you, a very good looking guy, but 19 years old. Okay, I kind of grew into myself as I, as I progressed uh, through my teenage years. She and, had a uh, lot of hanging foreskin and stuff. Yes, yeah. that <laughs> yes. grew into it. Yeah, kind of snipped that off and got it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, okay, and so, so I I had actually uh, met someone online. I was living in New Jersey at the time, yeah. uh, and she lived in Washington State. Wow. Wow. So I uh, I wanted to go meet her. I wanted to go. Uh, we've been talking for months. So, uh, you know, I'm an artist, too. I, I drew a couple of cartoons, sold it to my, uh, my cousin's uh, auto decal company. Uh, so he was making, like, decals, and he yeah. paid me enough money so I could buy a plane ticket, and I went out to Washington <laughs> State. And that's where I met her, and I had my first kiss. In so the, there, there was a there was a connection. Yeah. There was something that said I need to go see. And, yes, and did that blossom into a relationship? Was it a or was it just a kiss? And it, it blossomed into a a very uh, uh, short week long relationship. And okay. Yeah, she kind of she kind of cheated on me the day after I left Washington <laughs> State. <laughs> well, let me yeah. ask you this: Was at least the initial kiss well worth the trip? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's all you want. She put a pillow over my face. I didn't even see it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It was nice. Well, listen, uh, part of the, the leading up to this is is the anticipation. And yeah. certainly we've teased you with enough of that. We've been doing 30 minutes about talking, right. about <laughs> kissing. And now it's time to actually let's, kiss. Uh, let's get to kiss it. So did you hear us talking about the type of kiss we want to go for in this first run? Uh, yes, a little like bit. A screen kiss, a tender lip kiss, a tender lip kiss, and then and then we'll see how that goes, and maybe we'll go for a, an open mouth kiss, an open mouth kiss. Yes, yes. It, can, right. it can be of some duration. Do you need some Listerine? Are you good? You know what? Where's that Listerine? It's okay. right. Uh, well, it was right here. Right. Listerine. Who drank it? We need. Uh, we need some. All right. All right. Just mm-hmm. because it's only proper that both parties be hygienic. This is true. Yes. Okay. And, and uh, I know you were gargling liver back there. I was. And he's, uh, actually, Kyle's very generous. He's also, uh, yes, he is. So he wants to make sure that he gives as well as gets. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So he's, uh... <laughs> Okay. Wow. All right. Okay. That was aesthetically pleasing, I'm sure. He did it over the actual gargle. Okay. <laughs> All right. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Right, well, guys. let's have this, let's have this moment. We're going to bring the music down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Do we're going to have... the lights down as well, or would that we... be bad for video? I, I, it might be bad for okay. video. Okay. I don't know, Kyle. You're the video guy. I mean, I'm sure Nick Murphy would rather have the lights on. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yes, he's, he's shaking his head. Yeah, because he likes to watch. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Sophia, are you ready? Yep. All right. Sure. Let's 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 do this. Here it comes. All right. They're leaning in. Oh, that's... That was... Oh, nice. That's sweet. Very that's sweet. So sweet. Sophia, come over here. How did that feel? Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. Not yes. bad. Did it feel anything like you thought it would? 
Vaguely, I okay. guess. Yeah. Okay. Not really yeah. sure what I expected. So you got the first one out of the yeah. way, and I'm mm-hmm. going to ask this. Uh, and and how did, how did you feel? Did you was it a you you now you you're a kissing machine now? So, Thanks. Yeah. So, so yeah. How, how did it feel to you? It felt nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She a has nice, nice lips. Oh. Nice lips. Very, oh. very good. Encouraging, uh, Sophie. Yeah. Sophie, what about the um the stubble of the of the mustache and beard and stuff? Did you feel that? No, you don't really notice it too much. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Sophie, do you want to try a little bit more passionate kiss on this second one? Why not? Okay. All right. Let's go for a couple of seconds here, and then that can go into one hour. No, no. Go for a couple. (laughs) Kyle, jam your tongue down. All right. (laughs) No, don't do that. A nice, tender, open mouth kiss. Now, this is going to feel totally different. Okay. And you just want to, you just want your uh, your your tongues to play a little. Don't even think of us here. uh, Yeah. Get lost. Get lost in that they don't think of the thousands and thousands and thousands of people listening. Right. You just have do it. Your tongues do a little dance. It's nice and light and easy. You don't want to like that. Just (laughs) nice movements. Did I I get you thrown on? (laughs) Yeah, that's so hot. (laughs) I would say follow. You have to follow what Kyle's going to do. Follow. Yes, exactly. Remember this lunatic. Go to Washington for a kiss. Yeah, yeah. All, right. All right, let's try this. This is this is the real. <laughs> the guys have kiss ready to go after this. Uh, All right, from, uh, so right. You know, we're not even here. We're going to be absolutely quiet. Go for it. All right, here we go. This is the real deal. They're leaning in, mouths open. Oh yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going. And whenever you're, whenever you're ready. Oh. oh Yeah, yeah, damn good. You're, yeah, I, did that work? Apps. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. I got a couple of notes here that I, that I want to just give. You know, if we're doing this like this a uh, uh, you know, like a, a play or something like that. So I'm going to give you some notes. I think the kiss can The kiss needs and the kiss needs to be tapered. Yes. All right. on, yes, the on, one on, thing. on both sides. He's right. Right. All right. So I couldn't think of the right so, word. So here, you want you want us to you show you? You yeah. don't go. In, yeah, you don't go in mouths open, and you don't end mouths open. So, right, Preston. A light you, you, kiss to start, then the open mouth kiss, then a light little signature kiss. Right. So, yeah. so as as you're pulling away, it's and and because you're lost in each other. So as you're as you're pulling away, uh, you know, a slow kiss, another another kiss, and it it winds down. So are we doing this one more time? Is yeah, that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, Would no. you like to try one more time? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I love her. I love her. Sophie. She's awesome. You're hilarious. She's awesome. Okay. All right, Kyle, you cold one more? Absolutely. All right. Okay. So so a, a, a light lip kiss, tongue kiss, lip kiss. All right, you ready? Okay. All right. right. All right, here we go. There's a little kiss. Slowly. Now the tongue kiss. And now a little signature kiss on the end. Yeah! Yeah! That was the best! That That was the best! Nice well job. Done. That was uh, that was very special. So, you apply the laws of physics to you should absolutely you, honestly. You're you're great. You you uh, there's no issue here. And in your own accord, when you feel you're you're ready, you mm-hmm. I, I mean, guys should be beating down the door for you. Yeah, thank you. And you can tell them all about Newton's third law and everything. Yeah, yeah. and you're Definitely. smart. That's yeah. even a better uh, turn on. Kyle, thank you, man. That was no very problem. Cool. We appreciate it. Yes, Kyle McCarthy. Yes, yes. what a good man. Kiss her. And Sophie is now over that hurdle. Yeah, and the nice oh, hug. That's wonderful. All right. All right. Uh, Sophie, we're going to switch up. We're going to put uh, okay. Brandon where you are. So okay. let him take your headphones. Good job, Kyle. And then we're going to we're going to get this done uh, for him. Same way. And you know what? You get the you get the benefit of going second. You've seen how it's done. We don't really need to coach you because we did all that with Sophie. So you think you're ready to uh, give this a try? Sure. 
Okay. Remember, you're a good guy. You're a hard worker. If you, you have a pleasant way about you, you're going to kill this. You're yeah. going to go great. All right. We need our professional kisser to come into the studio now. It's yet another worker here. She is a production assistant on the President Steve Show. She's been working with us for a while. And what's wonderful, Valentine's Day is her favorite holiday yeah. of the year. This is Mars. Her name yeah. is Demara. Demara. And uh, she is going to be your first kiss, Brandon. So, uh, good morning, Demara. Hey, good morning. Nice to see you. Uh, what do you think about all this? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's really cute. Yeah, I'm actually like a little bit nervous. Are you really? Yeah. It's because you you are you have um, Valentine's Day is your favorite day. You it embrace is. love. You're you're very much into. Uh, you know, we've talked about this and and, and vampires and the, and this, the this, the sexuality and all of that stuff, the, the the romance and the gothic romance involved with that sort of stuff. So this is something that's very important to you. Do you remember your first kiss? Okay, I really tried to think about this, and I I don't remember my first kiss. I had a boyfriend in sixth grade, and yeah. maybe we kissed, but like <laughs> I don't got... really remember. Really? There's you been a lot of remember? people. There's been a lot of. People. <laughs> <laughs> Understand, she's so cool, Demar. She's she's just a unique individual, and and, and we, we we love her to death. But uh, uh, yeah. listen, that's you, but you march to the beat of your own drum, which makes you that much more special. I mean, you know? so uh, we were all surprised to find out that your favorite holiday was Valentine's Day. We yeah. assumed that it was going to be like Halloween. Demara Demara drives around with the skeleton um, in, in the passenger seat of her car. Which I just realized that was her. Uh, maybe like a month or two ago, I said something to Casey, and I'm like. You know she has a skeleton in her front seat, right? Casey is like, yep, drives oh. with it every day. And she posted a picture last night of her chewing on raw meat. <laughs> yeah. For Valentine's Day. Don't worry, She's I brush my teeth. Today. Certainly <laughs> a, an, uh, a, a unique uh, character. And, uh, and also, I guarantee you this, Brandon, you will never have anyone in your life from here on out that has a more unique makeup application <laughs> uh, than she does. And you're getting this for your first kiss. Uh, so Demira has a very very unique uh, eye makeup that she it's does. Really cool. It's really cool. Very precise. And, yep. I had yeah. hearts today. In it's fact, she hearts. did it once to you. She did. Yeah. She did my, like a corpse face on me. You're pretty rocking, Demira. You want to give out your Instagram account while we're on the air? Oh yeah. I mean, my radio account is radio.dmp. That's not the one I'm talking about. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, my modeling and everything else where you can see the raw meat picture. That's um, <laughs> it's ossuary underscore angel. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Spell that for people. Uh, oh, it's a o s s u a r y underscore a n g e l. And okay. by the way, I had to look up ossuary. I was yeah. curious when I saw your screen name, and that means what? It's a cemetery but it's like a it's like basically a cemetery underground and so it's like a crypt where you can see like the skeletons and corpses mm-hmm. like is How's like this sounding to you, buddy? It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> because he's into metal. Right? Yeah, he's wearing an Iron Man yeah, shirt with yeah. a corpse on a the corpse front of the Eddie, cover. Yeah. He's a corpse. Yeah. Is did, that like, did we score for you or what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Is that like the catacombs in uh, France? Is that what, is that yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Okay, so uh, did you did you watch uh, Kyle and uh, Sophie? I did, okay, yeah. so I think we should follow that same thing. First time, just a nice little tender kind of screen kiss, lips only, and then we'll see where we want to go for there. Okay, <laughs> he's a nice guy. Is he? You just hear him, and he's just just, just a, a warm, and gentle guy. So I think this is going to be very special. So, all right, Brandon, you ready? Ready to finally she do this? She need to freshen her breath first, though. Or? Uh, would you like to? Yeah, would you, you like some raw meat? Raw meat. Let's get uh, Josh yeah. and Haley with some guitar music, uh, just some uh, romantic acoustic music. Um, okay, you ready? 
All right, let's get this underway. Right. Here we go. First kiss for Brandon and begin. All right, they're leaning in. Oh, that's a nice kiss. Nice. Yeah. It was a little bit short, and and Mars did this really nice thing where she took his hand, his face in her hands. Yeah. yeah. And uh, very and nice. How did that feel, by the way, Brandon? Cool. <laughs> this dude's chill, man. He's totally chill. I, this is great, though. It's, then you're, it's you feel comfortable and supported here. That's cool. And and that the hand thing on your face did that make you feel a little bit more relaxed? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So let's go for something a little bit more passionate. You ready to try this out? And okay. Remember, take some time and. and let yourself turn yourself over to it. It's All a right? dance. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a dance. Okay, whenever dance you guys are ready. Right. Here we go. Mars is smiling. Here we go. This is a bigger, better kiss. Oh, they're doing it right. Ah, that looks really? Cool. Wow. Yes, they are. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Look at that smile. Look at that smile. Yeah. You can go home now. Guess who's going to be king of the construction site? Oh, my God, Brandon. You got butter? (laughs) I was in case I was kind of thinking the same thing. I didn't even think about that. Because we do. I do. Brandon. Brandon, he's blushing. That's awesome. Honestly, that was wonderful. Get over to this mic. Is your heart racing a little bit? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What'd you think? Oh, Oh, my God. That was pretty cool. <laughs> what I mean, the texture of somebody else's tongue and your tongue is there. There's nothing else yeah. like it, right? No, nah, it's not weird. Like you think it's like something weird, but do, it's not. Do you know what it is? It's 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 honestly, people. It's an expression of coming together. It's a physicality. There's there's nothing like it. You know, hey, Mars. By the way, how did he do? What do you think? I think you did pretty well. You're kind of like going a little harder with your tongue than you need to, but otherwise it was fine. So uh, uh, you would say, softer. yeah, right. yeah a little softer. softer. Soften up the tongue. Okay. And wouldn't you say that that's the key to any bit of intimacy? Yeah. Right? Ease up, and then if you feel the other person going for it, that's when you yeah. make the move to go a little more forceful. Do we want to try again by any chance? Like, would uh, you be okay I mean, with that, that Mars? That's Just okay. a little bit All of right. notes. All right, I so mean, that was a home run, but I don't, right? yeah. All right, let's try this one more time. A little softer. Whenever you guys are ready, let's go ahead. Here we go. Here we go. Remember what you said. Mars and Brandon, a little softer, a little easier. Wow. And see, Mars is doing, yeah, oh, wow, that's, yeah. yeah. A little better this time, Mars? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Better. Brandon, did you learn something on that last time? Yeah. All right. Oh, my God. That's wonderful. I, I'm so happy for you because you're such too. a nice guy, and, and you... you and, and She's very, um, she's very caring and, and took care of you. That's Absolutely. very, that's wonderful. I mean, he's going to be out all weekend kissing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think so, right? Yeah. I think he's going right, to kiss the security guard. On we, the we broke the dam. We totally did. Yeah. Mars, you're the best. Thank you so yeah. much. We appreciate it. We have another friend that we're going to have over for this momentous occasion. Another who's going to step up to the, the microphone right now. Ladies and gentlemen, our good friend, he was here just the other day. Steven Singer is here. Good morning, guys. Nice to see you, sir. Wow. Is that a gold rose in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> <laughs> this is wanted, exciting. Steven wanted to be here because it's it's all about love, and you guys are, well, you're, you're love experts. Down the I, am, I am in the love business. Buddy, mm-hmm. Buddy Love is here. You thought he was going to have to stand in and kiss somebody, but... That's your dog. He's available. Yeah. Buddy the jeweler, he is here kissing all the girls and flirting. Wow, you guys did great. Yeah, thank you. I don't know how you made something out of this bit, but you did. God bless you. 
Uh, Brandon and Sophie, come up over here by Stephen because I think the reason we have him here is you've got something for these guys. So, to I mark this absolutely occasion. do. And this is ins- this has inspired me here. Okay. This, uh, this whole setup. Like he's opening up a box. This is like the condoms, <laughs> oh, <laughs> diamond encrusted rubbers, <laughs> extra large. Wow. <laughs> this is like the uh, rose gold condoms. <laughs> no, Stephen, I'll I, go ahead and say it because he's taking the time yeah, to open. I, the boxes. I feel like the forty-year-old virgin here. Yeah. Uh, uh, Stephen uh, is opening up his world-famous gold roses, oh. and I think you're gonna you're gonna give them each a rose. Is that how well, this is working? Yeah. I give you a frozen rose because you've been frozen out for all these years <laughs> and a Valentine's Day red love rose for you. And you can both start your Valentine's Day quest. But we're going to have to give um, the, 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 our kissers. The, the kissers are going to have to get She's got to get a black diamond rose with that oh, makeup. Yeah, 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 I have yeah, a yeah. black diamond with platinum rose. Oh, she'd love that. That's killer with that look. Yeah, yeah Nicole. Totally. And then Man. we'll get Kyle one as well. Absolutely, we're okay. going to give Kyle. They were they were great. That was, I was surprised <laughs> of how well that actually worked it, out. Weren't you they very generous? It. I yeah. mean, to me, they, they, these couldn't be two sweeter people to have They're their both, first. Degree. And the blood is rushing back in their faces. They're <laughs> yep. say, they are a shade of red I've never seen before. <laughs> I was impressed. And the yeah. dimples. I didn't realize when we were sitting out in the green room that these. these I just thought they were listeners coming to watch the show. Right. Yeah. And this is. A, been wow what an experience this is something huh it's a special moment in their life it, this is a special moment wait until yeah. the first time you have sex oh, yeah great. well that's tomorrow yeah yes. that's tomorrow we're gonna quick yeah. thing with you yes for people who are in that pinch that last they oh my god i totally forgot what's going on at the uh, the store today listen i don't give a rat's ass if you, <laughs> if you, if you have missed it if you're so dumb yeah for the la- all these all these months that you've missed it, yeah. then you're just too dumb to be a customer. And just, <laughs> just, just forget about it. Go to the gas station. I like your candle. Go I to like the gas it. station. Buy some crappy stuff on the on the corner and Man. some plastic candy but, or something like that. If you it's do, over. if you do it's happen over. to have someone walk in, if, will listen, you sell something to them? Ah, uh, yeah, if you want. Listen, <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, I, I, I'm just done. You know what I mean? It's how, over. How about this? How about yeah. you're talking to somebody like like me? Who you can't hide purchases from your spouse or whatever, uh-huh. and you need to wait until that last day in order to do it to surprise them. Today is that day. That's true. That's okay. true. I mean, so anyway, yes, certainly you can come down to the other corner of Eighth and Walnut. We will hook you up. We have plenty of roses. The lovely Ring of Hearts uh, diamond necklace has been the fastest selling necklace we've ever had in wow. the last thirty nine years, and we um, are sold out online. But we do have a few in the store for Philly fans, and certainly we'll get you hooked up with roses and gifts and anything that you need. By the way, today. very and surgical to get in. That you got loads of parking free parking. Around there. We get everybody yeah. in and out. We have some gorgeous, gorgeous jewelers to help you with your gift purchase and take care of everything. They'll gift wrap, make sure everything is in great shape. And a lot of people do celebrate not only on Valentine's Day because it's Friday, they'll celebrate it over the weekend. So a lot of people are going to go out Saturday night. Or, yep, you know, that, you're exactly that, right. That the weekend is going to be all romance. Right. But all if right. you haven't listened to Preston Steve and you don't know it by this time, we give up. That's it. <laughs> all right. Yeah, we're he not... doesn't give a rat's ass. <laughs> That's it. Steven Singer, we will yeah. use that quote down the road in your live commercials. Ab- absolutely. But listen, we yeah. love everybody. Thanks so much for having me. And congratulations, guys. And um, we love Preston and Steve. Thank yes, you, sir. We love you. Steven Singer, guys. All right.
right. I think this has been tremendously successful. I'm very happy for these guys. Wonderful. I'd love to, to, to have them keep kissing, but we, we're way over budget on time, and we got to take a well, break. Well, they can certainly hang out. We Absolutely. Yes, we highly, highly suggest that they do. And thank you to Josh and Haley for supplying the live Yay! music this morning. All right, we're going to take a break. That was wonderful. It was great. Congratulations, yeah, everybody. Yeah. Stay with us. Monday nights. Metallica family, are you with us? It's not just Monday. It's Metallica Monday. Join MMR's Jackie Bam Bam for massive amounts of Metallica every Monday night starting at 9. From the monster hits to deeper album cuts spanning a Hall of Fame career. This is Robert, Kirk, Lars, and James from Metallica. We're covering all the bases from one of rock's biggest bands. Set a reminder on your phone. Tell Siri to clear your calendar. And have the MMR app at the ready for Metallica Mondays, 9 p.m. With Jackie Bam Bam right here on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Their next guest is going to be performing at World Cafe Live. The tour is called Sad Music, and he is currently hooked up to an IV here in our studio. <laughs> Just like yeah. Todd Glass was from City Hydration. This is Nick Fu. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Nick. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. I know it means a lot to you guys. <laughs> it, uh, it does. <laughs> it absolutely does. Yeah. We should offer this. This should be like a thing when guests come in. Would yeah. you Would you like hydration? Yeah. Well, this is the first time we're trying the cyanide mix. Yeah. So, <laughs> you might lose listeners, but you might gain guests. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But you've done this. You've done this many times before. The hydration. Yeah. 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 Um, I well, I did it. I. I I do have a history of uh, over drinking, mm-hmm. um, which is in my history. Yes, but when I, I used to think that if I just I could just drink all the time and tour as long as I got an IV every week or so. Okay, <laughs> which is some sort of a preventive from dying <laughs> right, in my mind. Right, right. But um, right. now I do it. Hydration just feels good. Okay, you, you say you don't drink a lot of water, but so and that's initially when I first heard about this whole process was as as a sort of a morning after patch to get you you're going to say pill. Yeah. They can put that in here. <laughs> they can too. Are you pregnant? You've never gotten pregnant, so there Not you go. Not today. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's uh, it's good to have you back. Obviously this this show which I'm um uh very interested in um, sad music, sad comedy. Explain uh, what we're going to see if we attend the show. You know, it's a variety show. Uh, Damien, who I'm touring with, is a, I think prolific musician. Just puts a lot of stuff out. Really talented. And you yourself a, a musician, very tied into music. Yeah, comedy and music, right. and and it's you know it's a variety show. It's for me, I I you just go out and you see comedy and and comedy and you go out and you see music and I thought why not put it together and try and tour it with it so we're doing a little trial run. It's a cool concept. We're talking about the sort of the uh, I'm just talking about with Todd and the, and the whole approach and it's something that I I think is maybe uh, is the time is right for it because it's just um, I used to love stuff like this. There used to be variety shows on all the time and they were quite, you know it gave, it was a Whitman sampler of things and things the, the way certain things will pair well together Music and comedy and uh, make for a good show. And musicians generally have a pretty good sense of humor. Yes, so, yeah. You know, there's that whole thing like where you know comedians want to be musicians and vice versa. Would you describe yourself as a as a comedian who happens to be a very good musician or a very good musician who happens to be a comedian? I would describe myself as a doctor. A doctor. <laughs> yeah, to be honest. And, yeah. Can you do that legally or? <laughs> On your Twitter, it says Notary it's, Public. Yeah, I am also a Notary Public. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would go comedy. Well, comedy? I mean, yeah. Comedy, but I, 
the whole reason that music is involved is because when I was younger, I I thought that I could be a musician. But right. I, I just couldn't take myself seriously enough, and also. Talent was a big problem. <laughs> mm, gets in the way. It's always a stumbling yeah. block. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you do what you're good at, and uh, I was good at, um, you know, trying to make people laugh. So I, I, uh, I love the music aspect of it though because of the ambiance or the scoring in a movie. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you: when you started in comedy, was the guitar part of the act from the beginning? Because it's it's certainly a staple now. Yeah, in in the beginning, it was poetry. So I would go. I wasn't. Taking myself seriously as a poet, but I would go to these poetry open mics, and I would have a character. So I would write a poem that was horrible, <laughs> and my character that night would be like, I think maybe my hips out. I don't know, but I'm going to get through this poem anyway. And then just constantly kind of talking about my hip. And, I, and, and yeah, what I was a, a really parody, trying to do is surprise these guys, right? Yeah, yeah, I was trying to do a surprise. I don't know. I just figured what. What better audience than people that are expecting something so different? And then have them wonder, what what was that? Was that real? I don't know these people. I'm not going to mention, oh, this was a bit. Right, yeah, right, right. You know? And I, it helped me learn about audiences and expectations and how to, you know... Surprise people. Was it really. received? Was it received well enough? No, of an, no, 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 it was not at all. <laughs> it was a disaster. No, because it turns out they actually take their craft seriously. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess my heart has always gone out to the guy who who is very earnest. And like there used to be a place over here, like a sandwich place called Pod Bellies, which yeah. is basically like a subway. And you'd go in there, and there'd be a guy on a stool and. And with the guitar, like at one o'clock in the afternoon, and the lunch crowd, and he's really trying. And I always yeah. feel obliged to applaud, you know, yeah. because someone's trying. And to me, that's the hardest thing in the world is to, you know, is, is to be in that situation that 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 clawing up stage, you know. And the difference between somebody that you feel like you need to give an applause to or somebody that it, I, I always say this about good comedy people get scared when they come to comedy like um oh, it's probably going to be rough and i'm going to feel bad for the guy not if it's a good comedian <laughs> you actually yeah. will never think of that mm-hmm. right 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 and, and you are a good comedian and you make me laugh and, and sometimes you know why you're laughing and sometimes you don't and so i i fall down these youtube holes and i've been watching a lot of norm mcdonald lately and and norm always seems like He's six jokes ahead of you, right? Like he's setting mm-hmm. something up where you're not quite sure, but you're going to end up laughing every- anyway. And sometimes, Nick, the way I think you set up uh, jokes is um, we, we as the audience might not necessarily be in on the joke, but it's still funny anyway. Do you, is that how you craft things sometimes? Yeah, I think I try to get the audience. <laughs> no, I, I, um, I don't know. David Cross said something about he. There's some quote. He was really nice to talk about me in an interview he did. And, he said, uh, the thing I love about Nick Thune is that it doesn't seem like he cares. And there I'm sitting like, well, I really do care. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that air of not caring is part of my act that I'm unaware of. It, okay. it, it's, no. it's so hard to get there because they're, they're by some t- sometimes, and your stuff is very smart, and, and um, but by happenstance, you might end up with a persona yeah. that, that jibes. When, about how far along were you confident that you had hit your, your sweet spot? I, it all happened in one night. To in one magical <laughs> night. Yeah, no, because I had I'd been totally under the radar performing at open mics, and somebody asked me to perform at the Improv on a show, which was my first time. And wow! 
I did. I walked off the stage. The the booker said, you're a regular. That was great. Wow. And then the next day, that same booker called me and said, hey, somebody from the HBO Comedy Festival that's in Aspen was there, and they want you to come to the Aspen Comedy Festival. Cut to me Googling Aspen Comedy Festival. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I bet all the other comedians were going, that is awesome. Oh, yeah, they all loved it. <laughs> well, and know, then I did The Tonight Show twice within a month. Really. Stop wow. it. Yeah. God, you know why man. that is? It's It's because you're good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes well, the, there's you. there's luck and there's timing, um, but none of that beats talent. Well, the problem with today's market and is people are seeing being seen too early, and mm-hmm. that was the best advice somebody sure. gave me. Don't just try and get up at the improv. Wait till you're invited. You're right. You're and you don't. And some people mm-hmm. they want to cut to the chase, and also social media has lent a certain yes. degree of uh, alacrity to get it. Yeah, quickly, mm-hmm. and you don't have time to screw up. Yeah. Also, it's turned into a lot of people having sex. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Yes, <laughs> grinder. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Uh, you have a whole bunch of stuff that's uh, that's uh, that's in the works, and we're going to ask you about that. But I didn't realize this, and I just watched it the other day. You were in Venom. You were in a scene in Venom. <laughs> yeah. You were you were the bearded guy in, in the bar. Yeah, Beardo in the bar, and which is funny because they had a name for me, and I joked with the director and I was like uh, it'd be funny if you call me Beardo at the bar <laughs> and then I see the movie and it was like oh, come on man I, now this is on my IMDB and Beardo like, in the people bar. aren't going to take it seriously but yeah I, I, a, a small scene in it that was really fun I mean I did you get to meet, too, uh, meet Tom Hardy yeah the we're in the scene together and yeah. th- had a great moment with Tom Hardy actually where he between setups he was over by these... We were shooting at this horrible bar in San Francisco. I mean, just something that I don't even think it's open anymore, but it was dirty. and Right. I had to go to the bathroom, so I walked by, and, and I gave him the same opportunity that I give anybody that's standing outside of a bathroom. I offered if he wanted to come in and watch. <laughs> and he laughed. And... uh and then he said, actually, and then as I walked into the men's room, he said, I wouldn't go in there, mate. It's, like, filthy. Yeah. And he's like, if I were you, I'd, I'd go pee in the women's bathroom. And I said, well, I don't want to get, you know, walked in on. And he's like, uh, well, I'll guard the door. Yeah, that's pretty so cool. So Tom Hardy is willing to guard women's <laughs> restroom doors so men like me can urinate. Is he intense or is he really likable? Like, like, really likable. Like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I also did a bit with him that I don't know if he ever got where... Uh, that morning I looked up, because I know he loves dogs, and yeah. I looked up, I found a photo of him and his dog, and then just a photo of his dog, and so I made that photo of his dog my wallpaper on my phone, <laughs> <laughs> and like went to go check the text, <laughs> and I saw him see it. He didn't notice? Never brought it up. I mean, I, he did some sort of a look and kind of thing. Weird. <laughs> yeah. He's in a movie that I, I, I love called Legend. It's about the Cray Brothers. And, yeah. And, oh, I've and, seen that. It's, yeah. Oh, my God. What a what a super. Double Tom Hardy. Double Tom Hardy. <laughs> you yeah. See it twice. You, you enjoy doing the, uh, the acting stuff? I mean. I, I do. Yeah. I. I enjoy it because it's it makes me feel like I'm an artist or something, you know. Where More so comedy. than everything else, or, yeah, or, or I, really, I guess because I I take acting pretty seriously in the sense that I don't feel like I should be doing it. So when like I get the opportunity, classes? I try. I got classes and stuff like that. Sorry to interrupt. Never yeah. taken an acting class, but I just did this um, HBO show, Anna Kendrick's. Yeah, with You're Anna in, Kendrick. that's awesome. And that was in, that was like a acting class because. They flew me out to New York on a red eye on a two hour two hours notice. Like you got to be at LAX, and and it was just a chemistry read. Is this a, read with her an anthology okay. series or? Uh, yeah, it's and, about her relationships in her twenties. And, and so you're in one of the one of the episodes. I'm in three of them. Three of them. Yeah, I'm I'm the longest. I'm one of the biggest uh, relationships that she has. Dude, that's awesome. What's it called? 
It's called Love Life. Okay. I don't see it on your IMDb right now. It's Yeah, maybe it hasn't. Uh, well, it doesn't come out yet. Okay. I think it comes out in April or something. Are you listed as Beardo in that as well? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Beardo at the bar. <laughs> no, my name is something horrific, though, whatever. I forget. Uh, oh, Magnus. No. <laughs> uh, we had her in the studio. Uh, uh, she's she's awesome. Oh, yeah. she's Super great. talented yeah. and, and uh, just seems, like, super cool to work with. Yeah, that, I mean... The first time we read together, I just couldn't believe it. It was like, oh, this is acting. Yeah, right, wow, right. Not somebody just acted in front of me. I had no yeah. idea. It, it's weird because we, if you, for what you do, you're on stage and you act. It's a little a percentage bigger yeah. than who you are. Yeah. And we've always heard that film acting is actually the opposite of that. Like you're, you're, you're. It's not like a stage. You're. It's those quiet. You're just throwing it away as much as you can, <laughs> which is what I do. And yeah. I, you know, yeah. I try to really not say much right <laughs> because right. everyone's trying to over explain things and it's like well the less you do it's you start to see when when directors and producers eyes get big after you do something and you're like oh i should do that more whatever i just did which was probably not trying very hard i've heard this saying i don't know who the actors said it but it's it's the it's the pauses between the dialogue that's the acting yeah and it a lot of it's just standing there and looking at somebody because is that uncomfortable? Is that weird? Because we've seen, like, you know, people in the background when they're talking in a movie, they're really not oh, talking. God, they, Preston yeah. and I did a scene. <laughs> we, yes, we did a scene. We had, we were, uh, it's always sunny. There was an episode. Of oh, you did? Oh, cool. And uh, so we're, we're these uh, construction workers on a scene. And so they say, okay, you know, talk in the background and, and Preston and I proceeded to talk. Actually talk. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they come over. And they, <laughs> like your no, mics no, are on. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no. Hey, idiots. Yeah. Like you're Stupid. Just move your lips like <laughs> as if you're talking. Hey, being being a comedian on the set surrounded by people who act professionally for a living, yeah. do you in the back of your mind going, uh, you know, are, are you thinking, oh, you know, they just think I'm the comedian that's here and... Yeah, you know, and uh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, like he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> Something like that. No, but I mean, for that, I I worked really hard for that that part, and so you get in there, and you I. It's funny, actors and comedians are radically different, and yeah. they they're generally gen, generally very fascinated by me. Okay, because, because they're just like, wow, this guy does this isn't even what he cares about. Right. Which I learned this method that I do when I go into auditions because I try not to take auditions too seriously because I'm a comedian, mm. you know, so those are just a little sprinkle on the top of what I'm really doing. So that's like a built-in protective blister? Yeah, and I do these. Th I do two snaps when I walk into an audition <laughs> where I snap one time because I'm a comic. They can't take that away from me. Right, right. When I yeah, am. yeah. The second thing is, is I'm a dad, and it's like they can't. These are two things that I am. Okay, right. And if I get this acting gig, what a cool bonus to my life. But otherwise, I've got these. So okay. drama and stuff like that is. I mean, I I I think it's fascinating because I know people like mm. people who can do comedy. Remember Tom Hanks first pretty much came on the scene. Yeah, punchline, right? Or, right, and comedy, comedic acting, or at least had the comedic. A bosom brother. Yeah, the yeah. comedic buddies, uh, buddies. Uh, <laughs> skill set. Yeah, uh, bosom brother. <laughs> but but yeah, essentially that that he was able to do that and then can do drama. Jack Lemon is a great actor who could do comedy. Yeah. really well. I, I think. An ability to do one probably makes you excel at the other. I mean, Robin Williams was a great member yeah. when when Goodwill Hunting came out. And right, he done Society. other things, yeah. But yeah. that was the one where it was like, oh my, Whoa. yeah, like yeah. real serious dramatic, wow, actor. and yeah. real good, yeah. yeah, yeah, phenomenal and funny. You know, and that's the thing is, um, I think with doing stand up on stage the way that I do it, where I'm playing an air of a character that thinks a certain way, 
um, acting's the same thing. You just have to fully commit to this this idea. And I think Robin Williams with that guy, that that's always been an inspiration for me because he really is committed to this. Thing. It's just commitment and it, and not questioning it, really. By the way, if you're just jumping in, it's Nick Thune who is here and is playing tonight at the World Cafe and World Cafe Live. And the show is called Sad Music, Sad Comedy. And Damien uh, Gerardo yeah. is, uh, is playing with you. So how does this roll out formatically? Are you guys... Are you playing straight ahead music and then doing a music set and then comedy or he's going to perform and then I'm going to perform and then we're going to perform together. Okay. Um and I'm just going to do my regular stand up set that okay. I would do anywhere. That's cool though. Well, you I, brought you brought yeah. your guitar in with you. I assume we're going to hear a little bit of music this morning. We had one ready just in case you didn't uh oh, uh, have looks, yeah, that looks you've like got a Gibson, nice we have a too. Martin, but yeah. Uh, uh, Does that come through? Yeah, yeah. We can hear it just fine. In fact, you know what I'll do? I'll move this over. There you go. Look at that. Even better. Yeah. I, um, we haven't really talked about it, but I don't know if you guys know this. I'm a dad. Yeah. And like most dads, I, you know, I do have a kid, which is kind of the tough part, being a dad. Yeah. Um, she's five, yeah. which is what we named him. <laughs> <laughs> she, she is a good little boy. <laughs> I come from a long line of dads. A lot of people don't know that. Um, <laughs> unlike Jesus, yeah. really just came from one mom. <laughs> uh, uh, I was born, I'm 40, I turned 40 this year. I was born December 8th, 79. 79, man, December. Yeah, the 70s were crazy um, just boobs everywhere <laughs> everybody was pooping their pants it was, it was a weird time every nap I woke up from just boobs in my face <laughs> boobs, poops in my pants <laughs> my son um, listens to me though he, he wants to know what I'm talking about Sometimes I'll say something and he'll ask. I, I recently had gotten him some ice cream and I was going to drop him off at his mom's house. And I said, hey, buddy, maybe, you know, don't tell your mom about the ice cream. Because you know what they say, loose lips sink ships. And he said, what does loose lips sink ships mean? And I said, well, that's a great question. Um, actually, a gentleman took off. He set sail from Europe a long time ago. He was looking for a new world and he found it. It's America. It's where you were born, son. You're an American. What a lot of people don't know is that another ship took off before that guy. And it would have found America first, except for the captain told his mom about the ice cream and everybody died. <laughs> so, wow. Loose lips sink ships. Wow. Are you on Team Dad? <laughs> uh, one tip that I do like to give out. Uh, do you guys, you guys have outgoing voicemail messages, I would assume? Do you do your own or do you let the my own. phone company I do, my do own. the talking? Yeah. yeah, that's good. Is it funny? No, no, it's pretty straight ahead. Yeah. Mine is seemingly... I, I, I get annoyed with people that do funny ones. And, um, I have one that people call and it says, um, Hey, it's Nick. Give me a call back when you get this. <laughs> you're going to call back in about a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and if you know me, you know that I always get the second call. <laughs> Ready to talk about it. <laughs> Um, enough is enough. That was damn good. All right, so I've I've heard your 
the routine, <laughs> this part of your routine many times, and I'm always curious about the, the tune that you play on that guitar. Oh, yeah. What is that? Did you write that? Or are you just playing randomly? Is it uh, a specific song? Well, I'm doing the Tonight Show this month um, on the 27th, if you want to tune into that. And so I've, I've got to, like, they actually make you... Uh, like, submit the song, but I also have to make it a song that I own. Really? Uh, so, yes, because of right, because of the rights. So this one I've been messing around with is that I'm going to play there. Okay, uh, but yeah, it's, I just like this is the key of C, and I just kind of riff through. You it. just kind of play whatever chords yeah. are kind of coming to you at the time. Yeah. Okay, All right. who's? Uh, I know you're a uh, you're a big Neil Young fan, right? Yeah, yeah. So who's who's your uh, guitar? Uh, Views uh, idol right Hero. now it's Kurt Vile. Oh, I love Kurt. He's from Philly. Yeah, he's, yeah. He is. I think the. I think he is the most original musician putting out music right now. Casey, he was original member of War on Drugs, which is one of your favorite bands. Yeah, yep. and uh, he's a really talented musician. I think he's based in L.A. now, um, but uh, he spent still spends a lot of time in this town. You, yeah, his any guitar. chance you're going to see him? I've met him one time. I, God, I would love to. I would love it if he came to my show. I bet. I bet him and Damien are friends. But he, his guitar playing is just otherworldly. I mean, it's just he picks a lot. I kind of, it's almost like a modern Nick Drake or something yeah. that has a do, little bit of. I don't know how people can do that and sing at the same time. It's got to be just, incredibly. Yeah. Uh, Preston was pointing out, so uh, uh, you know, Rush and, and Neil Peart passing and, and all that. Yeah. But, but you know, we were listening to a song the other day, and and uh, he's pointing and Preston points out that Getty Lee is singing and playing this. Yeah. rocking bass beat at the same time. Yeah. How does your brain split and do that? Especially on time. Yeah. You know? Like mm-hmm. in, when you're in a band and you're going, it's very odd. I I always feel like I'm off time. And then when I film my specials or something, I have to watch it. And then we sometimes have to cut parts and go to another part. And weirdly, I play on time. I, don't, I had no idea, but it just wow. happens. Well, that's good. So I'm a, I'm a drummer, and they call that independence, uh, yeah. independence of the limbs. You can you can quite literally forget about what your right hand is doing, which I try to. It helps me fantasize a little bit more. <laughs> but anyhow. Oh, man. My yeah, drumming, that's the hardest. Right? Christy love that one. <laughs> <laughs> the, old, the old sleep method? <laughs> yeah, the stranger. Yeah. Uh, and you do that hand. while you're drumming. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> the dead fish. Listen, I got three other limbs they can, put, they can pick up the rest of the work. Yeah. Uh, no, but you you have this ability to put things on autopilot yeah. and let them do what they will without being without consciously paying attention to what's going on. It's a right. strange thing, but if you practice at it, it's it's a it's a skill that you can acquire. Well, that'll time. be the, the out people, when you're it's up for like murder. When <laughs> it's, for instance, like you're sleeping with your wife and you're thinking about someone else. Exactly. You can do you both of those at the same <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, so, exactly. Nick, oh. Nick <laughs> when, you, uh, when you're performing... I don't know if you have a preference, uh, but I'm going to ask you. Do you have prefer getting the laugh right away or when it takes a couple of seconds for the people to actually get the joke? Because the last one that you just did right here with the, with the voicemail, yeah, yeah. I had to think about <laughs> that too. for a second. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it throws me off, but I always like that, too, because there's kind of a... Um, I get an overwhelming feeling that the audience is thinking, oh, that one's even better. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because they're hearing other people get it. And so sometimes people don't get it. Then they hear other people start getting it. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. wait a second, what was that? <laughs> Explain. What am I missing out on? <laughs> and then they hit it even later and it can turn into like a real uh-huh. yeah. weird tiered <laughs> laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I like uh, you did a, uh, it was a sort of Q&A for uh, Uprox. Yes. Yeah, and uh, you you were asked about, uh, you know, you, you had to choose between Family Guy and South Park. And you said uh, South Park, 
the difference between Metallica and Creed. Which, <laughs> and I think both are great, but I know what you're, you're saying. You know, South yeah. Park is on, is on a wholly other level. What, what, in, also, that Seth guy was a jerk to me once. Was oh, really? he? Yeah. he? Oh, man. Really? Yeah. What happened? Go ahead. So it silly. It's so silly, but I, I was shooting. Did he squeeze your IV back? <laughs> no. I mean, I've, I've liked him. I, I thought yeah. he was really talented and funny. Um, and uh, I was shooting a movie in New York, and one of the actresses called me one night and said, Hey, I'm singing karaoke. You should come. Yeah. And, and I brought my buddy Kyle Mooney, who's mm, uh, great. on SNL. We had him in. He's guy. great, yeah. And uh, we show up, and her friend that she asked what was there with her was Seth. And they weren't an item or anything, but I could tell that he immediately just did not like that. Other guys were there. Two dudes like me and Kyle just walked in, who she <laughs> definitely wanted to be there. You were jamming up his his game, and he just turned into I don't know. It was just weird. I, ah. I tried to tell him that I liked his stuff to make him feel more confident in himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that didn't work. <laughs> and then he eventually left. And this is the best part: is he left, but he had a car service that was waiting for him outside an SUV. Yeah. And I was outside smoking with the actress, and he just got into a cab, and she's like, where are you going? And he's like, just whatever. And he left, and then he left the car service for her to take her back. Her and I were staying in the same building. And so afterwards, we go out. Like She's like, you can ride back with me. And the guy goes, nope. He said he's not allowed in the car. Oh. Oh. And I was just like, oh. Okay. Wow, that's a real dick move. Yeah, and then to the driver, I was like, but I am, right? And he's like, yeah, you can get in the car. <laughs> you still got Seth was probably a dick to him. Wow. I didn't expect that. That's what happens. And stories like that can follow you. That's why it's important to be nice. Yeah, but he, you know, I mean, that's a guy that's had a crazy career. I mean, nobody really wants to see him on camera, but he keeps showing up in movies. (laughs) Um. I do like, I do like. (laughs) You know what? I know what you're saying. Not to go off on a Seth MacFarlane tangent, but like, he he was the fat nerdy kid who then got cool later in life. And good looking. And, yeah. and good looking yeah. With, yeah. via surgeries and um, updated looks and, st- and money. And oh. uh, I, I think he uh, has a b- bit of a what sur- regressive... When you say surgeries, we're talking like prostate? <laughs> yeah. Probably. I was yeah. thinking I more have like one. LASIK, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Wow. Oh, wow. Well, listen, uh, Nick is playing a special show. It's tonight at the World Cafe Live. You can get tickets at worldcafelive.com. It's called Sad Music, Sad Comedy with Damien Gerardo and uh, Nick Thune. So if you get a chance, please go to the show. Yeah. And support our friend uh, Nick, because he's awesome. Dude, it's Thank good to you. see you. Thanks for coming by. Thank you. You got least another, I don't know, 45 minutes. The bag's going She can slow. turn it up. Uh, All right. You know, I also, because your, your arm, you have to have your arm hanging like, like a Preston's, oh, uh, Preston's pleasuring oh. arm. Yeah, and by yeah. the way, so I want to point this out. Christy from uh, City Hydration, I was it's killing me. Who do people say you look like? Because I have someone in mind. Anybody ever tell you look like somebody famous? I get Kate Mara sometimes. Yeah. Kate Mara a little bit. Yes. I see, That's a good one to look like. I see an older Millie Bobby Brown. Hmm. For some reason, I now. see a younger Rhea Perlman. No, no, Carla. No. <laughs> okay, but anyhow, she, you, uh, it's been driving me crazy. So, uh, Kate Mara, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Kate bit, Mara, yeah. who also looks like Anna Kendrick, I think. A little Anna bit. Anna Kendrick, yeah, yeah. Oh. very nice. Yeah, All right, but we thank you for being here and setting them up. By the way, where are you guys located? City Hydration. So we are at thirteen fifteen Walnut Street in Center City. Okay. All right. And I think I'm going to try it. And all that good Do stuff you? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right. Cityhydration.com. And thank you, Nick Thune. We appreciate thank it. You. It's good to see you. All right. We'll take a break. Hey! Come back in just a moment. Stay with us, friends. What's new? Glad you asked. Low Cut Connie. Lift me up. Lift me up. Lift me up. 
Fish. Avatar. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. 71% of people say they make unhealthy choices behind their partner's back. So, um, like in the movie, uh, This is 40. Yes. <laughs> and and remember, he would, uh, Paul Rudd's character would always go off and eat stuff. She was hardline yeah. about them eating it, healthy. It was muffins, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. He was always eating muffins. Cupcakes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and stuff like that. And, uh, <laughs> and, and there's also a scene in uh, Parenthood uh, as well where the wife is, is uh, you know, the husband is trying to have them on this specific you know health kit right, and, yeah and uh, and she would she had all these you know hostess cupcakes and stuff in the in the uh, closet and that would drive me crazy if if your spouse was hardlined and pushing this on you we have to be this way and overseeing and and, and it, you almost feel like you're you're in a prison yeah Rochelle and I are like you know if if I decide to eat healthy that's great you want to yeah. join me come on board let's do it but I'm not gonna make you no eat a certain but way, if you she know what just, I mean? if she falls off whatever she's doing and has a cupcake are you like staring at her or do you say anything no. or you just let her eat it no I'm just like oh okay so you're bailing on it you know yeah. all right I guess so See, but she's I not... guess you don't have willpower and yeah a week. I That's, guess you're just I very just, weak I'm not being a judgmental I just assumed you're weak and have no willpower but I think that you're taking it a little too far like it like I mean I know there are people like this is 40 you know and who yeah. are gonna give them but almost just like uh, so the other way around like maybe if she would feel guilty eating in front of you, like, we're supposed to be doing this. Afraid you get the stink I, I eye? Re- I really want to okay. bail, so I'm just going to have, like, a little bit of this cupcake while he's not home. Um, No, I think she would just eat it right in front of me. And, right. But, but I know what but you're I'm saying. But I'm saying, I think yeah. maybe that's what this study is, is, is not necessarily somebody, you know, standing in front of you going, don't eat that, but maybe they feel a little guilty, so they're going to have a little bit of it. So you're out at something, and uh, an event or something, or something for work, and she puts on a lingerie and mm-hmm. takes a cupcake up to bed. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, that's what we're talking I think more often, at least for me, outside of the food realm, would be something that, an activity or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, now that I've done. Okay. You've lied about doing an activity? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Really? <laughs> and I, t- I bet you I bet you nine times out of ten, that's a more common cheat. Probably. Than food. Yeah, and it would be golf. Yeah. Golf. You know, and I, I would find, you know, moments where I could just... I'll just sneak out and play. Nine. I'll just sneak out and play nine real quick, and not tell her what I'm doing. And you, and you live right across from a golf course. After I played, you know, the last two days yeah, in yeah, a row yeah, or whatever. Why not even sneak in nine without Rochelle? And, then, and what do you do? Do you just say I'm going to go for a jog? Like, well, I'm going to go eat a muffin. <laughs> Try to time it out. Oh, you're going to. Uh, okay. You have to go. You got to p- take Caroline to her art <laughs> class. Okay. Time you think okay. you'll be back? Yeah. What time are you guys gonna get back? Really? Okay. Two and a half hours. Hey, I love you. Back. I'll see you when you get back. Yeah. Yeah. About the door. Yeah. Press yeah. the door. Yeah. So that that makes that to me that makes more sense. Like, oh, okay. So you you going out for brunch? Okay. And and I've been caught before as well. Like she'll call and and you know I'm in, in a moving golf cart. Where are you? Yeah. Where are you? Four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then you I'm at the grocery store. <laughs> Four uh, rolls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mask the sound yeah. behind you. Steve, yeah. um, how's Claire with your video games? Is that something you do when she's not around? No, nah, here's the deal now. And I'll tell you this. And this is she is 10 times the video gamer oh, that I am okay. right now okay. because she plays. What, what it is for me is my mo- movies going up to watch, you know, in, the, in my little theater set up there. So she's out. You'll try to get a movie in. Oh, yeah. Now, she's we are very good with this. She 
we accommodate each other when we tried to, hey, I'll go with you to that string festival. We realized <laughs> it was the road to disaster. So I'm a bad example because we we're pretty fluid with this and we don't have kids. And I think that makes a, a consideration as well because yeah. time gets eaten up. And so it's much more precious for you guys to get that in there. What, well, what about you, Kathy? Is there something? No, like even with like salsa dancing? No, like I would. Okay. I would just go. no. I just go. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and sometimes that would take a while. There'd be you know hours or. Do you clean anything of his behind oh, his I back? I throw stuff out. <laughs> there you go. That's cheating. That's cheating. That's yeah. cheating. You didn't tell him, and you threw things away. Where's my uh, what was it? A giant moose head that sings jingle bells. <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't know. I actually sold it to someone on the yard sale site, and she used it for an ugly sweater contest that she won. So that's where it is. Wow. Are you, so you'll fess up right away. <laughs> I as mean, opposed to, I haven't seen that in years. I yeah, don't know what you're know, talking about. Yeah, you know what? I, yeah. Come I'm, on. I'm, I'm not even your wife. Right, <laughs> no, I... Uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. There's. I have a friend who <laughs> gave away like a. Uh, he, he thought it. Well, I, he knew it wasn't trash, but to him, he thought it was trash, <clears throat> and so he he gave it away. It was his wife's, and she is still looking for it, like oh, no. months into it. And he's like, "Yeah, I don't know, mm-hmm. no idea where oh, it went." Man. And he's like, "What do I do? Do I fess up?" And we were like, "No, don't ever fess up. No. You don't know where it is." Okay, too late. Let's take it to this level. What about <laughs> what about spank time? You know, like, uh, like you, I know we've talked about it. If if someone goes away for a little while, oh, I have the, we've I have the run of the house. Well, I don't say, hey, I'm going to go upstairs and rub one out right. real quick. So yeah, I don't know. think yeah. anybody does. I think all your spank times are usually done. I'm saying know, though, you're, you're, under... you you'll secure time when you you know you're. That's a little bit of a oh, I'll I'll, I'll do this. Yeah, that's why. But I think that's every time. You know, uh, I think uh, any time that uh, you're doing that to yourself yeah. is. Stolen time. <laughs> Stolen time. I will. I will sneak in. So now that my my shoulder is still a, a problem, and and golf has has gone by the wayside for me, and I've I've uh, filled that time with uh, with playing drums and, right. and uh, improving at that. So and and I play an electronic drum kit, so it doesn't echo through the whole house. I can play quietly, and nobody knows that I'm playing. Mm-hmm. I will sneak downstairs and do a little jam session from time to time when I could be doing something else. That's the issue. Okay, that's the key point. When you could be doing something else, yeah. right? So you and and when was the last time you got in trouble for being discovered? I because I, you did with the golf. I remember a few fights specifically. I'm you sure. coming in and saying you were in the doghouse because yeah, of that. Yeah. Has, have the drums created that issue? No, no. But I, but I mean, I'll be like, uh, I'll kind of half heartedly go. You know, she's making dinner. You need any help with that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, okay, no, okay. I'm, gonna, uh, I'm just gonna be. In I gotta go down the stairs and uh, straighten up the basement. I'll just go down. Here. You gotta ask the question in such a way that you know you're gonna get a no in response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know. There is a way to set up the question to yeah. where you know, no, nah, it's okay. I got, no, I got it. Do you want me to hang around you uncomfortably and keep asking for things? <laughs> <laughs> or just should I go someplace else? Uh, but it is, uh, yeah, it's it's a little backhanded <laughs> to do stuff like that. I've been at like the gym and working out, and uh, especially like CrossFit. I knew somebody who would hide it from his girlfriend um, that he was going to CrossFit, like, again. Like, he would do it in the morning, and then there'd be, like, a night, like, because they do these, like, competitions. So he'd go and watch the competitions Mm -hmm. so he wouldn't tell her that, you know, that he went in the morning so that he could say he was going at night. (sighs) Yeah, there's a level of accommodate. you got to accommodate what each other's into. It's just what I think Preston's point is when there's other stuff that's pending that you should take care of and you don't 
so that you go out to the golf course or you right. are playing your drums when you know, all those things people, stand in direct violation of what you're supposed to be doing. People will do it with gambling. Gambling, mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Going well, to the casino. Like a, that's like, that's a like an addiction, yeah. right? <laughs> I don't know. Are you doing that heroin again? Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, Press, you got kids. I got three kids. You have three little detectives, uh, detectives around the house now. Yeah. And so... They can figure it out. Uh, they can figure it out. So, Do they extort you if you're discovered? No, case? Okay. no, no. But like, when you're when you're caught, you're just you're caught. So, uh, so for the last eight years of my life, uh, I have, uh, I would not consider myself to be a smoker. Right. Um, over the last eight years, I have smoked cigarettes, and um, especially mm. in the first four years, I would like smoke for like two weeks and then I wouldn't smoke for a month right. and I'd smoke for a month and every single time I went back to it it was like I would hide the hell out of it how and extensive was your I had, a, I had a separate smoking jacket okay right that I wore all the wow. way up, up like to, half like yeah. Hefner yeah um, but I, I wore it and it would like it an ascot all, it would get zippered all the way up to my uh, to my um uh, chin? My chin. Uh, I actually met somebody else uh, when we were doing a live broadcast somewhere. He did. He had the same exact thing. He had smoking gloves, <laughs> right, that he would wear when he was smoking so the cigarettes didn't smell on his hands. Wow. Yeah. I've done that as well. Um, also, you know, when you get done, wash your hands, put some gum in, all that sort of stuff. But wow, um, these yeah. are my smoking gloves. Where yeah. are my smoking gloves? Wow. Yeah, My so smoking I, shoes, where are they? Case you should have gotten one of those long, uh, you know, what do they call those things? A cigarette holder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what are those called? I guess a cigarette like, holder. Like yeah. the 1920s. Like your Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, breakfast at Tiffany's with your elbow-length gloves. Suddenly you're Audrey Hepburn. I need Holly go lightly in his garage. Wait, that was one of the the best Halloween costumes that I had. I, I, Audrey Hepburn? No, well, but I had like the gloves and the cigarette holder, and I like pretended like I was smoking all night. I don't know why, but I loved it. Look, I'm a smoker. Yeah. I'm a regal smoker. But out of that little holder thing, yeah. that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Years ago, a friend of mine got married in uh, in Boston, and so we were all up there. And my uh, other friend, he was with us, and uh, he was not supposed to be drinking, so. You know, I, I didn't know much about uh, what was going on in his personal life, but uh, he was on the phone with us, and he would, and his wife wasn't with us, uh, so he was up there separate, uh, and he was he would not drink until he had that last phone call with his wife, and I was like, like she's not going to smell the alcohol through the phone. He goes, no, she's going to know. She'll know even if I've had one drink. If there's some sort of pantometer, uh, you know, some lie detector, and I she's guess used to it, and so. <laughs> Ah, the old ball and chain. I become a violent drunk when I drink. No, he wasn't a violent <laughs> drunk. But but what ended up happening that one night, and I guess that was the Friday night before the wedding, is he got off the phone with her at like eight o'clock. He was like, "Okay, party time now," and he ended up drinking so much, used his credit card at the bar, which he was not supposed to do, because then he got you know, and then he lost his credit card at the you know. I was like, "Well, you could." Try to hide it all you it's, want. Oh, what a tangled Dude, web could, we weave! And, that, and that's like it. That, like, yeah. like, for with you, with your with your smoking outfit. Uh huh. I mean, it's it, it, the the stress caused the by that, that you go to and because smoking is, I guess, the process is supposed to be in some way relaxing. It is. You're totally negating it by getting so nervous about being discovered. But I just didn't feel like. Dealing with it, you know what I mean. Like, no, I understand. Listen, it's I completely not, understand. It's, it's not. It's not drugs. It's not alcohol. But it is something where, like, if you have quit for any number of whether it be weeks, months, or years, 
you know, there's like a disappointment. You're like, oh, why you, why are you doing that? And it's like, because I want that. You feel embarrassed? It's like when I, I put on my self-pleasuring outfit <laughs> yes, and my yeah. long gloves sure. and my jacket that I put on that goes all the way up to my neck, Preston. Uh, and, and then jacket. you unplug the security cams. <laughs> yeah. All of those things. You know, it's and you warm up the lotion. It's it's all it's embarrassing. <laughs> you have to warm up it's the lotion. It's just embarrassing. <laughs> little 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 deceptions. Yeah. Uh, occasionally, I'll get eye rolls on things. Like for example, when a oh, new yeah. Batman statue right. shows up at the house in a box, and I and she'll, she'll go, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. okay. Have you ever lied about buying something like that and having it like sent to the office instead, and and not uh, not fessing um, up on that? I mean, yes, because you guys said- know it. He sent things to the office. Me? Yes. What? <laughs> what have I gotten sent to the Bat- office? Other Batman stitch statues, no? No, no. He brings them to the house. Yeah. I bring them to the house. I bring them to the office. Yeah. I've lied about things that I said would end up in the office that never <laughs> oh, did. Okay. okay. <laughs> I've flat out lied. I've, uh, uh, that, that, uh, that has, this the office. And then hopefully she gets so, oh, uh, that, but that's where the Batman statue goes, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, so speaking of hiding things in golf from your spouse, I saw, I can't remember if it was a video or a picture of a guy who works construction and brought all of his construction gear with him to the golf course so that just in case, and it did happen where he had to FaceTime with his wife. It looks put, like... He put the hard hat on, <gasps> okay? Yes. yes. He put the yes. hard hat, the vest, all that sort of stuff. And so his buddies took a picture of him because he was, like, standing down in, like, a creek bed <laughs> FaceTiming with his wife as if he were at work. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Wow. Yes. Okay. So the classic thing is the country club, right? That's what sure, that, that's, sure. that's, that goes back to like, uh, you know, classic 50s sitcoms, you know, honey, you know, I got to do this thing for work. And they're at the, you know. Yeah. Uh, but but I mean, now I think, honestly, the angst of trying to hide it and be to the to the other caller's point, if you just say it, catch the guff if you're going to catch it, you know, but yeah, there's but certain things that you do that you can't help but feel like. I really should because you know you shouldn't be doing it, or you know that it's you've been excessive. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd fess up about yeah. it. Yeah, I, I read a story last week. I'm trying to find the details, but um, these guys are in a men's hockey league, and uh, and I think it's in Massachusetts, outside of Boston. And every year on their calendar, they play a team called the No Shows. Yeah. Except that that team doesn't exist. So every year that they go, <laughs> they have on their schedule. Yeah. They're playing the No Shows on the on you know the third Thursday in January, and it's just their excuse to get together and go to the bar. Yes. So they're at the bar every Thursday, and but. To your point, Steve, like, that's such lengths to go to be deceitful. Like, just say we're going to the bar that night. I, I, I just always, yeah. my natural guilt kicks in, you know, uh, uh, and it's... There was, there was some kind of neighborhood uh, guys club okay. where I live that I had zero interest in being a part of whatsoever. And... and just just the fellas, yeah. little sausage party, <laughs> get together, drink, not tell the ladies about what they're doing. It's right. like that scene in autofocus, right? <laughs> right. You sit around, sit around. Right. rub one out with the fellas. Hey, hand me a beer. Like, I never could wrap my mind around that. I'm like, I kind of like having... The gals around there are a lot of fun. So who wants to know. hang around with girls? Yeah, yeah, it's it's, 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 it's like that scene from uh, The Simpsons. You kissed a girl. What are you gay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, a, a bunch of people have sent me this. So uh, thank you to whoever sent it to me. But husbands of Target. It's just this video. I meant to watch that. What's that? What's that about? I mean, it's like it's similar to this. I, I think the the wives technically know that they're out there, but basically, it's what they do when their wives go to Target. Do you ever lie about going shopping? Let's skipping off and going to the store to buy stuff. 
Shopping therapy is as much a guy thing. Retail you, therapy. You used to, th- you, the, the old thing, the old perception was that's what women do when they get upset or they mm-hmm. have tension. You know it's it's that. It's the every bit the equal with guys. Yeah. I feel I do the shopping and I feel better. And I do uh, online shopping, I'll do. Let me go to Lauren. Hey, Lauren, good morning. Hi, you guys rock. Thank <laughs> you, Lauren. So what are you cheating on? Uh, with your oh, with significant feel, other, I feel awful. So I tell him that my coworkers give me clothes, and <laughs> and I get them shipped to the office. I rip all the tags off, and then I bring them home in a plastic bag what? and keep in my trunk. You're being told you tell your significant other that you're just being handed clothing at work. Yes. Here, give that dress to Debbie. <laughs> and. Wait, and why are you? Time. I mean, do you spend so much money on on clothing and shopping? Is that is has he put like a limit on it? Um, I mean, yeah, kind of. 
But how does he not know that the money's missing? Because, I mean, I honestly, sometimes, even when I'm buying, like, gifts for my wife for her birthday or Christmas, like... She'll notice? She, well, yeah. I mean, oh, oh, well, that's what you... Or, just, or, oh, so she went away for business, and I and I, uh, I wanted to surprise her with a new desk, right? And right. so I set that all up. She knew about it before she even got home. That's, that's <laughs> the problem. Lauren, do you handle the books in the house? I have a side account, a little staff uh, account that I secretly Ooh, you're bad, girl. Yeah, <laughs> Lauren just made, though, Lauren just made the sound. The, the sound that we all... <laughs> and and that's really where you know you're, you're in that null zone. Understand if, if there's like if there's a major issue and she's emptying out the savings yeah. account by buying clothes. I understand that, but I mean, if you both have jobs, you work, you have some extra money, and you want to buy something. But yeah. that that sound, you know, even though like when, <laughs> uh, on the first <laughs> round of murders, Manson, were you there? <laughs> but did you hear Lauren in the background? She goes, "It's only a little. Yeah. <laughs> it's a side account. Side Does he know account. about it?" <laughs> I, I get the I get the little money by telling him his sister's birthday gift was like seventy dollars, but really it was like fifty. So then I'm like, all right, so I saved that. Oh my god! Do, do you think, Lauren, wow. if you were straight to to Preston's point earlier, just in general, if you were just straight up and said, "I I want this. It makes me feel better." Would would I, I it's, getting these clothes and getting this stuff makes me feel better? It's a quality of life issue. Would that hold any water, or would you catch crap for that? I think at the end of the day, he'd be fine with it. Right. But, you know, you always kind of deep down, you're like, hey, he's judging me a little bit for buying all Yeah, and we do it to ourselves. It's it's our own it's our own knowledge that we're probably being a little ridiculous. Thanks, Lauren. Appreciate it. I Good asked luck. for help carrying it all in from the car. <laughs> uh, let me. I really blew out the bank account today. <laughs> Give me a hand. Let me go to Brian. Hey, Brian. Good morning. Good morning, Darka Darka. Darka Darka, buddy. All right, so tell us uh, something you kind of cheated about with your wife. 2018, I bought a new Harley Davidson motorcycle. I keep it at my buddy's garage in Bethlehem. <laughs> wow. And we ride pretty often on the weekends. Oh, my God. So she, she has no idea? Until October 24th of last year <laughs> when I had an accident <gasps> and I had to come clean. Dude. Oh, wow. my God. How did you hide the purchase from her, Brian? Uh, you know, it, it's not extremely expensive. And I do other side jobs where I get money and kind of right. pay for it. The cart the insurance I keep separate. So. It's Where did she think you were going every weekend? Uh, you know, I just I, I have recently connected with an old friend of mine who also rides, and we do a lot of things together. Uh, we go out to breakfast. He's a breakfast morning breakfast guy, so we go out. Could have gone for five hours for breakfast. breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Why are you all windburn? Oh, the eggs were really hot. <laughs> like three hours, three hours. But my family gets up late, so we do it out early. I get out of the house early, go meet him. We go for a ride, and then go head, head home. Why, why are you wearing all leather and a helmet? Hey, we're going for breakfast. I, I leave that at his house. I leave that at his house. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Listen, Brian, that's a good one. At least it's not Thanks. another person, you know, or like another, you know, like another woman. And that, oh, yeah, 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 that's, yeah. that's a clearly the, and that's honestly, if you're going to have something like this, let it be your target shopping but, or a motorcycle instead of a, a passionate affair with another person. Right. Kathy, it could lead to well, what else have you been doing right, with right. this extra time on your hands? Well, I've been collecting Funko dolls. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, co-worker's clothes. Yes. I'm going to go to Tara. Tara, good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's up, Tara? <laughs> um, so I'm in a mom's group, and we say we have book club, but we've never actually read a book. <laughs> uh, yes. Is it really a drinking club? 
Yeah. That's we what... have people asking to join, and we're like, oh, we don't do that. We just go to the bar. <laughs> we go to the bar once a month instead. But do you? <laughs> but do, do the uh, do the spouses think that you guys are actually reading these books and discussing them? I, some of them do, yes. Some of them do, yes. <laughs> Did it actually ever start out as an actual book club and just turned into what it is? No, no, no books. Not once. I wonder if there's anyone on this level, suburban or or whatever, book club run by women where they're actually reading books. My wife and her friend did it. Really? Uh, Yeah, yeah, they did it uh, a couple of times. And then by like the third. It dissolves, right? Well, by the third book, it was like, "Ah, I didn't really read it. And you (laughs) you get mad at the people who didn't read it. If you're the only one that read it, now you can't discuss with anybody. It was weird because the first meeting that they had was at my house and I, was, I had to listen in on this. I'm like, let me just see how boring this is. And guess what? It's it boring. boring. It was boring. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it stops. Yeah. Then you just end up going to the bar. I thought about maybe doing that. I've been reading a lot lately, well, audiobooks, and still, you get the story out of it. But uh, then I get done with the book, and I don't have anybody to talk to about it, you know? I mean, do movie club. Go to but the I bar. Wonder, but I wonder, yeah. It's just, <laughs> hey, has anybody here read Old Man in the Sea? <laughs> just say it out loud at a bar by myself. Preston, <laughs> <laughs> Preston, dude. You did the Krav guy boxed for years. Let's yep. have a fight club. Okay, we can do that. Uh, let me see. Here, here's one. Okay, like the smoking, Casey. Let me go to Dom. Hey, Dom. You guys rock. Thanks, Dom. So what are you hiding from your wife? What is it? Uh, so I hid chewing tobacco for about a year and a half, two years from my wife. Wow. Did she ever knew that you uh, that you chewed or dipped in the first place? Yeah. So when we first got together, I did, and I ended up quitting probably about six months into our relationship. How, how do you how do you mask that? Chewing tobacco to me seems to be something a little bit harder to hide than just simply no grab, grabbing a quick puff. You say no, Casey? No, no, it's a lot easier, especially if you're doing like uh, pouches. Are you doing long cut or pouches? Uh, so when at work I do long cut, but when I was at home I would have the pouches, the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the snuff that you can actually swallow, so I wouldn't even have to worry about having a spit yeah. or anything. Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait! You can swallow? Yeah, the snuff, like the yeah, snooze. The snuff. The snooze. Oh, really? You yeah. swallow that? You stuff? swallow that stuff? Yeah. That's how you get <laughs> snass cancer. Uh, Dom, I had something similar happen to a friend of mine where uh, his wife comes in and goes, uh, uh, "Are you dipping?" And he goes, "No." And she goes, "Well, what is all of this stuff in the sink?" And he's like, uh, "Oh, I I thought you meant right now." Um, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, I was dipping a little bit, you know. And so he was caught red-handed, and, yeah, uh, and I'm gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah, and I'm gay. I ended up getting caught because uh, my wife got into my car, and I had a dip bottle from work in there, and that's uh. what she. Uh, that's what she found and, and caught me. Uh, yeah, that's especially something like that with with tobacco or smoking or anything of that nature, where you there are it's very so telltale signs. And oh, yeah. I I am I can pick it up in a nanosecond. Yeah, if I go into you around here, you go into a bathroom. Someone's been smoking in here. Yeah. So my uh, my uh, dad smoked in the house growing up. So yeah, uh, smelling like like smoke wasn't a, a big deal. Both and, my parents smoked. Same yeah. thing. So the when I officially got caught smoking. When I was in high school, it was like slow motion press. It was kind of like when your dad found that uh, that pipe in, oh in your truck. God. This is a drum key. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> is, that, is that what you told him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a dr- thing for drums. <laughs> really? So you smoke your pot with a key for drums? <laughs> yeah. But uh, I was driving, and my dad was in the passenger seat, and he sl- it was like slow motion. He, fr- I'm like, why are you going into the into the glove compartment? It was like, no, and he opens it, and then the cigarettes come flying out. He's like, who are these? And I'm like, 
Who are these? Who's are these? Oh. You know, uh, I was like, yeah. oh, those, those are Reggie's. <laughs> Your dog? Like, no, yeah, my dog. Uh, Dad, I'm going to have a dog in, in about uh, 20 years. But was Reggie a and, real person and, or a made-up name? No, it was my buddy Reg. Okay. You know, okay. Um, oh, that's straight out of uh, Brady Bunch. <laughs> yeah. His name was Reggie? No, no, but the cigarettes found in the... Uh, it's the ultimate deflection. You well, believe? Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna own up to it. Yeah, yeah. Then why would I do that? All right, let me go next to Shayna. Hi, Shayna. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Good. What's up? Good. I was just calling. Um, I have my husband's best friend has been uh, lying to his wife for like I don't know many many years. So he tells her he goes to work on Mondays, and really he doesn't. Like, has grandparents come to the house, babysit the kids, gets dressed, goes to work, or pretends to go to work, but, like, he'll go play golf, he'll go do things for himself, go to the movies, all that kind of stuff. Like, So he has a me day, and he's never been discovered? Not that I know of. Wow. See, to me, I would always feel, especially if you're staying in the same general area, somebody's going to see somebody who's going to yeah. say, yeah, at some, some time point, yeah. in your life, that's going to catch up to you. But that's pretty wild. So. He's been getting away with it for years. Years. Years and years. My wow. husband slipped when he told me, and I was like, are you kidding me? And he was like, no, but don't say anything. Too much stress. Too <laughs> yeah. much guilt. Yeah, that's oh. it. You're, 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 you're playing with fire. Yeah. I wonder if Thanks, Shana. If she... Oh, never mind. Okay. Uh, I mean... She's she's now complicit in this uh, in the charade. You know, I wonder if she agrees with it. Has she just called in? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, I I had to pass along. Thank you for the calls. We do appreciate that, and it's very interesting what people will hide from their spouse from time to time. We're going to take a break. Come back in a moment. Stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR. Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. There's a story out of Washington State. An investigation is underway after deputies say a small plane was stolen and crashed. Critically injuring the suspect, who was pulled from the wreckage nearly 12 hours later by a Navy rescue team. I can't fly a plane. And <laughs> flown to Harborview Medical Center. Deputies say that they received a report of a suspicious person trying to rent a plane at Jefferson County International Airport to fly to Astoria, Oregon. However, the person couldn't show a pilot's license or insurance after being asked. Investigators say the suspect, identified as 59-year-old Richard Jordal, was then referred to Tailspin Tommies, another plane... Uh, rental business at the same airport. 
Natalia Yasharina, who is uh, the co-owner of Tailspin Tommy's, said, when I found out that he took a plane and I saw him in the video camera, it was like an elevator going down. Uh, Yasharina said that she spoke with Jordal for nearly an hour on Tuesday, but ultimately did not authorize rental, given that he didn't have the proper documents. Why are we getting bogged down in paperwork? Uh, there's no pilot's license registered to Jordal's name either in the FAA database. Surveillance video showed him later entering Tailspin Tommy's office, where deputies believe he stole a Cessna's keys. Uh, Yesharina said that Jordal fueled up for taking off and described watching the plane's erratic flying with her husband on the radar. Uh, she said altitude would change dramatically from 5,000 feet to 2,000, up and down, and then doing loops and doing twirls. Deputy said the plane's GPS showed that it was flying over the National Park, and the GPS transmissions quit about 20 miles north. Investigators said at about 10.30 p.m., a person reported a possible plane crash. When investigators arrived, they attempted to search the area but couldn't find the crash in the heavily forested area. And then they called in the Navy, and they went and searched and located the guy. I guess he felt he could just do it. He could well, just wing it. He did flight simulator, yeah. so he uh, he got it down. Uh, the University of Fine Arts in Hamburg, Germany, is offering an idleness grant to three people who engage in a specific form of active inactivity. Each grant is $900, and the school says the applicants are free to choose their own form of idleness, uh, which is an activity to abstain from, and a panel of school officials will choose the three best pitches. The organizers say the participants who submit their reports will be paid regardless of what their attempt at inactivity was, whether or not it was successful. Ultimately, the reports from the participants will be used in an exhibition planned for November called Inconsequentiality, Towards a Better Life, which explores the question, what can I refrain from so that my life has fewer negative consequences on the lives of others? It's essentially doing nothing. And getting paid for and it. getting paid for it. That's perfect. Yeah. I love it. Isn't that what radio is, basically? Uh, almost. Yeah. <laughs> almost. Uh, venomous rattlesnakes are prone to showing up in unexpected places with one big exception. They are not known for climbing trees. Well, guess what? 2020 just got worse. A growing number of Facebook posts this summer show rattlesnakes not only climb trees when the mood strikes them, but they're also good at it. Among the earliest of the posts was on July 4th when Jerome Prez of New Mexico shared a video of a nearly six-foot rattlesnake in the top of a mesquite tree east of San Antonio. Uh, Perez said that he was hiking with his 11-year-old son Joshua and girlfriend Gabby when she noticed something odd in a tree 100 feet away. His video of the sight of the rattlesnake in a tree has been viewed 177,000 times on Facebook. And then on August 12th, the Bureau of Land Management, Arizona, shared a similar photo on Facebook showing a diamondback rattlesnake in a tree at San Pedro Riparian National Conservation Area. The post noted rattlesnakes are really observed or rarely observed in trees. The photo was taken August 6th at the height of, quote, snake season. So, That's great news. Isn't that great news? <laughs> They're climbing trees. Pretty soon they'll be driving. So yeah. For all we know. And, uh, the, you know, trading the driving back and forth with the murder hornets. Uh, here's another animal story. It's been a painfully hot August in central Texas. Tex- uh, temperatures have hit 100 degrees for 18 days in a row. Uh, but if it's any consolation, it's not just humans that are struggling in the blistering heat. Squirrels have been laying down flat on their stomachs with their legs stretched out behind them and in front of them. Apparently, this slows them to a complete stop in the soaring temperatures. And though these small mammals might look like they're in stealth mode, it turns out, turns out they're trying to cool off. And, Steve, it's called splooting. 
Splooting. Yes, squirrels have been splooting all over Texas. Oh, yeah. And uh, an expert said it's... Yeah. Super- <laughs> You're going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. He's going to sploot. Oh, yeah. I'm going to sploot. I'm going to sploot. An expert said it's super hot, and those oh, yeah. squirrels are basically just trying to cool themselves. Oh, yeah. Uh, they are basically getting as much of their body... <laughs> as much of their body on a cool surface if they can. Oh, yeah. Uh, if it's cooler than the air outside, they're going to put their body on it, and it's going to cool their temperature. Oh, yeah. Uh, there... <laughs> There are steps that humans can take to help oh, yeah. help the little guys out, but you need to be careful because squirrels can bite. Oh, yeah. Uh, they suggested humans give wildlife their space to watch from a distance, but you can give them water. I'll just um, spoot over here. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> people can leave shallow plate-like dishes with cool water placed near where squirrels lay down or near the base of trees. Looks like Rocket J Squirrel. Yeah, and during uh, cooler weather in the winter, squirrels will adopt that same splooting pose. Oh, yeah. Uh, to warm up as well, but I've never seen a splooting. a splooting squirrel in person before. Just pictures. All right, and then one last story, and then we will wrap things up. Let's end with this one. Uh, South Carolina deputies in York County have an unusual mystery on their hands. They are working to find a crook who drove into an orchard and took off with thousands of peaches. Uh, this happened at a popular orchard. The owner said that there are tracks and indications that someone just pulled up and went to town picking all they could. It may sound a little strange, but for the orchard owner, it was a serious, it's serious business. Wow. Uh, Thousands but, of peaches? Peaches for free. <laughs> peaches for free? Black's <laughs> Peaches has been in York County for almost 100 years. Arthur Black runs it and the orchard, uh, runs it and the orchard nearby, and he says that, um, uh, he stays there for one big reason. He said the people. <laughs> he loves peaches. Uh, he said, that's hard to say when someone comes and steals some peaches from you. So they called me up about five minutes after 7 p.m. And they said, there's no peaches up there. And I said, what? <laughs> the hell you say? The hell you say? York County deputy said the orchard was... What the, the f***? <laughs> was a victim of a big theft. Somebody apparently really wanted the fruit and a lot of it. He said somebody had picked, them, on here. had picked them, tracks had gone up there and going out the orchard. Minimum, they got 150 baskets of peaches. God. So we're talking around 3,000 peaches worth around $1,500. Uh, Black's not happy and neither are his customers. Many want to know who pulled off the theft and why they did it. But for Black, what the f- is this? he just doesn't want it to happen again. Uh, but uh, deputies said they're going to keep a closer eye on the orchard and uh, try to keep people out. That sure, be. yeah. But that's uh, you don't think you get some of those splooging monkeys? Uh, they're splugers, right? Or splooters? splooges? Splooging splooters? Squirrels? Yeah, splooging. Splooting squirrels? Splooting squirrels? Right. Then lay them around. Squirrel splooted. Yeah. Splooging monkeys. Squirrels. It's different. And that is what I have in music news, and or I mean in bizarre file. Music news is coming up. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll get to the lesson question, trash, and music news. Stay with us. It wouldn't be the end of the year without a year-end countdown. It says so here in the Radio for Dummies handbook. And who's WMMR to buck tradition? Announcing the top 25 songs of 2020. Go to WMMR.com and vote for your favorite rock songs from this past year, like new music from Foo Fighters, ACDC, and newer bands like Dirty Honey. 
We'll tally up your votes and count them down New Year's Eve at 7 with an encore New Year's Day at 3 p.m. MMR's Top 25 of 2020 Countdown from the station that can totally handle counting backwards. We think 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. We've only known our, our next guest for about five minutes, and I think we're already really great friends. <laughs> uh, for a number of reasons, she's very sweet. Uh, she's a very talented actress, and she loves Philadelphia. Well, those are the three checks right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Please welcome, in to promote the film, Emma, Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Can I just say, Kathy, that was impressive watching you do that. I thought I could talk fast and I could keep it all together, but damn, girl, that was amazing. Thank you. Every, we've had everyone... So, actors come in and they are very impressed with their reeling off traffic. Maybe that's the role that will win you the Oscar. I mean, I was just like, whoa, yeah. my jaw was just dropping to the ground. <laughs> traffic reporter. Uh, but it's great to have you here. We've been longtime fans. I, I go back to the movie The Witch, which is one of my all-time fa- I love this movie. I've told oh. these guys about it. And and uh, obviously your work with M. Night Shyamalan on uh, Split and Glass. But this, Emma... Uh, There's a story that's been told before, but it's something about Jane Austen is timeless. And and you can tell the story over and over again. And what drew you to this project? Well, first they wanted me, so that was a good place. That's a good place. They were like, do you want to do this movie? Um, No, but you're completely right. It is timeless. And there's something about her stories where... People can still relate to them, no matter you know how many years go by. You can still find something that connects you to the characters, and Emma in particular. Austin said that she had written a character that no one but herself would much like, and I just thought that was so interesting. I don't, I don't get that. I always thought, and I'm familiar with the work in the story. I always thought she would seem like a person who was learning, you know, like 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 she was becoming a better person, you know, it's like she... Well, you're a very good person, because that's a very <laughs> empathetic way of seeing it. No, mm-hmm. and I completely agree. I just think in... I've never seen any other iterations of Emma other than Clueless, which is a phenomenal film. Right. Um, but I think in period drama, sometimes female characters in particular are just charming. Right. Like they're just charming and lovely and light and frolic around in fields. And I wanted to show a portrait of a young girl who's learning how to, you know, basically not be so arrogant all the time and she has to go through that progression but she has all the things in place that could make her arrogant she's rich and she's uh, attractive and everyone's wanting after her but she has doesn't really want she 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 pairs up friends and and sort of manipulates she has her her best friends yeah but um but there's there's that dynamic i was reading an interview with you where you said you know in in an age of cancel culture she's um she's actually taking the lessons that she's hearing and and incorporates them and learns from them and grows. We always, we, we had a, you know, any story, and we, talk, we were just talking about this with uh, Gavin uh, O'Connor, the director, uh, with the movie that he has out. We, we, we love uh, stories, I wouldn't say it's reclamation, but where someone can better, when, when someone can transform for the better. Redemption. We love, yes, redemption it's stories. It's a redemption story, completely. And I think the issue with Emma is if you don't have moments, especially at the beginning of the film, where you want to reach in as an audience member and shake her and be like, what are you doing with your life? Right. You don't get the payoff at the end of it, which is that she does grow up. And just to clarify, this is not the taming of the shrew. No. It's not like Emma ends up a completely different person and no. stops being, you know, sassy and, and spiky in her in certain ways. Deliciously witty, I like to call her. Um, but she does grow from it. She's grown by the end of it, and I think that's really special. So your your director, who is supposed to be with us today, but is not because she's under the weather, Autumn DeWild. Mm-hmm. So she comes from, um, I love 
she she has a uh, uh, she's a portrait artist and photographer, and 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 so she she has when you have a period piece and you have someone who is uh, very visually acute. You get a great product, like I think of a Stanley Kubrick with Barry Lyndon. Who, yeah, you know. So we actually have the Barry Lyndon couch in our oh, film. Oh, and you? The day that that happened, we were all just like, oh, "It's the Barry Lyndon couch. <laughs> this is meant to be." It's it's a cool thing, but I know you are also a fan of uh, fashion, mm-hmm. and you were trying to perhaps convince them to let you leave with some of the wardrobe. Yes, um, that did not. I was just dropping hints. I was like, I could wear this pe- like pesky coat with my Doc Martens, and it would look amazing. And they were like, Yeah, it's really expensive. You're not I'm always surprised that, that the happening. actors don't get dibs on that. Stuff. I mean, come on. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's all good. I got to wear it in the film, and actually, it was really interesting as Emma because she's a character. I kind of learned to love fashion through this character. She really loves her clothes, and it informed my acting in a completely different way because. If I was wearing a coat that had a really spectacular back, I would suddenly find myself delivering my lines like over the shoulder in the way that the character would. But you're not you don't describe yourself as method, but you you, you say it is kind of weird to 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 be in a character like that and not sort of carry it with you, right? Well yeah, I mean you're spending seventeen hours a day thinking, breathing, walking right. like this other human being, and then when you go home you're just desperate to get something like some food in your mouth and then go to sleep. Um Were you putting on airs? Were you ordering in a very real- <laughs> way when you went to Burger King or something or <laughs> no but it's it's more that um yeah I have a very interesting relationship with my characters but I've always the one thing I've always had with them is that I love them and I always defend them even if they're doing I mean I've played some pretty shady people in the past and I've always defended them with Emma I felt so close to her almost like she was a twin sister that there would be days where I'd go up to awesome our director and say I just don't like her right, right now I'm struggling to do this and I'm, I'm struggling to feel this way and she was she would be very kind and just say well it's because you have such high expectations for her i think you have to i think yeah. like the, to me the best villains are always the ones and not that emma's a villain but the, the best villains always seem to have they believe they have truth and right on their side mm-hmm. because they, they you know like uh, in the scale they believe they're doing right and so that makes them more, more, you know, instead of like a mustache twirling, you yeah. know, it's easy. You can do a, a, a one level villain or you can do somebody who's complex. And I, and I think that makes it interesting. So for, for you to sort of look at the different levels of Emma, uh, I think is, is cool because the last portrayal was, what, Gwyneth Paltrow was the last, I guess? Yes, which yeah. I haven't seen because I think that would really freak me out. But, um, <laughs> but what you were just talking about, I learned this recently and I love it. It's called, um, in filmmaking, the save the cat moment, which okay. is where a villain you know uh does commits an atrocity like kills a whole bunch of people and then as he's walking home he stops and saves a cat that's gotten caught up a tree and all of a sudden you're way more switched on to who that person is because you're like wait but how can these polarities exist in a human yeah i love that because you can get more invested in someone because i think if you can sort of see like even with with Thanos, if you're taking the large, <laughs> as, as massive a universal villain as you could possibly get, mm-hmm. he, I would really, you know, the, he was he's, he his had heart his, was in the he right had his place. good he's dad moment to bring balance to the universe, <laughs> right? Right? Guys. You know, he's, he's, there are hungry people out there. I mean, yeah, come on, you know, I'm sure on a population control. Yeah, get him at a party. He probably was had a couple of good jokes. I mean, but, I think the end result we would all like to have balance in the universe. We just have different ways of going about it. I right. don't think you need to kill half the entities you in the universe not. to do that. But but that's another story. Is Thanos in this movie? <laughs> no. <laughs> Unfortunately not. I think he would make a great playmate. Um, <laughs> can you can you tell us a story about how you got discovered? Because you almost didn't. You you thought you were being stalked? 
Yeah, it was. Um, I'm going to preface all of this by saying I was watching a lot of 24 at the time. So, like, I very much felt like, okay, this is all happening in my head. But um, great show, by the way. I was I was 16 and I was wearing heels for the first time because I wanted to practice because I was going to a party. Blah blah blah. And I was walking my dog, and this black car started following me. And I was like, "There's no way. Like, this doesn't happen." And then I changed direction and picked up speed, and the car did follow me. So I was like, "Right, okay, like it's time. Pick up the dog and run." And this guy stuck his head out the window and said, if you stop, you won't regret it. And I stopped. Oh, boy. Which is the dumbest thing (laughs) I have ever done. But it all worked out. It was yeah. the head of a modeling agency. And by the way, if somebody yells at you to not stop because you won't regret it, keep running. Please. This is not, Don't take this as advice. This is not this story. Uh, so you, your first movie, as I said before, was was, was Witch, you mm-hmm. know, and and uh, which is a fascinating movie because uh, the the dialogue is is done. Uh, uh, at least my understanding is a great deal of the the script from the movie is taken from actual court proceedings of the time like the, yeah. the dialogue is very true to the the, the time period uh and it's it's um are you surprised by the cult status that movie has achieved uh i mean i think we're all it's it was such a strange experience because we all felt very fated to be there and we've all remained a very tight-knit family but whilst we were doing it we just thought oh my goodness this is amazing but we love it because we're weird yeah like, this is why we're all so into this were film. you into supernatural stuff and things of that nature oh, big time yeah. yeah like it's it's a massive coincidence my first movie is called the witch like i was <laughs> i was deep in there years before um but yeah we went to sundance and seeing the reaction that it got from the first time we saw it with an audience it, it still amazes me and it has such a special place in my heart that anytime someone mentions it i just sort of like Brim with joy. Yeah, no, rightfully so, and it's one hopefully more people can get turned on to because mm-hmm. it's it's you know the the cult is strong for that one. Well, awesome. Our director said that she watched The Witch, and that's what made her want me to do Emma. And I'm really? like, only you could watch me hack my mother to death and think that's the girl to be in Jane Austen. <laughs> like I see that. Did Did you get on Night Shyamalan's uh, radar through Witch as well? Or no, he no? hadn't seen that film. We actually met in New York, and um, I don't. I just auditioned for the role, and I don't have a home. So I showed up to the casting director's place with, like, two giant bags and everything <laughs> falling all over the place. And he was like, her. She uh, seems like a stable human being. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll make the movie with her. Nice. You were so so good in, 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 uh, in Split as well. And, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, I, I don't know how you do it because you have an accent, obviously, now. And yet you're uh, yeah, uh, the... You know, I would have thought you were from Philly, damn it, in the movie. You were, you were so, so, so good. Uh, but that is an intense, you know, and we know Knight's work is, is amazing and he's, he's such an, you know, a storyteller. Mm-hmm. But you, you had that, that close quarters sort of captive thing. And on that set, what did he do? And what was your method of, of that? contained prisoner vibe was it was it hard to deal with that was that intense a misconception about horror movies is that or psychological thrillers is whilst you're making them you have to be in that state of mind it's actually the direct opposite because you're in such an intense place everything around you tends to be a lot lighter and a lot more full of support because otherwise what are you doing there like you're just torturing yourself for hours right um but Knight changed so much about the way that I act. He taught me to act from a place of empathy, and I really see my acting as pre-split and post-split. Really? Yeah. Okay. Big time. Um, especially when it comes to crying. This sounds really crazy, <laughs> but, like, I did a scene as Casey, and I, like, sobbed my heart out, and he came up to me and said, that was really beautiful, but I've seen you cry as Anya, and it's the same tears. Like, don't be selfish. Give the character her own tears. 
and that blew my mind. Wow. And that has followed me ever since. What did you learn from uh, James McAvoy on that movie? I mean, James. Like, he's <laughs> the most unbelievable actor, and he's such a good human being. And something that I will always be grateful for is neither of us are method. So we could support each other as friends outside good. of the scenes and then jump in. No, because, like... Originally, we were thinking about having a method actor for the role, and I was really excited about it. And then I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do that for three months. I think it would be exhausting to be around someone who was... Um, no, who he, thought he was kidnapping me? Yeah. 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 Like, but he's, I'm lucky enough to... We all have met him a couple of times. He, he's the sweetest, nicest guy on the yeah. planet. But that movie, he's obviously a psychopath. He's, he's terrifying. Um, it's nice to know that he was not that way on set. No, he was so wonderful. Um, and the only thing I had to keep reminding myself is... Obviously, you want to be present there as a character, but when somebody's doing such an incredible performance, like five centimeters away from your face, you're like, wow, like, this is amazing. And then you're just like, Anya, you're acting in the movie too. Anya, you're <laughs> acting in the movie too. Like, like if, you, if you're there eating popcorn and watching, yeah, it's, it's like, a like, Wow, James, this is totally awesome. <laughs> Can't wait to see the movie. Uh, about your personal life, you've had a really interesting uh, upbringing. I mean, you, you were born in the States, mm-hmm. uh, moved to Argentina, lived there, yeah. and then grew up in London. Yeah. Um, why, why was that? Uh, uh, why was your family moving around like that? Um, well, the majority of my family is still over in Argentina. I've got a very big Latin family, and we're from all over the place, but we kind of stuck it out in Argentina. And then when I was six, the political situation got, you know, quite frightening, and my parents decided to move us to London and then I started making movies, so I haven't really had a home since I was 18. Um, that's the last time I had a stable base. Wow. But that, that that had to make you independent. I mean, that, that yeah. fosters your, that probably helps inform your acting as well, to, to, to be able to think on your feet and all that. Yes. Oh, completely. I also think um, I really struggled with the concept of home because I've always been too Argentine to be English, too English to be Argentine, you know, too American to be anything else. And <laughs> yeah. so it's... I now find that home is actually within me, which sounds really hippy dippy and crazy, but it actually was a huge revelation for me. Were well, you, if you were sorry, if you were born in the United States, it's a, a wiki. I don't know if it's correct. Says that your citizenship is only the UK and Argentina. Uh, UK, America. Uh, it is, and America. then okay. I have Argentine citizenship. Okay. Wow. Wow. So, and, and the rumor has it that you 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 gleaned a lot of your uh, English from Harry Potter. Yes. And that is true. <laughs> so you're a big Harry Potter fan. I am, but it was actually it was bred out of the need. When I was six, I refused to learn English until I was eight because I was convinced if I didn't speak the language of my new country, my parents would have to take me home. And so I was, like, really sticking it out. Right. And then I turned eight and realized I had no friends and I couldn't keep playing, like, hand clap games with plants. So I started reading (laughs) Harry Potter and that, yeah. You're off off and running. Have you gone to the theme parks, uh, the Universal? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Steve just went for the first time. It's amazing. I thought I was going to be, hey, this is going to be cool. And then you walk through into Diagon Alley and you're like, oh, my God. I'm here. Um, there's the um, in the place where they actually shot the films in England. There's still a like an exhibition on right. there. Yeah. And at some point, you go through the doors, and there's like a real life Hogwarts. And I just burst into tears, and I felt really embarrassed. And then the woman behind the door was like, "I oh, don't worry, honey. It happens all the time. Like sure. it's fine." Yeah, you were. I was seeing my wife and I were looking at tourists walking through and, and stopping and crying. The same thing because it has that that sort of impact. Well, for a lot of people, it's their entire childhood. Like think about how long these books and these movies have spanned. Yeah. Or adulthood. Or adulthood. No judging, right? <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask how important music is uh, to you because I know uh, that you you set up sort of playlists, is my understanding, yeah. uh, for different roles and that Hall & Oates figured prominently in Emma. 
Yes, uh, Rich Girl, Hall of right. Notes. That was my go-to song. I have, I make playlists for each of my characters, and the Emma playlist was really, like, it was so varied. It had from Hall of Notes to the love theme from the animated Robin Hood that made Marion sing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it goes all the way through all the of Disney that. The um, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it helped. If you, you haven't seen the movie yet, have you? Uh, Emma no. or the Disney Emma. Robin Hood? No. no. I haven't seen Okay, when yet. you see it, it will make a lot of sense. Okay. Um, do, but, so do you, you, you have in mind what you think you would want would you know you, you you lay out like a like a a playlist ahead of time and you go in or as, as the movie's progressing you start as you're filming you start to add songs yeah or? I start with like six or seven songs and then as I'm filming I keep adding them too that makes sense that's yeah. a great idea because it, it, mood is is so driven by music I think that's uh, you know this way uh, we're friends with Michael Giacchino who is uh, mm-hmm. the composer and and he's great and the way he puts together soundtracks. You know, he, he he sort of goes in with with a general idea and and you know tries to capture the visceral feel of the movie before he's ever even actually seen the movie. And so, uh, you know, it, it's it's an interesting way, but music is an integral part. I could see that really helping you. Oh, completely. And if you have you ever listened to Dan Romer's Beasts of the Southern Wilds? No, I have so not. I'm a big movie soundtrack them. person. Yeah, yeah. That soundtrack was all the witch. Like before, I even <laughs> really? realized what I was doing. I was just walking around to that soundtrack consistently, and even now, if I put it on, I literally feel like the ghost of Thomason like <laughs> come <laughs> upon me, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm back. What's your favorite soundtrack of all time? I'm going to throw that at you. Oh god, I mean, oh that's so stressful. Who, the you, who are your favorite doesn't... soundtrack artists? Or who you, like? I, I love. Uh, there's a guy I love, Jerry Goldsmith, mm-hmm. James Horton. Uh, uh, the collection of songs, I don't know if it exists. I feel like it's urban legend, but the almost famous collection of songs mm-hmm. right. that goes on in that film, I've never owned it on vinyl or anything like that, the but CD's I know in my it car exists. Right now. No way, <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. It's one of the best. Where did you get it from? I've been searching for it forever. Well, it's one of my top five favorite movies of all time. Me and, too. Yeah. We're also way older than you, and <laughs> uh, we used to listen to our, our music I, on CD. Yeah, my car has a CD player, so, that's, yeah. you know. My car has a record player. I Send it in, turn down to your car and grab right. it, and maybe we can burn it by the time the interview's yeah. over and give it to uh, Anya. Yeah, well, they're not doing anything. Yeah. No, they're not doing anything. Oh, no, are you being serious? Yeah, we'll yeah, get it for I've you. wanted it since I was like 16. Like, this yeah. is a big deal for me. We'll see if we can burn that copy for you. Oh, thanks. Was that the idea to inform your character or help to uh, to to boost that uh, was that your own idea of using music or did you pick that up from somebody else no i just well the first time i ever went into an audition i remember seeing a whole bunch of other girls around me and they were all taking notes and doing all this thing and i was like oh so that's how you act you act like kind of office style and you make <laughs> notes and like uh, yeah. act in front of the mirror and then i tried it and i was like this just doesn't work for me like it's not how i it's not how i function i function through emotion and i find that music i mean if something can get me to cry in 15 seconds or less it's music did and you have so, any formal training no no kidding no. so this I guy so this car pulls up and says <laughs> yeah so this car pulls up and, and says you know is it a modeling agency and kind of steers you in the, that direction or? yes okay. but um i've got a funny story about that so uh my dad went to university in the states and for his anniversary they had the beach boys come and play and i've been a beach boys fan since forever and so i was right at the front i couldn't believe it it was mike love and i'm like losing it and then he suddenly stops the concert and he goes there's like a little girl she must be 14 years old and she knows all the words to our songs i want to invite her up on stage to sing with us and the guitarist like gives me the guitar i'm like i don't know how to play the guitar and he's like just air guitar it's gonna be fine and he filmed the whole thing and it was like 
still possibly the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> and so when I went into the modeling agency, I said, look, I've never, I don't know if I can model. I don't know if that's a thing, but I do want to be an actor. And if you can believe that I'm playing guitar in this video that I'm about to show you, <laughs> you know I can do it. And I showed that to them and, and they took me on. Uh, <laughs> so there's two movies I can recommend. I mean, did you, did you see the, with the... It's John Cusack as, as Brian Wilson. What's the, Nick? The, oh, the, man, what is that? It's Love and Mercy. Well, with Love Paul, and Mercy. Oh, yes, it's mm-hmm. so it's good. So Paul good. Dana is sensational. And then there's a documentary on a group of musicians who worked a lot with the Beach Boys, uh, and Brian Wilson specifically called The Wrecking Crew, about these artists who worked with Brian Wilson, and they, the way they talk about his genius It'll blow your... So if you're a big Beach Boys yes, fan, it will rock your world. And yeah. if you're a big Beach Boys fan, have you ever heard of a band called Fleet Foxes? Yes, I okay. love them. Montezuma's like yeah. ace. So <laughs> the lead singer from that band was a huge Beach Boys fan, and you can actually hear... Like, if you, if you listen to, like, Mykonos and uh, 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 drop, Drops in the in the Water, mm-hmm. the, you can hear, I think, you can hear Beach Boys. Uh, I never thought about it. You've done some video work, though. You, you, you were, you're in a Skrillex video, yeah. I believe. And, and Hosier as well. Yeah. yeah. Both wonderful people. I mean, the Skrillex one was nuts. That's like, a we... wild video. Because you, you're, you're a classically trained dancer, or are you not? A... I, yeah, I used to be. I'd love to get back into it. Because that's very interpretive dance in that, in that video, right? Yeah, well, that gang of dancers... They're called Bone Breakers, and they're, like, <laughs> genuinely the coolest people I've ever been around. That's like, pretty wild. They're so awesome. Speaking of cool, you have, um, you're, you're entering the, uh, the Marvel universe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, uh, the, uh, the, the new mutants. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and when is that, when is that out? That's out in April. I have five movies coming out this That's year. Crazy. Which is, like, I mean, my head is, I'm trying to focus on one at a time, but yeah, so New Mutants comes out in April, and then I've got Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho in September. Which is a horror thriller, is it not? Yeah. Oh, your face. Well, that we love Edgar Wright. We, he's we been, love the way he makes movies. Mm-hmm. He's great. We've yeah. had him in here a couple of times, and he's he's awesome. Well, so. he choreographs to music, which is so helpful, because yeah. I, I act in beats, and he directs in beats, so we get along really well. That's very cool. Well, look wow. at you. The career's on fire. Well, it's it's a good time. Emma's got, getting very good reviews. Uh, and, and again, for people who think who are put off by Jane Austen's very approachable. It's very, it, 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 as we said at the beginning of this uh, yeah. interview, it's, it's timeless and it speaks to people. That's why it remains so popular, because the message is always relevant. But also it's funny. People don't seem to associate Jane Austen with funny. And yeah. it's like, guys... Like, they're still human beings. Like, they still find the same things amusing 200 years ago as we do today. And right. I think we've added this wit and this flair that's always been there, but has maybe been overlooked. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the film opens on the 6th, so make sure that you do get out and see it. And uh, thanks for coming by here today. Thank you so we're much. G- we're glad you love Philadelphia, that you spent time here and yeah. have, uh, appreciate this area. So, uh, good luck with everything. Emma in theaters. It is Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah. Thank you, guys. We'll take a break and be back in just a moment. Stay with us. It's not like we need to say this, but we're going to do it anyway. 2020 pretty much sucked big, dirty, hairy moose balls. But if you really think about it, there were some good things. Like when you and the MMR family pulled together for Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, helping feed so many of our neighbors in need. Then there was the MMR Saturday Night Concert Series to help remind us how much we love live music. 
You came out and safely donated over 600 pints of blood. And you joined us as we presented the live-in at the Drive-In Concert Series with the Struts, Burt Kreischer, and others. All in all, Philadelphians did what we always do, kept our heads on straight and worked through it to see the light at the end of the tunnel that's not an oncoming train. Thank you for hanging through 2020 with us. And here's to a better 2021 from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We just had that story about uh, Chris Evans over the weekend. Uh, accidentally posting a D-pick, playing a game uh, online. and, and uh, Heads up, up. Was it on Twitter? I, yeah, I think it might have been Instagram. Or was it was it? Instagram yeah. stories. Yeah, Instagram oh, stories. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so he uploaded a whole bunch of things at once, which, Kathy, you were talking about. Like, you can click a, a bunch of photos or videos at the same time. And one of them was uh, Captain America's... <laughs> well, we're assuming we're not sure. Dance. We're not sure if it was You're his right. or not. Not unless he, he admires someone else's d- fully erect dong. Right. I don't know. I We used to always keep a, a, a penis picture handy. That's already. Really? The, uh, it's yeah. sort of like your calling card. Mm. Yeah, so you can send it out. Can you send me your resume and a D-pick? Mm. Right? You, you must be proud. <laughs> your penis. <laughs> no, I it's not mine. Yeah. Oh, oh, just as, oh, a, as okay. a joke. Okay. Oh, photo yeah. To text. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm proud of my penis. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I mean, you have to be. Yeah. You know, work what you got. Yeah. There's a uh, there's a a folder in your photos. Uh, if you have an iPhone, that's uh, I think it's marked hidden photos or something like that. You can put photos in there. Uh, I've been told. <laughs> And uh, and they, when you go to Instagram to upload photos, you know it just will automatically go to your your regular photos folder, right? If you it'll have, bypass this hidden folders folder, it, it will completely ignore those. Right. So you can't physically oh. upload from the hidden folder to Instagram, which is good if in case you have. Do you case you remember? I used to send you pictures of uh, not my. Uh... <laughs> Of of my boys, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I had handy. I, I and almost... I don't mean Parker and Carter. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you named them. I took yeah, a yeah. picture of them, and I held on to it. And yeah. I would send it to Casey every now and then, just as a hey, look at this. hey, hey. look at my butthole. <laughs> uh, I think you you at least every guy I know has at least one or two picks. And again, it's not my junk, but it's one you send out in response for for a joke. As a joke, yeah, yeah. exactly. One of my favorites, Kathy sent to me. Uh, actually, was the picture of the thumb? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thumb. It's an actual thumb. That one. But it looks like a like a dong. No, it's, it's a it's a penis. But it, it looks, looks like, like a thumb. thumb. It looks like uh, a thumb. Oh, it's okay. got it, that's it says, Hey, look, I broke my thumb or something <laughs> like that. It's got a little bandage. Yeah. Do you remember that? All right. Well, there's another it was one. Hilarious. Where Kathy said. There's a guy. That was years ago. Oh, Kathy has the best D pics. <laughs> Kathy used to send the most profane. Right. Yes. Text. That's I haven't a, seen that, anything like that in a while. Because the text chain got too big. Okay. Like, it's too many people yeah. that yeah, can screenshot that. Shucks on there. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. When Murphy, uh, like Senator like, Chris Coons is on it, it's right. okay. Yeah, it you used can't to, do that. It used to just be me and you, like, me, you, and your wife. And then, I, you know, I'm like, yeah. that's not going to go That's playful anywhere. fun. Yeah. yeah, like, now mm-hmm. it's too, somebody could get offended. Yes, uh-huh. exactly. Yeah. You made the right call. Uh, but I and, and to Kathy's point, the um, the whole Instagram thing when you want to post multiple photos, same thing with uh, with Twitter too. It's really easy to accidentally put a wrong photo up. I've done it. I've done all kind. Man, and here's the thing with and, and I have my social media issues when I go, especially on Twitter, and I and I I, I hit you know post or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, to go ahead and put it up there. I realize that I've put up the wrong thing, the wrong photo, or there's a mistake, and I need to edit it or whatever. 
and I just as quickly as possible delete it. And no matter how fast, there's immediately a comment or two right. about said mistake or whatever I did. Preston, the uh, I mean, and I and I, it's fantastic. And I, I, I'm, I'm as I said before, I'm the Jesus of social media. I'll follow you back. It's my 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 outreach. It's my my thing. It's it's my you know making sure that everyone has uh, bread and fish on the side of the mountain. <laughs> so. Uh, the second I send out a picture, I will get like five likes immediately. Like, mm-hmm. and it's like it's already out there. I you, can't, I can't, I can't retract it, and then even change. I've sent off things, and at the last second, I've seen that I've used the wrong there. So, um, we we are low level. Yeah, you guys are low level celebrities, and I'm much lower than that. But, um. Uh, with somebody like Chris Evans, are there people that are uh, millions of people see not, it instantly? Well, yep. yeah, but I mean, are they? Are they? Uh, is there an automatic setting to like it immediately? Um, uh, yeah, I think there is. Oh, really? I've, I, I've I, seen that happen with that's a few, dangerous with a few of my posts too, and it's just it's automatic. Like once it's posted, it's liked. And Can you say that's a good question? For some reason, I think there there is. Why would you want that? That's that sounds so stupid. Do you want to yeah. go to our social media expert over We're here? We're going to our social media expert, Marissa Magnata. There is a setting that you can get alerted when somebody posts. Oh, I see. So you'll get a notification, and if you click that notification, it goes right to the post. So if I'm a huge Marissa Magnata fan, and I can set that up, and anytime you post anything, I get an an alert that says you posted something. Thanks for doing that, Ned. Okay, cool. I'll do it right now. <laughs> yes, exactly. Got it. By the way, there's a great web, there's a great uh, Instagram account called It Looks Like a D, but, yes. the, but the word D is spelled out. It's hilarious. It's just daily things uh, that look like penis, and it's one of my favorite accounts to follow. What's the What's the biggest picture mistake, or have you had a picture mishap on social media? I know we've had... You had a a text mishap that yeah. was just a complete accident. Oh yeah, I, I, I've never posted a photo that I've uh, you know gone. Oops, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, that's um, my butthole. Uh, right, exactly. But but yeah, I had another issue recently that I told Marissa about. Yeah. It's just it, it, it totally turns me off of, of Twitter. But I wouldn't mind hearing stories of people who have done something similar or accidentally send a, you know, a D-pick, or, Steve, I think you were telling me Greg Giraldo. Just, just an inpro- inappropriate text right? yeah, yeah. to the wrong person. Greg Giraldo does a great bit, and I wish I could find it. It's it's totally profane, but he says, you know, he, he <laughs> in, in one of his stand-up bits, he uh, he talks about sending a uh, a text to his girlfriend at the time. He thought it was his girlfriend. He's yeah. gonna, he says, I'm going to pick up a speedball and F your brains out, and he sent it to his mother. And the, the, the joke of the bit was his mother sent back a text saying, you're so full of ass, no one can keep wood on that much coke. Uh-huh. And, like they go back and forth, but I—that's the thing that drives me crazy. And in fact, I just did it, where the last person in your text chain you end up, you're going to send a picture, you're going to send somebody something, and just the way it's laid out, we all fall into that trap. I send it back to yeah. the—I think I'm sending it back to per, someone I've created a new. Yeah. New text response, and they send it to the last person in my text chain. Earlier this summer, I went to a lunch meeting that wasn't meant for me uh, because they sent it to the wrong Casey. Oh, my what? God, and you went? I went, yeah. Oh, do tell. That's great. So, <laughs> so this guy named Eustace uh, from the Icona Resorts, in, uh, they have one in Diamond Beach, one in uh, Cape May, and one in uh, Avalon, yeah. uh, sent me a text saying, hey, can you meet for brunch uh, around uh, on Sunday yes. at, at the Diamond Beach location. Yes, sure can. 
<laughs> well, Eustace and I are friendly, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah. Uh, I'm like, I'm I'm down here all weekend, you know. I'll, and oh he goes, God. great, eleven o'clock, right? So <laughs> what's even better is Chuck D'Amico was going to come with me because Chuck now runs the ship down at the, at the Fanatic, and and they do stuff with that with you know all yeah. the stations. So Chuck actually decided at the last minute, nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do something with my kids. Just tell him I said hi. <laughs> so I go there. What are you doing here? <laughs> Honestly, like, and I was like, I was like a little bit ticked at the the response that I got because I get there, I text him, I'm like, I'm here, I'm I'm, I'm in the lobby. <laughs> he's like, all right, I'll be right down. And then he comes out to the lobby and he just kind of looks at me, he's like, so what's going on, man? You know, and I'm like, nothing, man. You know, I just thought, <laughs> and we sat there and talked for like a good five, oh my god, maybe even ten minutes, and then he goes, oh, oh, I know what I did wrong here. <laughs> He goes, oh, he goes, I, I really got to put your last name into my phone. He goes, I, he goes, hang on a second. I got to text somebody to let them know that this person is not coming for their job interview. It was a job interview. Oh. I, I don't, and so I was like, no. why is this guy acting like I'm bothering him? Yeah. I'm like, he texted me. I'm hungry. When are we eating? Yeah. Honest to God. Good? Yeah. Oh, oh my God, God. that's God. great. I ha- I- Here's what I've done twice lately is intending to send something to one recipient <sighs> and end up sending it to a group, a group. recipient. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yes. did it with you guys. Yeah. I was sending Casey a video of my backyard. Yeah. I'm doing this thing now where after I went to... <laughs> yeah. The Avalon and, and stayed at Icona, uh-huh. and they had a reggae <laughs> band there, and I'm listening to the ocean, I'm listening to the reggae band in our suite, and I'm like, you know what? My sound system at home, I've got two different... Um, uh, zone set yeah. up outside, so you know what I'll do? I'll put reggae music on one, and I'll put ocean sound effects on another, yeah. and it'll be like I'm at the beach. And so I, I walked around with a video of my backyard walking around so you could hear the different sounds. Right, and, right. And I meant to send it to Casey because I was telling him about it, and I sent it to all of you guys. So what it looks like is, well. in the context of a conversation you're having with Casey, it makes complete sense. Yes. Then you send it out, and it's like, oh, look at this guy. That's yeah, Steve. Yeah, look exactly. at this guy. I was like, wow, he's really into showing us. You the show off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he knows. Nice. Totally innocent. <laughs> <laughs> totally innocent to your conversation. And I hate that. <laughs> Let me go to some uh, calls here. I have people who have in. Unintentionally sent uh, uh, scandalous photos, photos. and then I have uh, other people who have uh, invited the wrong person to something, so we can go with both of those easily. I'm going to go to Phil. Hey, Phil, you're on the air. Good morning. Uh, Dirk, Dirk, Dirk. Dirk, Phil, what's up, man? Not much. So, like, years ago, I was, uh, all the guys that work, we always send, uh, you know, naked pictures of girls and you know, whatever else to each other. And I was sending one to a friend of mine. His name was Chris. And my uh, now ex-mother-in-law, her name was Chris. And I sent a whole slew of, like, 12 pictures to to my ex-wife's mom. And the best part of it was that they were, her uh, parents were on uh, vacation because it was their anniversary. So her dad texted me back saying, thanks for the great pictures. And I was like, what? Yeah. Oh. It was really late at night, and it was the next morning. I saw this, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh. So how did you, you said, go ahead. How did you respond, Phil? I, I didn't. You, <laughs> yeah, you nice. didn't? You did. And I acted like, 
I acted like it never happened. And then, like, I guess uh, later that week or after they got back, you know, he said something. And it was like, oh, it's, it's all right. It was Phil, can I, can I talk to you? God, I, I, I pounded it raw to those pictures. Can you send, can you send me some more? Were they your ex-in-laws at the time or were they still your in-laws? No. They were still my in-laws. Oh, <laughs> all right, okay, okay. Oh, my. Uh, you can literally, thanks, you man. can feel your blood pressure oh, just yeah. this, bo- bottom out. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. That, like, feeling yeah. in your stomach. No. I know that feeling. Uh, oh, no. I'm going to go to Tara. Hey, Tara, good morning. Hi, you guys are rock. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Tara. What's up? <laughs> I, uh, so I was texting with my husband, and I accidentally sent a picture of my boobs to my boss. Oh, boy. You no. sent a picture of your boobs to your boss. Male or yeah. female boss? Male. Oh, oh man. No. How big are your boobs? <laughs> Double D's. Oh, Double D's. Yeah. So you're now vice president of the company. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you are. Uh, what, what ended up happening, Tara? How did that exchange go? Actually, pretty cool about it. He was of like, course I'm just going to pretend. <laughs> oh, it's okay. <laughs> I'm pretend like it's okay. And, you know, nothing. I'm just going to ignore it. And it was a good laugh. And we, we joked about it uh, for a while. So, how, but that first second you realized that you had. <laughs> or how did you realize? When did it become apparent that you had made the wrong selection? Uh, Immediately. Oh, Immediately. That's yeah. the worst. How did you make the mistake? Did they don't have the same name or were you texting? No. They both were texting me at the same time. There you go. There you go. Yeah, That's a bad one. Right, I've thanks, done that yeah. a bunch of times. Not sent like a picture, but just responded to the wrong person because there's, you know, two different texts going on at the same time. I don't know that I could ever recover from sending Bill Weston a picture of my boobs. No. <laughs> Enjoyed the pictures. Thanks for thinking of me. Wow. Like, how could you ever... I, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be in radio anymore. I just quit. Maybe it's time to get you that new traffic system you've been asking for. By the way, Kathy, have there ever been photos that existed of your naked breast? Well, just I, for a joke or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, okay, I think for I told. Friends. I told you this before. No, it was. Um, it was at spring break. It was my friends and I, and our heads are not in it, but oh, it right. went into like a photo album somewhere <laughs> in South Padre. <laughs> You know, it's funny when you'll see sometimes you'll see pictures um, that are just like, uh, you know, from whatever, from calendar shoots that we've had end up on websites. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, w- what? And they're like totally applied I- incorrectly, you know? And wait, the guy that, that owned those pictures, we, um, I, I, it was years ago, but I ended up turning on some reality show about <laughs> spring break in South Padre, no. and the dude was on the show. And yeah. I called my friend, because she, my friend hooked up with him. So I called her, I was like, your boyfriend is on TV. <laughs> she was like, what are you talking about? Jeez. And I showed them the, the video and they were like, oh my God, this dude was like, a, he was like a spring break lifer. I mean, okay. he was like too old to be on spring break. Uh, one of those turned dudes. it into a job, stayed there, lived there, <sighs> went on this show, but he was the owner or at least the camera belonged to him. Wow. Okay. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to Amanda. Hi, Amanda. You're on the air. Hi. Hello, Amanda. What's up? on my phone that I had taken of me and my fiance that were provocative. Yeah. And the photo album was sent to my 11-year-old son's computer. Oh, no. So, yeah, so I didn't know this until he brought it up to me. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, Mom, I saw the pictures of you and Daddy. I 
was so embarrassed. I completely took his laptop away. He thinks everything, and we never spoke about it. Ever. All right, Amanda. Oh my I, God. I, I have to. I have to delve into this a little bit. How inappropriate are we talking? Just nudity or in the act? Like my face to his lower part. Oh. oh. Amanda, I'm so, I'm mortified for you. Treating it like a microphone? <laughs> is this thing working? <laughs> oh, so, so. So your child is traumatized for life. He, well, yeah. I, I have a shared experience. I've said on air when I came in and found my mother uh, giving yep. oral pleasures to my dad. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I, I, the, it's seared into my mind. Uh, and that's decades ago. Oh my God, Amanda! So, and you—that was the only time you talked about it, and then that was it. Never again, right? Yeah. I will not bring it up, and he doesn't listen to the show, so he won't have to hear it again. By any chance, this won't pop up in Facebook memories, will it? These photos. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, Amanda. I appreciate. Oh it. my God! Could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine your parents? No. Chris? <laughs> Not to that level, but we've gotten mm-hmm. to where my kids are of an age now where when Rochelle and I are, are you know, flirting uh, yeah. in uh, an inappropriate right. manner, we'll sometimes do it in front of the kids just to watch them cringe. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. It's so funny because yesterday we, we were going through uh, uh, stuff for taxes, and so Rochelle had a, uh, a a box there that she called the shredder box. Yeah, yeah. Which is to put papers that need to be shredded in it. And I, I said something like, yeah, well, how's your shredder box doing or something oh like that? God. And Carter was in the room, and he's like, I don't want to hear you. <laughs> and we're laughing our asses off. Just, I love just needling them like that. Now. That's, that's, now you can lord that over. Yeah, they're old yeah, enough yeah, yeah. now where yeah. it's it's not, you know, it won't go over their head, and it's not so inappropriate that uh, it'll freak them out, but it's funny. I think another problem with photos these days, too, is that because you have so many apps, a bunch of different apps save photos and duplicate photos. And share and, them. And share them, yeah. yeah. So uh, I just pulled up this Chrissy Teigen tweet where she talks about the fact that she'll share photos of boobs on WhatsApp with her friends. Yeah. And it's, it's her boobs and her friends' boobs or whatever. But then the WhatsApp app stores that those same photos back on your phone. So, like, if you go to Instagram or you yeah, go to yeah. Twitter or whatever, they're, they're duplicated in a whole bunch of different manners. And you can end up texting them or posting them or whatever. Which leads me to another question. Maybe there's some people listening that will do this because she said she shares them with her friends. Do you not necessarily sexting, but send naked I think photos so. to friends as a joke? Yeah. Or there's a, a theme running. I don't know. Maybe you write something on your on your boob, or I, I don't know. No, no. So, um, yeah. Not sexual in nature, but jokey in nature. Or like even like well, I want to say we're joking, like, like like your your butt, or like you know you're spreading your cheeks, your nuts. Yeah. I would send them to Casey. These yeah. nuts. Yeah. 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 How did uh how did the Hope Solo photo get leaked? Hope Solo's butthole. Yeah. She, well, she got hacked. She yeah, got she, hacked. Her search, she yeah. was taking naked photos. I don't know if they were for a boyfriend or whatever. Send me a picture of your butthole. And they were hacked. And there was one where she's spreading. Okay, and you can see the um. That's not yeah. the, the chocolate fo- starfish, as they call right, it. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's not the focus of the photo. It's just in the photo. Right? That became right. Phone cameras ushered in. They flood like you would never see this. It, it was it was too protracted a process. I wonder if it's his... Send this picture to Nancy. It's my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, it, like it was never... It was, it was never that. But because they're everywhere, is it as scandalous as it used to be? You know, that's what I was just wondering. In other words, does each one of these diminish yes. the impact? I think it does. I think, yeah. think back. I was just thinking. I saw a picture of Vanessa Hudgens. Do you remember when those pictures leaked of her? Yeah. 
Full frontal nudity. Full frontal nudity. Uh, and she was... Uh, fully bushed. Yep. And uh, That's right. at the time, it was very, very scandalous. Yes. Now, not as much. Not as much. I don't think. Uh, let me go to Vince. Yo, Vince, good morning. Good morning. You guys got Zooks. Yeah, you get Zooks, sir. <laughs> All right. What's up, Vince? Well, this is many years ago when email was still kind of a new thing. I sent an email to a coworker in another location as a joke that said, what are you wearing? <laughs> and as it turns out, he's talking to our boss on the phone, and he starts laughing. And the boss says, what are you laughing at? And he told him, so next thing I know, I'm getting an email from my boss. It says, I'm wearing a hot top and hot pants. Oh, my Thank God. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least for a minute, I just freaked out. like, oh, my God, I sent the wrong person. Yeah. But you just want to die. But, I mean, so what you were catching at the beginning of the Internet boom has now become standard yeah, for like anybody. Internal, it was like internal email. So it was like, <laughs> you know, and I thought, oh, my God, I sent the wrong person. Yep. Uh, let me go to Dave real quick. Hi, Dave. You are on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, man. Gazooks. Gazooks. What's up, Dave? Hey, listen, man. I have the funniest story. I sold my buddy a phone. Remember the old Razor phones when they first came out with the camera on them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, this when in, in the infancy of, of the cameras back then. Well, I was taking pictures of me and my ex-wife. Dude, listen, when I say pictures, she was down there, you yeah. know. Okay. Yeah, here we got talking yeah. on the microphone. <laughs> so, so, anyway, I saw the pictures. I saw the phone with the pictures in it to my buddy because he needed it. Well, he needs to say he gave it to his wife. His wife never looked at me the same. Like, every time I went around, she had that look. Like, I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so, the wife saw the pictures of you and your, your wife or ex wife going at it. Yes, yes, and there, and that's the lesson. There's, there's another lesson in why yep. you have to be careful with that stuff. Dude, yep. I can never face her. I can never look at her. In the no. Again, I mean, it was, it was crazy. She was, she was ugly, bro. <laughs> she was ugly. <laughs> she was ugly, dude. There you. Well, you worked it out. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. She was ugly, though, so it wasn't an issue. Had a face like a smashed ass. Right before, um, you know, uh, cameras on your phone and so on, I remember, yeah, Rochelle and I took some some naked pictures just for fun. Yeah. Uh, And I have them somewhere. I don't know. You would... You would send them off to the to the uh, developer to the photo place, oh my gosh, yeah. that's and just right. go. I wonder if we'll get these back or not. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, uh, Mister Elliot? Your D pics are in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they were while we were in Whistler, Canada. We were in a hotel oh, room and bored. Oh, and you guys got engaged. Got engaged. Uh-huh. It's yeah. okay though. Yeah. It's in the eyes of the Lord. That's fine. No, the uh, I, I remember the Polaroid was the one that innovated yes. our because you did not have to do that process of sending off to. You know, but the thing is, is that, man, you know, I, I remember I had a photo album and one of the pictures that I'd taken and I, I thought I'd gotten rid of them all. And I was open going through the different pages of the photo album and one of those Polaroids slipped out. And that to me in my mind was like, oh, my God, I, I will never, I'll, I'll never again, because you'd never know where the, that was physical copies of a photograph and you didn't know where they were ending up right now in this day and age. You know, with hacking and all that stuff, you don't know where any of that crap is going to go. I remember I was probably in uh, junior high, and uh, my sister, we, this is back in the day of photo albums. Yes, so we, yeah, we, yeah. We had tons of photo albums. I was going in my sister's room. I went through a photo album. I found a picture in there. Oh, no. I guess they went out to a lake, and they were all skinny dipping. Mm-hmm. And so it was pictures of them naked. And one of one of her friend, Holly, had a dildo. 
Oh no! But it was and it was a joke. Yeah. But I she she's you know like like you might joke around like we have we have them around here we have them around the office. Was Holly hot? Yeah, but she was a friend. She okay. was like a, right. she was like another sister. Of mine. Right. So that's why it was weird seeing this. Right. And I remember telling my sister about it and just being very disappointed in her. And she's like, "No, you don't get it. It was a joke. It wasn't." It wasn't an orgy or anything like that. <laughs> but you don't believe that. But it, well, no, I do believe okay. that. But as a kid, I was just, I was very disappointed with yeah. her. Wow. And yeah. it's mortifying. Yeah. yeah. The same way Getty Lee was when he saw you smoking pot in the... Uh, in no, the, it, was uh, it was uh, Neil. I mean, Neil, yes, right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, All right. So anyhow, Marissa has posted, by the way... Uh, Naked pictures. <laughs> Twitter's best reactions to the Chris Evans leaked photo. If you would like to see that's on Preston and Steve. Has anyone seen the... I, yeah. I, I, I just had yeah, it. She emailed it to everybody. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's just a series of pictures and one dark it... photo with... Yeah. Yeah, it's I... dark. Uh, so oh, there it is. Okay. It's it's more of a silhouette <laughs> of a unit. Very it's almost scene. like like a, uh, a penis is testifying against the mob. Yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be recognized. <laughs> but that like deep voice. Anyway. Uh, I was there on October 15th. Yeah, identified. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing. We appreciate it. All right. Uh, we are going to take a break. Stay put. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Now. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Final. Okay, uh, we're going to begin with this. Two 26-year-old friends were hanging out. They were playing video games at home in Palm Harbor. Florida when one shot the other while showing him what he thought was an unloaded gun. That's why you've got to be careful. Sean Cook went to hang out at Shea Harkins' house Thursday evening. Deputy said Harkins went to retrieve a Colt M4 rifle that he had been customizing prior to Cook's arrival. Harkins reportedly told detectives he returned to his bedroom and pointed the rifle at Cook as a joke, which, which is when Cook responded, what are you going to do, shoot me? Deputy said Harkins admitted to pulling the trigger on what he thought was an unloaded weapon. The gun had a bullet in the chamber, and it struck Cook in the chest. He was transported to the hospital and was pronounced dead. So that's why, if you adhere to that one rule, never point a gun at someone. Yeah, and also... Unless you're using it, obviously, in a defensive capacity. And also, the gun is always loaded. Yeah. That's what you'd always, always assume. Harkins has been charged with one count of manslaughter... Uh, he was transported to the county jail without incident. Uh, we have audio of this story, uh, Case. Have this ready. TikTok yeah. users filmed the moment. They say they unexpectedly discovered human remains inside a suitcase that was dumped on a waterfront in Washington State. Seattle police announced the discovery of two items of luggage that contained a dead body on Friday night. The young people who say <clears throat> that they found the first bag and alerted authorities posted video footage from the shocking encounter. It was captioned, something traumatic happened that changed my life. This is a TikTok user, uh, Henry, wrote on the video. The social media user used the hashtag crime and murder, said, we found this black suitcase. We were joking that maybe the suitcase would have money, but the smell was overwhelming. And in the amateur video uh, the uh, clip, the uh, videographer is heard telling one girl, open it. It stinks, yo. Uh, so I think we have audio of that. So let me... In case you got that queued up. Uh, 
Uh, yep. Okay. All right. Here we go. Yeah, this is it. No, it's not working. All right, let me let me play this one then. Here we go. Guys, we found a suitcase at the beach. Yeah, you can go. I'll do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, open it. <laughs> <laughs> open it. Open it. Open it. It stinks, y'all. Oh. Okay, so she's calling the police so we can see if it's actually a dead body or it's just food. <laughs> yeah, they didn't open. There were plastic bags wow. inside. They didn't yeah. open the plastic bags, and sure enough, there it were was, body parts in oh there. Oh, my God. And they found two of the suitcases or another one in the water. And wow. so they're trying to figure out what's going on. But uh, they said it smelled really bad. Yeah. Um, so they are hurt. There we go. They are heard laughing before realizing the uh, black bag stuffed inside the suitcase may contain something sinister. Uh, investigators notice the bags contain human remains prompting them to summon detectives to the area. The remains were scheduled to be taken to the medical examiner's office for further analysis. People in the video only learned that it was human remains after checking the news later on. Wow. Uh, medical examiners were to identify the remains and determined a cause of death, and police have not <clears throat> released any information. By the way, the video caption states that they were using what's called a, um, a Randonautica app. Randonautica? Yeah, this... Sounds slightly interesting to me. It may sound dumb to you guys, but uh, the app encourages people to explore areas around them by using a random number generator to come up with a set of coordinates. Users are told to set an intention before embarking on the trip and then report back later on whether they experienced any coincidences. It suggests that the universe is fulfilled the had fulfilled the intention. You've got time for that. I may do that. I love stuff like that. What do that. they call it? Geomapping? Uh, geocaching. Geocaching, yeah. Yeah, so, but this is, I mean, there's no guarantee that anything's there. Or you might find a suitcase full of dead body parts. Wow. I don't know. Wow. A suspected COVID-19 patient in India allegedly died after his family members unplugged the ventilator, which was giving him breath to support, breathing support, to switch on an air cooler. The incident occurred on Monday, by the way. So it wasn't like they did it on purpose. Uh, no, they did it by accident. The patient who passed away was a 40-year-old man who came to the hospital with breathing difficulties and was suspected to have COVID-19. Uh, the patient's family members came to visit him and brought along their own air cooler. Well, it's much nicer now, right? Without informing the hospital. And the hospital had not installed an air conditioner in the isolation ward to prevent the spread of the uh, novel coronavirus. Uh, but the ventilator given to the patient had a backup battery. The family didn't inform the hospital staff that they were unplugging it. The battery discharged eventually. So I guess they unplugged it and saw that it was still running. Oh, okay. So, but honestly, would you ever unplug anything in a hospital? Nothing. Ever. Come on. Uh, the patient's condition. I was just trying to run my hot plate. Turned critical on the same day after which he passed away. Uh, the doctor on duty filed a complaint saying the patient's relatives had misbehaved. These things are noisy. Unplug a few of them. <laughs> and had been What's that negligent. Noise? That beep, beep, beep. And uh, then we have another story that's uh, COVID-19 related. A bottle of hand sanitizer left on COVID-19. a left on a car's <laughs> dashboard caused caused the vehicle to catch on fire. You hear about this? Yeah. It's alcohol and that stuff. Uh, Thursday, and this happened in suburban Waukegan. Uh, fire officials stated that sunlight shining through the windshield onto the sanitizer was enough to cause the fire to ignite. Uh, the owner had been refilling the bottle with eighty percent alcohol sanitizer that was supplied by her employer. 
Uh, the owner was able to spray a small amount of water through a small hole in the windshield and extinguish the fire. <laughs> fire department said other similar incidents have happened across the country, and with the summer heat, they strongly recommend hand sanitizer isn't kept in vehicles. I need to get mine out of my car. Save the sanitizer and then my baby. Yeah. All right. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Let's take another break and come back in just a moment or two. We shall return shortly. Stay with us. Monday nights. Metallica family, are you with us? It's not just Monday. It's Metallica Monday. Join MMR's Jackie Bam Bam for massive amounts of Metallica every Monday night starting at 9. From the monster hits to deeper album cuts spanning a Hall of Fame career. This is Robert, Kurt, Lars, and James from Metallica. We're covering all the bases from one of rock's biggest bands. Set a reminder on your phone. Tell Siri to clear your calendar and have the MMR app at the ready for Metallica Mondays, 9 p.m. With Jackie Bam Bam right here on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve, what do we got going on this morning? Well, some hard-hitting stories today, Preston. Actor Taylor Lautner seen having lunch al fresco with his girlfriend Taylor Dome in Los Angeles on Monday. Lautner told reporters that lunch has become a standard meal for him, and he often eats it between breakfast and dinner. Wow. William Hemsworth Preston was also seen eating lunch with his girlfriend, Gabriella Brooks, at Ray's Restaurant in Byron Bay, Australia. Hemsworth told reporters that just like Taylor Lautner, he and many Aussies have come to rely on lunch as a perfect meal to have (laughs) between breakfast and dinner. Oh, my God. And then finally, Loudmouth Loudmouth Bachelor contestant and fan favorite Becca Martinez saying she's having a hard time finding the right name for her newborn son. Martina says her heritage is very important to her, and that's why she's considering the name Almarezzo, which is Spanish for lunch. Okay, great. <laughs> nice. And that's your Hollywood track. I see a theme. There was a theme there in the on those track. hard-hitting stories. All right. Every morning, Kathy picks up coffee and brings it in for Steve. Yeah. Uh, she grabbed the, they, they have, They're very particular about their coffee, and so uh, she... Comes in this morning and she goes, well, Steve, here's a quarter of your latte. <laughs> one quarter of it. Of probably a 20-ouncer. It's huge. Yeah, the big one, yeah. Uh, and do tell what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know what happened. I do this every morning and uh, it just slid. And I don't know if the, the lid wasn't on properly or what, but I mean, the entire thing <laughs> went into the cup holder onto uh <sighs> the gear shifter oh the no really the passenger seat the side like on the floor the little like um in the like you know where i keep like my uh you know i have like a couple of things in in a little like cubby like it went into there oh. where my uh my my charger is yeah. like in the center console it went in there like it it it's everywhere and i thought i got it last break and i was like all right i'll just go down and like give one last wipe but now it's light out so i was like yeah no you're not done she keeps running out <laughs> to the parking lot to go that is the worst <laughs> i've had well, that happen to I, sit either you know what i mean i think you got and when it happened to me it's what i called the bum lid syndrome it's the, the lids right. are usually good but sometimes there's one that just does not fit right 
and you'll go to pick it up, mm-hmm. and it ju- and I had it, and it did the same thing, Kathy. The gear, sh- the gear shifter, <laughs> the console. I had buttons for like a month and a half that, that you have to really push down. Uh, and then, and <laughs> they get all sticky. And they get sticky. And then it, you keep working it eventually. It, but it's, it, if it goes into like your change holder and oh, into yeah, that, no, con- uh, that's where it is. Yeah, like, yeah. like that front area. I don't have change uh, in there, but like it's in there. And so I keep turning the knobs too. There's a couple knobs because I didn't want it to right. get like the stickiness. So I'm gonna try to do it as best I can, and then I guess I'll I'll have to go. Like I mean, it's it was. Everywhere, I got all my sweater, like oh, my man. jeans, everywhere. Yeah, so that I was... ruined your day, man. The quarter of the latte that I got to drink was very was good. Great. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm able to make a do, and I, I the Dunkachino machine right. has been running. Oh, like, top wonderful. it off. Oh, I, well, it's just amazing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. do you ever tell yourself, "Don't, don't do this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Don't do this." Your mind is telling you, don't do this, yeah, yeah. but you do it anyway. Yeah. And I just had the car cleaned and waxed and the whole thing. Oh. So I put the car, I put the coffee up. It's sparkling this car. Yeah, yeah. I put it up on the top over the driver's side. I turn around for a second and the whole coffee slides down. Uh. I mean, a big mother, the, the big size. It goes, it splashes down the entire windshield and is now in. It's in with the windshield wipers. Uh. It's gone into the engine. Yeah. So for like a the month and engine? a half after. Yes. Oh so for like a month and a half after, every time I turned on the car, it would smell like burning coffee. Oh, God. <laughs> I was. Uh, it's too bad that Pierre's not here this week, Kathy, because you could commiserate with him. Yeah, I, I'm he's, sure he's done that a he's lot. He's done like the full four pack of coffee on the, on the floor oh. of the car and like. He'll he'll slam on the brakes or whatever, or just be. He's just Pierre, and just it goes everywhere. When they give you when they give you those um, the carrier, cu- the, the carrier, yes. I don't do it. I have two cup holders in the I. front, and I have, cup ho- I. I have cup holders in the back, and I will I will spread the cups throughout the car because I do not trust those carriers yeah. at all. I'm with you. I've had to go to you know fast food, and you're ordering for several people, and then you get the drinks, and you're like. I, I didn't think about this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What am I supposed to do now, you know? Okay, I, ha- I have, and I just got them. I ordered them. I, maybe another Instagram purchase that caught my eye. <laughs> but they're things that go down between your seat and the console. It provides you an extra cup holder. It'll, yep. So if you have oh. two cup holders, yep. I now have four cup holders. Oh, nice. Uh, and it, and they, they fit in there tightly. But I agree, when Unless if I do have to use a cup holder, yeah. I will put it in the passenger seat with the seatbelt around it. To get- <laughs> yeah. I know because it's you so problematic. That? That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Use the seatbelt <laughs> to keep the cups in. Casey, you just jogged a memory for me. I was I worked the drive-through in McDonald's for a long time, and yeah. somebody ordered a four. Uh, four large sodas, and I so I was handing them Aww. the four large sodas in one of those carriers, oh. and I like bumped the side of the window as I'm handing it out no. into their car. Um. All four, I'm like, I'm like three and a half, maybe yeah. not entirely all four, into their window, Aww. all over their lap. No. They had to pull the car over. I had to go. I, like I, Steve, I brought like, out. Oh, oh, <laughs> what do you say? What what you I'm so sorry. Like, but yes, there's, there's nothing you can do. Like I feel. T- <laughs> I came out with napkins. Kathy's- I walked out of the drive-through, and I was like, hey, "Will this help for your 12 gallons of soda?" That and I there's nothing you can no. do. Ka- Kathy was doing me a favor. <laughs> yeah. 
See, and, and Steve I'm like, was like, do you want me to come help come you? Out? I'm like, no, I'll, it's I'll fine. buy you a new car. Oh, I've already sent her an Amazon gift card. <laughs> yeah. He did. Thank so, you. Steve, we have a picture in the studio. Is this the thing That's that it. you got That's it. Yeah. that goes in between your just, seat and the console? Just slides right in, yeah. I need one. Of, I had something similar. It wasn't a cup holder, though. It was one of those things that... It sort of makes sure that uh, if nothing falls in between your seats, oh, I right? Love those. So yeah. I, I so I changed it up with this. It's the same thing, yeah. but, but I had it, it gives you extra compartments and two extra cup holders. When I when I traded my car in, I forgot to take those out. Oh, oh I know. Yeah. Well, you know what? They're all like four ninety nine on you, Amazon. You, you, yeah, Kathy, you talk <laughs> about car design. Fun. One of the one of the continuing issues with car design is poorly designed cup holders. Mm-hmm. Ones that aren't deep enough. Yeah, yeah. Ones that cannot accommodate your cup. Yeah. It's it's an you know you'd figure with you have tech that can put place you any place on the earth with GPS system they can't modify the cup holders so it got on one spot um, a pretty decent amount but one spot that's like fabric and not the leather or you know the console or whatever so I was like scrubbing that I think that I got it out it might be like a lighter or I mean a darker brown now but I think I I got the stains out I think I've told yeah I know I've told you guys before the worst spillage I ever had in my car. Uh, was I think I went to Iron Hill and I got a growler oh. of beer <laughs> and I put it in I put it behind <clears throat> the passenger seat in right. the, in the floor right. so it wouldn't roll around in you the back like that. I guess the cap was loose or whatever, and I came up and this is after I'm driving. I come up to a stoplight. I hit stop and I hear. <laughs> and all the beer flowed to the front. Oh my god! Real of the front footwell oh. of the passenger side. I'm like that entire thing emptied out. I didn't smell it before that, or maybe I did, and I just thought, well, I can smell it just because you know they did some of it we got on the outside or the, the growl or whatever. Right. But I mean, <laughs> and, and what if you got pulled over? What if you got pulled over? Worst spill I ever heard of, ever smelled in my life. Uh, we were just out of college, and Dennis was working for Circle Pizza in Avalon, and they had opened up a, a second location in Sea Isle. Yeah, and they had somebody who would um, would bring over in a truck some of the items, some of the ingredients that they needed. Whatever happened, they were short sauce. So he had to drive over to Avalon and bring a giant oh. tub of sauce. <laughs> so he didn't have an SUV or anything like that. So he's like, okay, I'm going to put it. In the trunk. Right. So um, he, he put it in the trunk and he somehow, you know, kind of like wedged it. Secured it, it yeah. Well, somebody stopped short in front of him. He oh. stopped short and oh. the entire, I mean, this giant thing of sauce just fell forward. And he said he could like hear it swishing around. Oh. He could smell it immediately. It was, I mean, he couldn't wait to get rid of the car because the smell pretty much never went away. Is it safe wow. to say, and over years of driving, I've learned this, no matter how well, you think you've wedged something in your trunk? No, yeah, it's not wedged. It will, it will come loose. Yeah. My best bets are back seat seatbelt. Yeah, for things like that, and or the front seat seatbelt. Yeah, so I, I actually seatbelt the stuff I in. Never yeah, think about no seatbelt. My it mom, works. Yeah. my mom usually not usually she always has a. Um, uh, uh, I was going to say paper box, uh, cardboard box in the back of her car just for, for, you know, anytime she needs to put something in the trunk of her car. That's a good smart. idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, she roll. learned that from my aunt. You know how they have those, um, oh gosh, it's like WeatherTech. Okay, so yes. you know what WeatherTech is, right? They're the... Oh. <laughs> 
What? Sorry, I just saw it. Okay. Oh, I know. Oh, I gotta go to. Jesus, go I see it. <laughs> WeatherTech has, basically, they laser fit things for your car. Yeah, oh, I love them. I had them in my last car, but they don't make one for my the current car model car? of car that I have. But what I'm right. saying. I have them in my car now. Yeah, what yeah. I wanted to say was WeatherTech should invent a laser fitted compartment system for people's trunks, right? Something that is collapsible, something. Okay. Do you know, like, yeah. that was a, another invention that I basically had was something that. You could put in the trunk of your car, whatever car it was, you know, they like each model should have their own version no, I get of this. It. Yeah, the, I where it's a great idea. Yeah. yeah, it's a great idea so yep. that for, for transporting mm-hmm. stuff like this. That WeatherTech stuff is great because yeah. I have had spills with, with that in, in, in my old car. But my car, my current car is just one model different than my former car and yeah. they don't make... It really? for that car. They yes. Do, they do have compartments that you can get for your trunk, but yes. they don't have ones that, that fit moldedly, mm-hmm. that are molded perfectly for it. That I know. You know, they have pressed and they you have You can those... get something that'll that'll kind of do the job. They yeah, have yeah, those yeah, little yeah. mesh containers mm-hmm. off to the side, which won't hold like a growler of beer or something right. like that. Yeah. They're just for, for putting, you know, little things in. All right. I'm, <laughs> I'm, let me go to a, another call and then I'm going to go to the jackpot here in just a second because this looks great. I'm going to go to Harry. Hey, Harry, good morning. Good morning. Hey, Harry. What's up, buddy? Not too much. You talk about spilling growlers. Um, right. My baby was born just after, like, the quarantine happened with, like, lockdown and COVID. Yes. And my wife and I were trying to get out of the house, you know, walk up, support local business. We walk up to Iron Hill with our stroller. We get a few growlers and get some carry out. We walk home. I go to get home, get the uh, growlers out. They're all empty. The lids were not put on right. Oh, my God. Literally, the bottom, the bottom of the oh. stroller is nothing but, like, sloshing stroller. So it didn't leak. It all stayed in the stroller? Oh, uh, it, it was, like, that underneath compartment. So it was, like, underneath her, at least. Like, at least it was, like, spilling beer onto the baby. <laughs> so oh your God. baby is sitting above a sea of beer. Oh, my That's God. Great. Harry, how far do you live from the brewery? Were you able to go back? And get them filled. It was a lost cause. You know, we just sort of looked at each other and dug something like Trader Joe's out of the freezer. (laughs) It it wasn't meant to be. No. God almighty. Three full growlers into a stroller. Thanks, Harry. Okay. Now, this is the one that made me laugh when (laughs) I saw this. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to Sean. Hey, Sean, good morning. Hey, I wish I was filthy rich. Tons of money. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me all. Wow. All right, That's Sean, like you got to tell this story. I'm seeing what, uh, what happened. This is, this uh, is good. Dude, did this, and, like, this happened, like, 30 years ago, and it's still talked about, right? So we have a place down in Avalon. We lived down there all summer. And, you know, back in the day, there wasn't a whole lot to do. So me and my brothers and sisters, we'd, like, we'd go to the bay. We'd, you know, we'd catch minnows, and we'd sell yeah. them to the bait shop down there, Smuggler's Cove. Right. And my mom had just bought this brand-new Volvo station wagon. You know, and it was, <laughs> like, you know, it was, like, the spaceship of all spaceships back then. And uh, so we got this big five-gallon bucket filled with minnows. Um, I'm sitting in the back, and I'm past at seven years old with holding this thing, which is like 60 pounds now with bay water and everything. <laughs> and I got a great idea. I want to pet one of these little minnows because who doesn't want to pet a minnow, you know? <laughs> you want to pet a minnow. Pet a minnow. Yeah. Okay. And so I reach in, and I go to pet it, and something must have happened. I think she hit a bump like Pulp Fiction, but she swears she didn't. Next thing you know, man. Five gallons of bay water and minnow all over that nice good bar. And oh, my God. Videos in there. Uh, and then everyone just looking at me. My sister's more mad because she's not going to get money. My mom wants to just tie a brick to me and throw me in the ocean. <laughs> uh, okay. Five gallons of minnows and water. Uh, so, I everywhere. mean, and again, 
the process of drying out a car and, and getting that out. So it's it's nightmarish. How how long after were you finding dead minnows in uh, that months. vehicle? Yeah, months. months. Yeah. I mean, months. And, and like. <laughs> If she didn't have kids and I was a little bit older, I would have convinced her just to burn the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not coming back from that. Right. Oh, man. Thanks. And that, and that just set off a steamroll of just, you know, cat bomb. And then now you, didn't, now you don't care about the car anymore. Just turn it into a total disaster. Wow. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, here's one that's tough to beat, too. Nick saw this on a text. Uh, it says it, they just uh, texted in and said, um, getting milk or amniotic fluid out of a car seat. Oh, God. And car carpet is smelly and difficult, especially in the summer. And Nick wrote back, amniotic fluid. And then they responded with water burst, and they took the car to the hospital. Mm. Oh, the smell. Oh that God. is from uh, Jamie, by the so way. So on, on average, when water breaks, um, how much it's, it's... I have no idea. Depends on how much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, And a lot of people are texting in uh, among the worst to have spills in the car's milk. Because yeah, especially oh, yeah. in the summertime, yeah. it's just that forget smell it. is just going to be there for the rest of the year. Yeah, it turns sour and, <laughs> uh, and forget about it. Um, hang on. How about uh, this one? I'm going to go to Lou. Hey, Lou. Who's Lou? I knew it. Oh, yes. Oh. Hey, Lou. <laughs> hey, what's up, Bryson? Casey Moore. Yeah, <laughs> I stopped by Lou's house the other day. <laughs> he did. I did. Me, him, and his wife. Uh, all right, Lou. What's your story, bud? All right. So I put a bunch of uh, laundry in the trunk of the car to go to the laundry mat. This is going back years ago when I was single. I had the, the I had a, the bleach and the detergent and the bottle of bleach opens. <laughs> I opened the trunk and there's bleach on everything. Oh, man. And getting All the, my clothes. Yeah. Getting <laughs> the, the smell of bleach. Bleach is a powerful, powerful smell, and getting it out of anything takes forever. And you know how I got the smell out of the car eventually? How? I used, I put coffee inside of nylons <laughs> and placed it under all the areas of the back seat in the trunk. And eventually the coffee sucked the yeah. smell out. Coffee oh, wow. is supposed to absorb Wow. Sense. That's what? what I understand. I don't know. When you're hiding a body, that's what you use. Yeah. 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 Like Lou, that. who yeah. did you learn that trick from? <laughs> <laughs> Which relative? <laughs> from North Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what you're going to do. <laughs> All right, Lou. Hey. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Have a good day. Hey, Lou. Who's Lou? <laughs> See, Lou, and I know he's still listening. Lou, you have to gain at least another 100 pounds and grow a big old mustache so you can actually look like you sound because he does not look like he sounds at all. What does he look like? Uh, he He's like a fit dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's like a fit dude. His wife's a, you know. She's a looker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's a ducko chick, too. Ah. Uh, let me go to John on the line. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good, buddy. What's up? Uh, about a month ago, I had a family party, and I uh, sent the kids to get trays of food. One of them was a gigantic tray of shrimp scampi. <laughs> so they came in, had the food, and now it's like 100 degrees out. Mm-hmm. So two days go by when we go in the car, and oh, my God. Oh, no. 
It was like the, the neighborhood kids put like crime scene tape around the car. It was just disgusting. <laughs> so, so, and it was like my, we took the seats out. It was just sauce everywhere, butter, garlic. Uh, yeah, we, we just called it the Scampi Mobile and Scampi Mobile. I love it. Uh, if it wasn't for the shrimp part of it, it yeah. actually might be kind of pleasant <laughs> yeah. to have butter and garlic. I love smell that smell, but probably not while car. driving around. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. All right, thanks for your call, by the way, John. Uh, so I. Is there anything that you might spill that would well, be kind of a pleasant scent so you wouldn't mind getting rid of? Off the, the call before Lou, I was curious, Kathy, because they were talking about spilled bleach. You know, would that be a pleasant smell for you? Like, have you spilled bleach in your basement or something? That no, was Lou. Actually, oh, that was Lou. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I actually don't love the smell of bleach. Uh, too much of it. Okay. If it were the smell of martinizing, the dry cleaner, I do like that. I would like yeah. that. Yeah. But when, if you're if you ever go into a place that martinizes, it's a little overpowering. But walking by it, nice. Usually pretty nice. Uh, my wife is big on the um, uh, what do you call it? The the scents in the car, the, the uh, air fresheners. Oh, the air fresheners. Uh, yes, right. Yeah. In in the car, uh, she does the ones that that you put on your on your vent. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. And I don't like that. I don't, well, I don't, I don't really care for those. It's a little. Over the top, Kathy. You probably would wouldn't die like that at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah. used to when I used to smoke in my car. That was, I, I mean, that was a okay. standard. I would do that all the time. Fresh linen is the best smelling air freshener. I believe is it Yankee Candle that makes that one. Yeah, that's a that's. A really I could good see one. fresh linen being a good scent because uh, that's kind of mild, right? Mm-hmm. What, what was what was in the and when you had the fish mobile when we were riding in that? What yeah, was, what was what that was, was my brother's fish okay, mobile, yeah, yeah. and Dude, that, that was, so was just a uh, it was some sort of. It wasn't even an aerosol, but it was it was a spray that you it know was, if, if you ever passed okay. the cop, it was Can like I an emergency button. Can I tell the story? Yeah. Steve and I were riding in the back seat of Casey. I can't believe like, his brother Kevin's car, and this was early on in, yeah, the, in yeah. the show's existence. You would first. never be caught dead in in the back of a '82 Accord hatchback. <laughs> we, we were still getting to know each other then, and and so they spark up. Yeah, we're driving. No, did we spark? That's why yeah. he sprayed it. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So so anyway, I, hey, I was I was joining in. Okay. But, but anyway, and uh, and all of a sudden, Casey goes and and it was a it was a seamless, flawless move. <laughs> Casey goes, dude, there's a cop over there. And all of a sudden, Steve and I just see this spray. <laughs> Just go up as if his he had pushed a button yeah. on his steering wheel, like like James Bond. And just went, yeah. and Steve and I look at each other. Did that just happen? <laughs> it was he had like the Batmobile rigged car, right? The Fishmobile, the Fishmobile. Yeah. And it, but the the spray came up from from like the, console. the center console. Yeah. It like shot straight, straight up and dispersed perfectly. And it happened. I mean, it was so seamlessly quick. It was case like, dude, cop over there. You know. And we're, <laughs> Almost as if it was voice activated. It was yeah. so damn funny. Oh my god! All right, well, oh, anyway. bad old days. <laughs> anyway, uh, let me get to a few more calls. Uh, I'm going to go to Ken. Hi, Ken. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, what's happening? Yeah, bud. Uh, we were talking about Kathy dumped like a gallon of coffee in her car this morning. That's why she keeps running in and out after the breaks. What did you spill that you wanted to tell us about? One night I was on my way home from work. My son called me. He said, pick me up some Frank's Red Hot. Okay. I said, all right. I just go to Giant. I get it. The big bottle. I come out to my van. I stick it between my legs, and I'm driving home, and all of a sudden I smell it. And I'm like, what the hell's that? I look down. The bottom blew out of it somehow. Oh, oh my God. Between your legs? I got home. Thank God I don't have neighbors because I got home. I had my clothes off. 
before I got in the back door, my wife was like, what the hell are you doing? I was like, you don't even want to know. <laughs> Man, hot sauce <laughs> oh ha- has got a really strong smell to it. So that would that'd be a tough one to get out. If it gets on your so junk, is is it? I yeah. You Were you burning? Oh, yeah. I was on fire. Dude, was down at my junk. Wow. Yeah, I, I've had oh, I, I've had the coffee between my legs while driving um, uh, because of again cup holders being filled up, and I've, I've I had a spill one a, a mild spill. Thankfully, never do that again. Uh, Nick, what was that text? Well, there's a few that are coming out of people that have had incidents with crabs. Like, they've gone crabbing down the oh shore in Maryland or whatever, <laughs> and, like, the, the <laughs> crab juice or the crab guts will spill all over the back. Um, so, yeah, a few people have had incidents. Like, seafood, it's just, well, this one, it just lingers. This one said he had a cooler full of live, angry Maryland blue crabs dumped <laughs> into the backseat of his car while driving. <laughs> How do you know they were angry? Uh, I guess when they were trying to get him out of there, he said cleaning up the mess was both horrible and dangerous. Okay. They were clicking away. So they weren't too happy about uh, being picked up. So uh, let me go. Yeah, this is this is pretty bad. This is much worse than the coffee cat. I'm going to go to Bill. Hi, Bill. You're on the air. Morning, everyone. Morning, How bud. What's up? So this wasn't me personally, but I had worked at a Audi dealership years ago, about 15 years ago. And we had a woman come in, we had a customer with her car, an Audi Ace. Oh, oh. Bill? Hold on, Bill. But hold, Bill, we, we lost you for a second there. All right, so your friend worked at an Audi dealership. No, I, I worked at the Audi dealership. Oh, you did, okay. I, I had a customer come in. And she had an Audi A6, which was about $60,000 car at the time, and it was had a nice tan leather interior. She was an interior designer, and it was hot July summer, uh, like when we went through a heat wave. Right. And she apparently left a five-gallon can of pink paint in the front seat of her car. Oh, no. And the can exploded. She left it in the car for a couple of days. She left the car in to have us look at it to get it detailed, and the, the leather seats. The dashboard, the windshield, oh. the, glass, the headliner. Is there is there anything you can can do when that happens? Well, we said you got to call your insurance company. This is not getting detailed. We had to replace some parts in the car. Yeah. You had to replace parts. Yeah. How much? Give yeah. us an estimate of the damage, the cost of the damage and the replacement. It, it was <laughs> it was bad. I mean, like all the vents, all the air vents had paint go into the air vents. Uh, oh my! The top <laughs> worth of the dashboard. Are, 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 are we talking like ten grand? More. Uh, it was probably around ten, twelve grand. Oh wow. my god! Well, I mean, if they would probably have to replace the entire dashboard. Yeah. Think, yeah. Right. Oh my god. Well, yeah, the dashboard got pulled apart. They had to replace with the front seats of the car because they were heated seats that had pores in the leather. So all yeah. The when you when yeah. you pull the dash out of a car, you're talking mm-hmm. yeah. money. That's bad. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it, man. Pink paint, dude. So my bedroom growing up for my entire life had a giant, and I'm talking like huge. Uh, it, it was it was paint because uh, my dad they were painting the side of the house, yeah. and I guess he was outside of my my bedroom window and when he came back into the bedroom he kicked the paint can over (laughs) and so my bedroom just had a giant and i'm talking like a size of a manhole probably even bigger uh paint and you can't even call it a stain because it had texture to it i mean it was like it was and that that was my that was my did it almost look like it was on purpose almost yeah i mean it it was was an artistic statement (laughs) yeah and you know you couldn't clean it up so i was like all right well 
I just have pain on my floor for That's my, my pain entire stain. life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go to John next. John, good morning. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Wonderful, ma'am. What's your story? So my cousin and I go on a night bluefish fishing trip, and I take my girlfriend's little SM blazer. We pack the cooler up, we divide the fish up, and I drive home. Get home that morning, tired, pick the cooler out, lock the car up, hot summer day, go in and go to sleep. The car, the cooler leaked with the fish oil and the guts, and and it baked in that car all day long. We, we 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 tried everything. We had to get rid of the car. Yeah, you had to get was, rid of the car. Oh that God. is what I was going to yeah. ask. There's no way that's coming out, man. It's some that's yeah. going to linger. It gets down in the seats unless you ripped all the seats out and all the upholstery. <laughs> I can't see we, how you fix ripped, that. Yeah, we ripped out everything that we could. The floor, the matting. We scrubbed. We lemon. <sighs> Vinegar. <laughs> so when you say, you could try, John. When you say get rid of the car, what did you sell it? Did you did, did insurance it. cover it? What was the story? Just, just traded it in. Just traded. They like, took it. Purpery like, up real much and like traded in and go for an air. But it even wasn't even my car. It's my girlfriend's car design, which she, I felt even more bad about. Yeah, no, it, that that car. sucks, man. Thanks, mm-hmm. John. Wow. <laughs> Uh, Zach has been on hold for a while. Let me go to him. Hi, Zach. You are on the air, sir. Hey, guys. How are you? Good, man. Says here you're an Uber driver. Uh, yeah, about four years ago when I was still living with my mom, I, I drove for Uber or Lyft. I honestly can't remember which one. Yeah. Uh, but I just gotten a, a 2006 uh, car, brand new to me, first car I ever bought. Started driving for Uber to start paying for it. And I just vacuumed it and wiped everything down and stocked up some waters for the rides. And I had a passenger coming in, in the car. She looked a little, you know, you know, really, really, really drunk. Okay. Uh, so occasionally I would have to pull over and go, okay, just lean your head out the window, do what you got to do. It's going to be okay. We'll get you where you got to go. And we finally get to the destination, and I could feel it. I could feel it about to happen, and she just projectile vomits all over my dashboard. Oh, oh man. Wait, she's in the back seat, and she hit your dashboard? She was in the front seat. Her boyfriend oh, was in the back right. seat. Oh. Gross. No. All right, what'd you do? What'd you do? Did you get in there and clean it up yourself? Yeah, I got home, and my mom looks at me, and she goes, oh, you're home early. I'm just like, where's the bleach? <laughs> <laughs> they now vomit. Have a, they now have a vomit fee. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, uh, to pay for cleaning. All right, thanks. I assume Zach. you gave Appreciate her a bad it. review. <laughs> I, I bet you detail shops see this stuff all the time. Oh yeah, people who have to come in and get some kind of thing that just won't go away. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to do that after work. Like even Today. though I cleaned it up. Yeah, because I just don't want it to sit like where I, I know I'm missing something. There's like a big puddle somewhere in there so uh, i wonder at what it. point the detail company terrible. says like mm-hmm. we can't help you right you know, like, yeah did they reach a point where like yeah you're gonna either have to sell the car or blow it up but yeah <laughs> remove all the uh, upholstery or whatever here's a text that says i had a 32 ounce jar of vanilla extract explode oh in my, my car that is a ton of vanilla of vanilla they're usually the you know, yeah. one ounce bottle would that smell Good, though? It says it smelled like yeah. the Pillsbury Doughboy's A-hole for three years. <laughs> I would think that would uh, that would smell good, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. But I guess you get tired of an overwhelming smell no matter how or good it is. Do you become nose blind to it after a while? Angela Perfetto just texted me. She said, my dog expressed her anal glands in the passenger oh, seat. Oh, oh, 
She says, I win. <laughs> <laughs> That's gnarly. All right, well, Kathy just went with coffee today. Dumped, uh, I don't know how many ounces. Yeah, and all over stuff. But Probably like eight, nine, ten ounces, right? So if we keep missing the, uh, if we keep missing the, the traffic, you'll understand why she's out <laughs> cleaning it up. We are going to take a break. Stay put. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.